awake with the thought of your every move. They won't be home till late Sunday afternoon. They won't be home till late Sunday afternoon. The body sweat as we hit the floor. I whispered, come on, babe, show me a little more. I'll tell my mom that I won't be home till after two. Tell my mom that I'm spending all my time with you. Lay in bed with nothing but our underwear I got a feeling that you might feel the same way I got a feeling we can do it like this every day
Check, check, check. Can you hear me? Check, check, check. One, two, one, two, check. Dealing with uh, some technical difficulties. One sec. Read that fair use. We're just going to roll the intro clip. Make sure everyone can hear it. One sec. Should be able to hear that. Y'all, is that good? Sound good coming in? We're just going to roll the intro again. All right, all right. Just going to have to look at the logo. I don't know what happened there. How about you, Mario? How you feeling over there, man? I'm feeling good, man. Oh, there I am. Now you get to stare at our ugly mugs for the next minute. <laughs> all right, making sure this is all good. That was weird why that... Output it to the TV. Strange. It's like they don't want us back here on this platform. I know the joke is if you're a podcaster, you just like to hear yourself talk, but that was taking it a little too literally. Yeah. What's up, guys? We are back. No need to fear. We are here. Let's fucking go. This intro is a little uh, longer, though, so I'll see. I might have to cut it somewhere. This is an intro reprise. (laughs) That was weird, man. Hold on. Let me get this fair use going one more time. Uh, Just to make sure everyone reads it, understands it. Alright, so read that fair use. Understand it. Soak it in. I might set the fire alarm off, but that's it's fine. We're here. We're back. We're better than ever, everyone. Welcome into another In the Pain podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You are far too kind. That was strange, dude. Like, it's always something. It's always something. When you're dealing with digital shit and sounds and video. And At least we're live. Yes, we are live. We're back. Back on Facebook. Feels good. Yeah, welcome back to Facebook, my friend. How, Thank you, sir. What was the uh, what was the countdown clock looking like before you were officially wiped off the map? Oh, uh, dude, it, no, it was bad. It you was, were down to a few days today. Right? Oh, geez. today would have been the day I would have uh, if I didn't get the account back today. It would have been the day uh, where my judgment Facebook, day, judgment day, as they say. <laughs> Guys, welcome in, everybody. Uh, hopefully, everyone had a marvelous Thanksgiving. I sure sure did uh i'm still kind of feeling the uh the food kind of just settling in my stomach not wanting to uh pass through but uh yeah man uh my thanksgiving was great dude hopefully everyone out there enjoyed some turkey and some potatoes and corn and cranberries and what else you got on thanksgiving pumpkin yeah, pie some stuffing some mac and cheese I had some carrot cake 
Good stuff, man. Yeah, we, good stuff. Well, being an Italian household, too, we did the whole lunch thing I was telling you earlier. Right, right. We had, you know, the, the escarole soup and the and the, and the the salad, and then you got to do the gnocchi and the raviolis, and then you take a break. Right. Watch some football, and you, and you come in with the main Thanksgiving course. Yeah, man. Um, Just making sure everything seems weird today. Like, yeah, my mic went out again, too. Yeah, it was, it was it's very, back. It, yeah, it's, it, I think it's the gate on, on, the, on the mic, just because right. it kind of compresses that gain. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just strange, a strange, uh, strange Saturday here. But welcome in. Uh, we made it to another weekend, uh, which is very exciting. I always love this time of the week. Saturday, we get to come on here for three, four, five hours. Last week was six hours. Give yeah. it up for yourselves. P- wow, it's our PR. <laughs> we did get uh, the cop the, the the video right after, or it was like the day after we did that video ceased to exist for a couple days. So I was fighting hard this week, man, to get the account, the Facebook account back. And the podcast, the six-hour new record here at In The Pain Podcast, right. podcast back up. So that is streaming episode 157. You could find it uh, probably somewhere on our uh, on our channel. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, welcome back in, man. Um, feels good to be back. Uh, football, obviously, Thursday, man, was uh, interesting. Some great games on Thanksgiving, man. Great games all Crazy day. Crazy finishes. Detroit-Buffalo. Usually that Detroit game, you know, on Thanksgiving is a little sus, but... Hey, it was pretty good. Detroit uh, played Buffalo pretty hard. So I actually thought they were going to win that game, but, you know, to each their they own. They had a couple chances late in that fourth quarter. They did, man. But, you know, uh, Buffalo is just, you know, they got Josh Allen. What are you going to do? You know? That's right. Uh, yeah, man. So Thanksgiving was uh, great. We tried, uh, you know, a little uh, different different technique this, this year with our turkey. Instead of just, you know, putting the oven, conventional oven, and letting it, you know, sure. cook for however long it cooks, we... Uh, and shout out to Brandon, who can't be on today's show, but he actually, uh, you know, it was his idea. I'll play a video here in a little bit, but uh, we got a uh, deep fryer like, Ooh. and just fucking let that bitch burn. Dude. dude. And then take that first bite, a nice crispy outside. It's all tender. And stuff. Dude, it was so Ooh, good. That's, that's amazing. It was so good, man. Um, we have a lot of a uh, lot of great stuff to get into today. Uh, Reddit seems to be uh, on our side, man. Hey, um, we won back the Redditors. We won back the Redditors, so I'm happy with that, man. Uh, <laughs> we have This Week in Shop, obviously. Uh, it is, it's not an In the Paint podcast without nope. a little. This is the official Brendan Schaub fan club. And with that, I say Brendan Schaub. This is how we, we do, do it. This, this is how Chin do does it. it. Da, 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 da. Guys, this is how we do it. First of all, I want to thank... It's Wednesday morning. Wednesday. I want to thank everybody out there for telling me how great uh, I It's all Saturday, Brendan. It is a Saturday, Brendan. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, man, that is a long uh, little little soundbite there. But uh, to each other. Um, yeah, we have Donald Trump. I mean, I know we covered last week that he made his announcement. Well, he's staying in the headlines. <laughs> right after we got off the air. Right off we got, uh, we got off the air. Major he news. reinstated on Twitter. So uh, we'll be taking a look at that. Uh, we have some Andrew Schultz coverage. The Akash coverage we had last week, Andrew Schultz's little uh, little guy that he uh, kind of uses and abuses, he was getting the flack, dude, from that clip, bro. The internet really responded in such a vicious way, and I, dude, I, I love to see it, dude. I love to see it, where everyone's kind of in sync on the same thing and can kind of call out the bullshit where it needs see to be See that? People out. are coming around. People are Good coming around. Good to see. It, it, dude, it really Everyone's is. Everyone's eyes are open at the same time. That's all, that's all we ask. Uh, we have what else do we have today? We have a lot to get into. Uh, Joe, a little, a couple Joe Rogan clips. Um, 
We have uh, obviously fantasy football coming down the stretch run, man. We got like three weeks left, so we'll be uh, covering that. And Bird's playing tomorrow night against the Pack. I'll actually be there tomorrow night. Ooh, really? I'm going down to the link tomorrow night. I'll be there. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Wow. Dude. Blackout game, new black helmets. The new black dude, everything. They look fucking disgusting. Yeah. I'm so excited to see those on the field. Hopefully they can pull it out for you while you're there. Because I know you went to the one game this year. It was porn, but they, they pulled it out. Pulled but, it out. It was against Jacksonville. Yeah. Dougie P. Uh, all right, so yeah, we got a great show to get into, man. Let's just dive right into it. Uh, without further ado, across the way, you know him, you love him. It's Sir Mario. What's going on, dude? John, what's up, it's everybody Mario. listening in? Hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys got some sick Black Friday deals yesterday. Uh, shout out to Past to Present in Barrington for this Jordan rookie jersey I picked up yesterday. So uh, I will say, bro, that is a fresh, fresh jersey. Dude, it was this was a good find, man. Still the tags on it and everything. So shout out to those guys. Cool vintage store. Me and my brother went and checked them out yesterday. They had a great Black Friday sale. But uh, yeah, let's dive into it, man. We got some shit to cover today. We got some good topics. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Great, man. My aunt had the whole family over. Like I said earlier, we did the whole Italian Thanksgiving where we had the multiple courses. You know, we had to start start at lunch, take a few hours of a break, and you, you dive right into Thanksgiving dinner. So it was good. It was nice. Got to see the family. It's been a while. You know, we've all, you know, really the last couple of years have been kind of all scattered. So it's nice to get together finally. And, you know, now I'm looking forward to Christmas. Gorge out. That's right. Pig out, man. Pig out, watch some football. Can't, that's Thanksgiving is such an underrated holiday. Dude, I would I would say it's probably up there with probably maybe the best holiday. Maybe, Dude, I'm telling maybe. you, Christmas, Thanksgiving to Christmas and then into New Year's is the best time of the year, hands down. And Thanksgiving cannot be forgotten. It is a fantastic holiday. Yeah, Thanksgiving it is a uh, dude. I mean, you got football, you got food. Then you know, I mean, it's like you're just relaxing all day, really, just kind of just enjoying a day off work. Or it's great, whatever, dude. I mean, it's fantastic. It, it, like you said, dude, it's a very underrated holiday. Uh, a question I will pose to you, though, and, and the audience, everyone out there, you can comment below, leave it in the live chat. Are you a, a main course kind of guy? Like, are you just like, just give me the turkey and I'm good. That's what I look forward to with Thanksgiving. Or are you more looking forward to the sides? And dude, if so, which side? It's the side. It is the side. Bro. My go-to has always been stuffing. Always been stuffing because I know my family makes it homemade, too, which adds a little extra special uh, something to it, but. Dude, yeah, like turkey's good, and I know a lot of people complain turkey's dry and whatnot. Um, but it's good. I mean, you got to put a lot of gravy on it, but yeah, dude, the sides is what the sides, and then like the pies for dessert. That's to me. That's like what I look forward to. Right. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you with the sides, dude. Uh, you know, tur- turkey's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like, dude. It's just like, how can you go wrong with the sides? I mean, sometimes you got baked macaroni. Oh, yeah. Dude, we had that with, Fantastic. The, with the crumbles on top. Oh, dude, so good. You got the candy sweet potatoes. You got mashed potatoes. You got corn. You got uh, string bean casserole, bro. I mean, it's just all of it. So fucking epic, dude. It's like, well, how do you go wrong? Now, are you a dark meat or a light meat turkey guy? I'm, I'm a light meat guy. Basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's... Uh, just like it's like, how can you go wrong though with with sides? Uh, but see, I think where I messed up this year, because you know, there's a lot of food to be eaten, right? So you have to kind of pace yourself. You were explaining to me earlier before the show how you guys did a lunch, yeah, before dinner. Yeah, we did. We did. We basically did an Italian lunch, and then we went into like traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Like that's that's actually insane. Now took, took a few hours in between, right? But what did you have for lunch? 
So we started. So we started out. So again, very Italian. So we went the whole escarole soup. You, you bring out the soup, then you go Caesar salad, followed with nice pasta so, uh, serving of uh, gnocchi and ravioli. Wow. Some sausages and meatballs. Wow. Pack all that away. Put that away. That's Sunday dinner, dude. That's yeah, right. That, that's yeah. like, that's like every week. Right. Right. <laughs> he had that on Thanksgiving. That was lunch. Took a few hour break. Let it digest. Then you bring out the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the mac and cheese. We had uh, cranberries. What else? I think that was it. I think that was everything. But uh, some biscuits. Yeah, but dude, it was crazy. It's like it's like two whole courses. Yeah, it's like it, throughout the day. We, we get together at twelve, and everybody in the family's leaving my aunt's house by, you know, whenever the last football game ends, what eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, something like that. 12 even yeah it's, <laughs> it's crazy and, and you're eating all the whole time right you know what i mean then, but, then the pies and the cakes come out at the end you're like oh jesus christ <laughs> yeah it's like i can't no more this dude. is for tomorrow i'll try this tomorrow <laughs> right yeah it's it's insane dude um you know see where i went wrong I, I would never be able to do that first of all like ravioli sausage i mean although fantastic like i eat the escrow soup and that like kind of just like gets me to dinner you know hold you over right because Usually with Thanksgiving, man, I like to wake up, you know, get get some shit done, whatever I got to get done. But, you know, I like to uh, kind of just pass on breakfast, no lunch, yep. very, if anything, like small lunch, like a piece of toast, or I'll just wait till the escrow soup is ready. And because, you know, there's just so much, man. And it's like you want to enjoy everything. But see where I went wrong this year is I started with carbs and the sides first, worked my way you know, started my way outside and worked my way inside. And then that puts you in the food coma, it, dude. Right away, dude, because it was mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, and baked macaroni and cheese. Those three things right there, bro, are so unbelievably filling. That'll load you right up. By the time I got to the turkey, I was like, I don't even want it. You, you know, need sweats. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like you got to change your clothes, get a sweat towel. It's bad, dude. See, I was smart, man. I woke up and you said, skip breakfast, went to the gym because it was open until 10, hit the gym in the morning. You know, work up a nice appetite. You went to the gym? Went to the gym. Very nice. Got a nice workout in, showered at the gym, got ready for 12 o'clock, and I was starving, dude, because I skipped breakfast, worked up a nice appetite. That was the move. But man, by the end, dude, I was watching that uh, Vikings-Patriots game. Dozing? One eye open. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too, dude. It's, uh, no, man, but the thing with, you know, all the holidays, dude, it's just like... You know, you, you look forward to it. You look forward to just, you know, a relaxing week and, you know, maybe taking the day off, spending with your family and friends or whatever the case may be. But as soon as it's like here is as soon as it's gone, dude, because it comes and goes so fast, especially now we're getting older, dude. It's like, wow, bro. It, it's, just, it's it's almost like and I, I feel this way with Christmas even, too, where it's like the buildup is almost the holiday in itself now. Because then it just comes and goes. It's that, like that's Thanksgiving's over. That's where I'm at. Black Friday it. was yeah. yesterday. It, we're already two days removed from Thanksgiving. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, holidays come and go, man. The anticipation, like you said, dude. That, I mean, that's kind of like my outlook on it now. It's like you got to just enjoy the time now. You know what I mean? Because when the day actually comes, you're going to wake up, be so busy. You're going to be moving around. It's, it's so chaotic. It's chaotic. Next exactly. thing you know, eight hours went by and you're leaving. Exactly. It's over. Exactly. Just enjoy it. Like, I, I just look at it like, all right, Thanksgiving just ended. It's Christmas from now until the 25th right. of December. Right. That's it. Yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, uh, 
Hopefully everyone out there had a gr- uh, great Thanksgiving. Now, we were last week, we were talking about doing a, you know, send in your Thanksgiving plates and uh, your courses, and we were going to review them here on the show, do a cash prize giveaway. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to double down because I didn't get to make an clip. I-, I made a lot of clips this week and they did really well. Uh, shout out to YouTube, shout out to Reddit. You know, like we were saying in the beginning of the show, Reddit has really come around. And uh, dude, the, <laughs> the hate for Brendan Schaub on Reddit, bro, is unbelievable. We found our niche. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, dude. I mean, dude, it's unreal. It, it really is unreal. And, like, you, you find yourself getting lost in, like, just, like, reading what these guys have to say about Brendan. It's, like, almost like, dude, should we even, like, make fun of this guy anymore? Like, it's beginning, like, you're, you're crossing the line where it, it's becoming, like, not cool to do it. You know what I mean? Should we make them show their Brendan Schaub uh, fan club card? Yeah. We could start one, dude. That's, yeah, we got... Memberships only, bro. Dude, Memberships only. That's great. But yeah, I mean, print a few of those up. So Reddit responded really nice with a couple of the clips I post. I think between both clips, as last time I checked, was at like fifty thousand views. So shout out to Reddit. Um, and then YouTube responded really well. Um, you know, last week watching, you know, Bobby Lee, you know, Logan Paul, and Big Mike all kind of take advantage of the third wheel, which is George Janko. We're gonna watch actually George respond to uh, his walk-off, uh, you know, just from a couple weeks ago. George so. was down bad in that episode, man. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> George is actually spiral, spiraling out of control uh, a little bit. You know, I, he's actually, like, the one I could actually tolerate on the show, but it's, like, becoming where I, it's like, I can't even, like, defend you anymore, dude. You know what I mean? It's it's becoming that bad. So Bobby Lee's dick was that traumatizing. It just <laughs> broke him. Literally, dude. Uh, it, dude, that was unreal. That was unreal. If you missed it, uh, check it out. It's on our uh, YouTube page. It's uh, a short that I made, and it's up now, which did pretty well. So check that out. Uh, yeah, we have a great show to get into. Um, I have a bunch of stuff to get into, actually. Today, Andrew Schultz is on the docket. Kanye West making a little subtle 2024 nod that he might be in some way, shape, or form running for president or becoming a vice president or... Something. So we got a couple. Could you imagine if he ran as Trump's VP? Wow. I mean, that's what some people are speculating. I I don't know. I didn't even put that together. Like, I I thought maybe like, all right, he's probably just gonna like endorse Trump, right? Just because that's that's how we. I'm like, but I'm like, damn. What if he actually ran as his VP? Imagine that. Well, if you remember, I think it was in 2020, he actually ran as independent, and he got like 50,000 votes. Yeah. But. you know, obviously you're going up against Trump and, and Biden. It's like you, <laughs> oh you kind of stand no shot. But now That'd with be insane. But now with everything coming out with Kanye, you know, in the last month or two, dude, I mean, he might actually stand somewhat of a chance, you know, but I think you're right, though. If he were to, you know, tag along the Trump train, dude, and you got Trump West 2024, <laughs> oh bro. Oh, my God. Like, wow, that would be kind of. I thought 2016 was a roller coaster. Oh, dude, we're we're in for it, dude. You're gonna buckle up now. The next, oh my god, the next couple years, man, are gonna be just filled, jam packed every day, just like something after another. And we're here for it, man. We are here for it. We're here to absorb everything and just kind of see where this fucking crazy ride is gonna take us, man. I'm, I, I, I'm excited. I mean, dude, not for nothing. It's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be wildly entertaining. Absolutely, man. Uh, we have also some Ethan Klein, uh, you know, coming at the Catholic Church and the Vatican uh, in kind of a sideways matter. So we'll, we'll watch a little uh, clip coming up here just shortly of him kind of talking himself into another rut. Sorry, Angela, but yeah. Uh, Angela, how's that subscriber uh, 
Yeah, how's that subscription treating you? Not good, man. Not good. Uh, last time I checked, though, I don't think he is banned, but, you know, it's... Who knows? Who knows what will happen from there? So we have a, you know, a busy show to get into. Let's start off... Uh, let's have a little drink. Let's kind of settle in. I feel a little flustered because, when, dude, when something goes wrong like that, bro, like when the TV starts playing audio or if a camera goes out or the mic just doesn't fucking want to go out into the other side so everyone, like, you guys could hear it and shit. It just throws me off. You know what I mean? Oh, so, well, you're the production crew, so that's why. I mean, right. you got a lot on your plate. So let's, uh, we'll take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, everyone. Get your coffee. In whatever through the nose, drinking. out through the mouth. Oosa. Brain force. A little brain force. Get a little dropper action in there. Let's do this. Let's do... I know we did one before the show. I'm going to do another. We're going to double down. Going to double down on the brain we are force. We're going to be wired for the next four hours. A little brain force action. <laughs> I mean, dude, since we started taking this brain force, bro, I think two weeks ago we did a five and a half hour episode. Last week we did a six. <laughs> We're just fucking. This is my voice. Seven hours on brain force. Mm. It's so good. Mm, Tastes like root beer. You want another shot? I'll do one. Hell yeah, you will. Ready? Yeah, I got it. Nice. Right. Nice catch, dude. Thank you. Dude, I can't lose in this jersey today. Yeah, that is a sweet fucking jersey, dude. Thank you, dude. I can't believe that. I mean, that's a steal, bro. It was a good find. Mario, you always somehow find a way to find these, like, epic-ass fucking pieces of clothing and just get them at a discount price. It's it's, move, it's amazing, dude. dude. It's, a, it's, 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 because it's, nowadays, it's, like, kind of like a thing. When I was doing it, like, years ago, it was, like... Nobody really thought of doing it, so that I'd find all these, like, gems. Yeah. Now you got to, like, dude, uh, when I went to this place, there was a line out the door. Jerseys are making a comeback, too, I feel. Yeah. You know? And the starter jackets are big again. Yeah. I lucked out, dude. I found my Eagle starter jacket at a, at a Goodwill store. That Dude, that jacket is... Probably, like, so, 10 years ago. I've never seen anyone get more compliments on a piece of uh, clothing more than Mario gets <laughs> on that jacket, dude. It's unreal. The guy at the counter liked it when I was paying. Oh shit! He's, was like, he's like, dude, that's sick, man. I think he was trying to buy it off me. <laughs> like, bro, it was in your store. Nice like, dude, store. you got three of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're selling three of them. You don't need mine. All right, let's get into our shot. Uh, yeah, let's take a shot of coffee first. Mm. Ah, mm-hmm. now I'm supercharged. This is why I like the Saturday shows, though. It's the cough, bringing the coffee on the show. You know what I mean? It's nice and alert, awake. Yes, it's the middle of the. Well, it's like the late morning. It's good. All right. All Not right. getting home at two a.m. That's always a bonus. All right, let's see. So, guys, uh, we're going to play a little drinking song here uh, to start us off. Now, this was a song that I seen uh, was getting, you know, pumped up and uh, kind of, you know, uh, promoted within the last, like, month, month and a half or so. Uh, And it's from our Philadelphia Eagles, our offensive lineman, I would venture to say most probably this year, one of the most, and every year, but one of the most important parts of a team is your O-line because without your O-line, your quarterback is fucked, and you, everything is just fucked without an O-line, a good O-line. So uh, our O-line, not only just making plays this year, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, Mylotta, I mean, all these guys making plays, they also step into the recording studio and are going to deliver us dude, a, not my, only a song, but a whole full-length whole Christmas Mylotta can sing, dude. Yeah. Because I, I always knew that because he would post videos of him doing karaoke like in the locker room. But, dude, I, I, they, they're all singers. Dude, it's amazing. It sounded really good. So we're going to check it out. This is Lane Johnson. This is uh, on Spotify. So here, I'll pull it up here on screen, making sure everything's good. And uh, so this is Lane Johnson on Spotify. 
13,000 monthly listeners. Pretty good. Uh, this is what? Christmas Baby Please uh, Come Home by Jason Kelsey, Jordan Maialata, and Lane Johnson. We're going to take a drink, guys. We're going to settle in. We got uh, a great show to get into. Like we said, four, five, six, maybe even 10 hours. Who knows where we're going to go today? This show is going to go fucking every which way it can. So uh, settle in. Take a shot if you're drinking and, with us. And in the words of uh, Jeff Garcia in 2006, Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Philadelphia. Very nice. There. Uh, guys, uh, have yourselves a drink and uh, let's have it. Some great show. Let's have a fucking great show. Let me pour something up here. What do you got, the little Jim Beam action? Oh, yeah, dude. We got the both Jim Beams. Ice bro. cold Jim Beam. See, we can't share a bottle anymore. We can't pass it because I got to throw a bottle. So it's Yeah. Like, we, uh, we'll we just go gangster with it and just get each <laughs> other, you know, have our own bottles. That's right. But um, all right. So let's uh, get into it, guys. Jeff Garcia did say Merry Christmas, Philadelphia, and Happy New Year. Take it away, Lane, Jason, and Jordan. Hopefully we don't get flagged for this. I don't think we will. Cheers. Saxophone, 
Switch on your end. I'll play the piano. Oh, yeah, here it is. Hell yeah, nice. dude. All right. Shout out to Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and Jordan Malata. I like the uh, the the Peanuts uh, album cover. Oh yeah, let's check that out. Can we? All right, hush, hush, crowd, hush. Yeah, that's pretty sick, dude. They did it right. They definitely very did it cool. Right. Like Charlie Brown. Love to see it. All right, uh. So uh, I guess we could kind of stick uh, with the whole holiday theme that we got going here. Um, yeah, this was them recording. Actually, here, let's... Uh, hmm, do I want to play this? The first single from a Phillies... Yeah, we'll play this. This is them recording. A little behind the scenes in Yeah, the a little studio. behind the yeah. scenes. Work. Might as well. And then we'll move on. But uh, all right, check this out. This is, uh, this is them recording the tune. May your days, may your days, may your days. Let's get in the holiday spirit. He reminds me of like he remind he looks like he could be Jason Kelsey looks like he could be a dude in four years strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So did you see the one picture they posted with the whole offensive line? And they actually took a picture like you know like the bands take the picture in the woods. Yeah. Everybody was commenting. They were like, "Is that August Burns Red?" <laughs> That's pretty funny. They're from Philly area. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Jordan Christmas, Malata. Jordan can sing, man. Just like the one I used to know. Now, you wonder if this is actually, like, live or if this is how processed his vocals are. Like, you know, like, can he really sing like that? Well, I've seen him sing with just raw vocals. Like, he's he's posted, like, like cell phone footage of, like, him singing. It's good? He, he could sing. Yeah. Yeah. Where those treetops There's the guy on the saxophone. Yeah, ripping Merry it, Christmas, dude. Philly. Merry Love Christmas, it. Philly. Was that the uh, Jeff Garcia nod right there? That yeah. The little Easter egg. So that's uh, available uh, December 23rd, uh, I guess, on a streaming platform of your choice, Spotify, iTunes, and everything like that. So that's interesting, man. Uh, we'll probably be playing more songs from them because I don't think... Well, I think they said every Friday they were going to put out one song right. up until... The twenty third to put the whole thing out, so that actually works out perfect for us. Yeah, yeah. No, no every Friday and then it's the like Saturday. having a drinking song lined up every week. Every week, there yeah. we go. Yeah, that's our uh, like you know the they do the twenty four days to Christmas or twenty five days to Christmas or whatever. That's our version. That's our version. Right there. <laughs> so we'll uh, you know get into the holiday spirit with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, our Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and uh, yeah, man, uh, it should be should be fun. Although uh, you know, uh, well, you know. I'll save that for later. But all right, so we'll keep it kind of in the holiday uh, spirit here. We have a couple, a uh, couple Joe Biden clips. Um, you know, it's uh, Joe Biden. Fi- Look, Joe Biden finds his way into the clips segment. He can find his way every week with us. But 
I feel like you know I don't I don't want to harp. It's like making fun of Brendan Schaub every week. It's like come on, dude. It's not. But fair. he's just such a character. It's like right. You, you can't not right. It's like how <laughs> like, do you, how do you pass? Just, just read this headline and this tweet. It's amazing. So yeah, I mean Biden. Uh, this is a quote: nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. Like come on, Joe. Where you at, bud? Where you at? So uh, yeah, this is Joe Biden uh, over the holiday week last week. Uh, you know, doing the old blessing of the turkey and at the White House, and they do a speech or whatever. And I, I always wondered, dude, do you think after this turkey serves its purpose of like <laughs> just slaughter and just get slaughtered in the fucking back? You know what I mean? That's the entire White House is uh, uh Thanksgiving spread. Yeah, it's like on display. <laughs> just gets fucking shot right in the back. And oh shit! Head <laughs> ripped off. Uh, you know, who knows? They might. They might do some sacrificial shit like that. You think they use the blood for the... They might drink the turkey's blood, dude. I think think there's a... uh, There probably is adrenochrome. I don't know. You'd have to fact check that. There probably is, though. Pumping adrenochrome in the turkey. See Hillary Clinton in the back. (laughs) Just an IV drip. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking A, dude. Oh, shit. Uh, But no, uh, nonetheless, Joe Biden, our great president of this... uh, strong country um he he, uh you know he is uh you know never ceases to amaze man so he is going to be blessing the turkey or do you know exactly what they do isn't it a blessing of the turkey or i think i mean i guess i mean i know they do this every year and it's like yeah it's it's like a traditional thing for the president to do um but are they blessing you think he's sniffing the turkeys well We'll get into that, man. Joey Sniffs Uh-oh. is back again. Dude. The sniffers on the loose. Control that nose. Dude, the amount of things this guy sniffs, dude. I mean, geez. It's bad. Like, it's bad. But, yeah, so we're going to pull up this clip. Uh, Joe Biden, again, nine and a half million turkeys. I'll tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. So I don't even know what that is even a reference to. I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything. Like... You know what I mean? It's like, what are you trying to get at? Or is it just a complete slip up and he's just fucking incompetent and is, you know, suffering with dementia? Well, we know how he feels on foreign policy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a courtesy of C-SPAN Network. Yes, this is C-SPAN bringing us this uh, marvelous clip. So let's watch. How, how many turkeys you got down there? You raise it. Circle this range. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. Oh, shit. And the, anyway, do you want to talk? Wow. <laughs> Please don't sniff but me, folks. sir. Wow, dude. What a fucking <laughs> shit show, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. Like I said, dude, you know, it's like I bring these clips because it's funny. It's a haha. We get a laugh out of it. But it's like, you know, you start asking yourself the question, like, is this even, like, cool to make fun of anymore? You know what I mean? It's like beating a dead horse, dude. It's like, you know, the guy... Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's very low-hanging fruit, dude. It's like, you know, the guy obviously suffers from, you know, dementia and, you know, Alzheimer's. Or maybe not Alzheimer's, but definitely, like, some form of dementia. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. You know, it's it's funny. Plain and simple. You know, so we'll continue to make fun of it. So that's what we do. Uh, so we have another Joe Biden clip uh, here. We can have him sniff the turkey this time. And then it's well, he's not actually sniffing it, but he, there's uh, someone put this edit together, which is remarkable. 
there's some music behind it. It's very intimate. It's like, you know, a lovey-dovey, him and the turkey. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. There probably is a clip of him actually sniffing the turkey. I just, you know, really haven't looked. But uh, check this clip out. This clip was uh, pretty funny as well. Check it out. Ooh. You're about to get stuffed this Thanksgiving. Give me that white meat, baby. <laughs> so Joey, uh, Joey <laughs> sniffs uh, is back at it again, man. And then I had another Joe Biden clip. The kind of well, this wasn't even the holiday spirit. This well, yeah, I guess it is because he's like visiting the vets, uh, you know, or the active, you know, duty members. And uh, there's this family up on the stage. And uh, he's going to kind of make a questionable, uh, questionable statement. So let's just let's see how this unfolds, man. I thought this was pretty fucked up, you know, subtly. Like you have to read between the lines on some of the shit that he says. But, you know, if you do and, and you get to where I got with this, it's kind of fucked up. So let's watch. Uh, imagine. So for audio listeners, we have, uh, you know, what looks to be uh you know, nice family, a beautiful looking family here, mom, dad, and what looks to be, you know, uh, one short of a basketball team uh, worth of kid. Uh, you know, we have the dad is either, you know, looks like he's a Mexican or an Indian or, or something of that nature. And the mom is white. So, you know, mixed kids. OK, we get we get that. What could Joe do wrong here? This has to be boring, boring, boring for these kids to stand up here. Understandable. You're allowed to do anything you want, including go steal a pumpkin if you Whoa. want. Now, why would you say that, bro? They gotta Folks, steal it. They can't. Not- they can't just go get one. They can't just buy they one. They can't ask mom and dad to buy them one. Like, wow. Go down to the farm. <laughs> go down. Right. Go down to the farm. And go buy. Go they, buy. They have to steal it. They have to go steal a pumpkin. What are you? What are you? What are what, you hitting at, Mr. President? What are you insinuating, Joseph? Wow, dude. He never ceases to amaze, dude. Let's hear that one more time. So now you can take it at face value and kind of just take it, ah, uh, Uncle Joey, you know, he's funny, stealing the pumpkin, yeah. But, you know, let's look deeper. Let's really, you know, challenge this thought. For these kids to stand up here, you're allowed to do anything you want, including go steal a pumpkin if you want. Anything wow. you want to do. Folks, it's an honor for Jill and I to be here. Wow, dude. So Joe is... The parents uh, look at each other like, did he just really just say that? Yeah, look at him, dude. Yeah. What the fuck are you getting at, bud? She's oh my god, this is brutal. This is brutal. Let's get him off the screen. I just thought it was funny, funny little uh, couple clips to open the show up with, but to each their own. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think Joe is actually going to run too in twenty twenty four. Oh, which is kind of embarrassing, dude. Right? It's like how do you let him run? He's going to be what eighty something. I think he's going to be by the time twenty twenty four rolls around, he'd be like eighty two, eighty three. <sighs> It's gonna be that's gonna be an exhausting uh, another four years if he gets elected. I don't see how he gets elected. I don't even see how he runs again, dude. It's like you mean to tell me you guys don't have anybody else to serve up? Like this is the best you got? You know what I mean? It's it's embarrassing. It's it's easy for the Democrats to just kind of prop him up and just make him like the puppet. Well, yeah, because he'll do. You know, it's like Fetterman, dude. Because like. Right. They're not competent people. They just are there to, you know, it's fulfill why, the agenda. It's why you don't see Bernie Sanders ever make it past, right. you know, the primaries. The primaries. Yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, would fucking 
not just be, you know, a, a yes vote or, you know, to fulfill an agenda. He would actually, you know, stand up and challenge, you know, whether it be good or bad, he'd actually, you know, stand up and challenge some of the shit. At least I think and so. And now it sucks because he's getting um, older now. He's getting up there. Yeah, dude. It's like, that's who all these politicians are. There should be a cutoff rate, dude. In order to be a politician, you can't be older than 55. After that, you're a senior citizen, dude. Like, move on. And, and you, you know, know what I mean? Is? And it's not even like for anything else other than just the fact that you're just kind of out of touch with the world today. Yeah, bro. That's the thing. A lot of these politicians are like... Uh, you know they want to you know you could be a healthy 70 mind is sure, all good body's sharp, right sharp yeah. but you're from a different era where like if, if you haven't really adjusted and adapted to today's like you know lifestyle and kind of what the socioeconomic climate is like you're out of touch yeah yeah and then you know you you start delivering policies that are just not just pisses everyone off pisses everybody exactly bro so you know there should be a cutoff rate at like 55 or what you should do is whoever gets primary, maybe there should be the vote in the primary, right? So you see who the candidate is for the Republican and the Democrat. But I've always been a proponent of, dude, let them fight for it, dude. You know what I mean? Like physically fight for it. Oh, man. Celebrity deathmatch style? Dude, and the winner, it would have to be like fight to the death. It'd have to be. Just put them in a, put them in a gladiator coliseum. Yes. It would have to be a fight Sword to the death. Sword and shield. Yeah, sword and shield, everything, dude. The whole garb, everything. Um, and and that's you know that's uh, that would be more entertaining than just a, a standard vote. And you know it would show all of us who really wants it. Do you really want this job? How bad do you want? Right? You're willing to fight for your fucking <laughs> life. I'm in, dude. Can't can't get any worse, right? Call Jake Paul. Let's set that up, dude. Yeah, Jake Paul's got <sighs> his uh his people on the phone right now. Speaking of fights. Oh, look at this. So this is going to uh, segue into our sports. Haymakers. Uh, oh, man. Our first, you know, our, our, our topic, our, our first segment of each show. We like to uh, bring some sports talk in, you know, kind of keep it brief, kind of keep it light. You know, not we want to bore everybody. But, you know, uh, this channel was founded on, you know, sports, music, entertainment, everything that falls under that little umbrella. So. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I we really got, our, give we a got fuck. our audience. We got uh, our sports yeah. audience. And dude. look, I don't care, bro. TikTok wants to fucking give a shit, dude. Fuck them, dude. You, go find hey, another you're, show. You're still watching, aren't you? You're still watching. So, and you'll never find a show as good fuck as Fuck it. You're going to hear about my fantasy team until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor to Aaron Jones. What the fuck? God damn these fucking running backs this year. I should have <laughs> drafted a receiver. Speaking of... Dude, actually... It's funny you said that because I think looking back, 2020 is hindsight, right? I think looking back, Going receiver would have probably been, you know, unless you unless you had like Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler, but a lot of these running backs kind of fell to the wayside. Dude. Yeah, just you just they just get used up. I find they just get used up. They just they just run out of gas. Yeah. So if you're the leading rusher of the year before, chances are, like you said, unless you're Derrick Henry, you're just gonna kind of fall off. Yeah. I mean, look at Dalvin Cook. You know what I mean? Like he's having an okay year. Don't get me wrong. He's not but that a- offense runs through Justin Jefferson. Exactly. That's the passing game. Yep. Yep. So you kind of have to balance, you know, and Justin Jefferson's younger, faster, Dude, stronger. Did you see the catches he was making in that game? Unreal. Every dude. time I watch him, I'm just like, damn. And he, dude, it seems to me like he's open on every fucking play. I watch it. Uh, now, now when I watch, I go, you know what, Howie Roseman, you are lucky you got A.J. Brown. Very, dude. <laughs> Very. Otherwise, he would have been on this week's segment of our chopping block. Because damn, dude, that dude was making circus catches. It's unreal, man. Watching that guy ball the way he does on a weekly basis, him and Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper 
cup got hurt probably yeah, off yeah, of here. <laughs> but nonetheless, dude, it's like them two specifically are open on every fucking play. And it's like, if you're defense, do you not like scheme how yeah. to like cover them? And like, this year you can throw in like Stefan Diggs, who's like right under them guys. Yeah, but he's not like he's not open every play. Justin yeah, but, Jefferson is open but no, every but play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you you can see why they were okay with moving on from, from Diggs, Diggs yeah. and making that draft choice with Justin Jefferson because dude, it's just insane. It's unreal. I would say another one close to it when healthy is Jamar Chase. Uh, but, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, dude, th- this crop of wide receivers that we have in the NFL, man, I mean, probably the best, you know, I mean, all around. It, it takes us back to, you know, we grew up watching T.O. and Randy Chad Moss. Johnson and Randy Moss. Yeah. And, yeah. That's who it, Justin, Justin dude, Jefferson reminds me of. That era was great. Dude, so good. Marvin Harrison, Tory Because Holt. you had elite defenses, but then you also had these, like, diva, like, Stud wide receivers, dude. It was just fun to watch. Another underrated guy. Remember Joe Horn? Joe Horn with from the, the cell phone? Yeah, oh, Dante dude. Stallworth. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to turn the camera on. I'm looking at Brandon here. He wants to uh, make Oh, Brandon. I could turn the camera on. Uh, if you want to. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, man. Home. I'm sorry about that, dude. Uh, my keys are right over there. The uh, That one, yep. There's only 95,000 Thanks, dude. I appreciate right it. Brandon says hi, and hopefully he can get back on the winning, uh, yeah. winning side. Dude, dude our, our fantasy league, man, everybody's like right there. Coming down to the stretch, man. Coming down to the dude, stretch. Dude, it's tight. So, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, like we were saying, dude, you know, this crop of wide receivers, I mean, are just phenomenal, too. But, it's, again, it goes back to, like, we're probably going to have to face Minnesota in the playoffs, you would think. Um, either them or Dallas, which I'm actually... Actually, right now, I'm probably more afraid of Dallas than I am Minnesota, to be honest. Minnesota is really kind of... Well, you know what it is? They're shaky. It's because, you know, you watch how the Eagles have played the run the last few weeks. You kind of look and you're like, well, that's kind of where Dallas's offense runs through is Pollard and Zico Elliott. Right. And, you know, you, you played Minnesota. You shut down Jefferson the first time. So you feel good you can do that again. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, you know, second time around, it's anybody's game. Right. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, week two doesn't reflect that but still you you, you you saw what you had to do and you did it so you feel good about doing it again i'm with you there like i feel like i mean the key the key right now is to just keep handling our business you got to get the one seed you got to win the division you got to lock that up and then then from there you know it's just like look from there it's coming through philly and just you know got to handle business yeah yeah, man. Um, you know, we'll see, dude. I mean, obviously, the NFL, I think there's still about seven weeks left. Uh, but for us, you know, there's only three, three this week and two other weeks left uh, for our fantasy. Now, we'll get to that fantasy in just a second. But, Mario, we were talking about fighting to the death. Yes. Now, we're going to watch here. Uh, this is an L.A. Chargers fan, fans, plural, trade haymakers during Chiefs game, which this Ooh. past Sunday night. Was that was a good game. Really good game. That was a good game. Shout out to Patty Mahomes, man. Probably the best quarterback in the league this year. Uh, me and my dad have him on our fantasy squad over on CBS. So he hasn't disappointed at all this year. And he, he is minus Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey has kind of been subpar at times. And plug in all those new guys. You got Valdez yes. Scantling and Nicole Hardman. And they're all Pacheco, kind of like, yeah, even though he's not a wide out. But, but still, I mean, yeah, but they've been handing him the ball more. Yeah. They, they're definitely like this kind of like, you know, um, offense by committee. Right. Now they're down Tyreek Hill, but it's crazy. Still a great team. And it's crazy, man. Kelsey's still balling. Still balling. I think he's like 31 now, maybe. Yeah. And he's still yeah. top three in the league. 
So uh, at this game the other night, we had some fans exchange haymakers. Now, at first, it doesn't look like much, but this fight gets fucking great, dude. This but I thought Philly was the worst. I thought we're always the ones starting all the brawls. Right. I hate that, bro. I hate that argument. That right narrative there. is so tired. Yeah. And if I hear one more thing about Santa Claus and the snowballs. It's like, bro, that was 2002. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, let it go. That was in like the 60s. <laughs> that was in Veterans Stadium. <laughs> that was that was in Franklin Field. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the OG. I'm talking like OG. Well, that was, I'm talking about Ja Rule and Ashanti, I think it was. That, that, yeah, that was like, and again, that was like the vet. Oh, too. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Move let on. Let that shit go. Move on. But, uh, you know, this isn't Philly. This is uh, L.A. And this is two Chargers fans uh, had a little bit too much to drink, and someone said that they would fuck one of the other person's moms, and things got crazy. Oh, and they pulled a Zach Wilson on them. <laughs> yeah, they pulled a Zach. Zacharias uh, Wilson. I, I understand. He's been struggling too, man. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. What without, a fall from grace. Without Brees Hall, that team ceases to fucking move at all. You know what That's I mean? That's it, man, dude. That was the that was the pick of the draft this year until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's watch it. This is two LA Chargers fans exchanging haymakers. Let's see how it unfolds. Courtesy of TMZ Sports. Roll clip. All right, so right off the bat, we have someone here. Let's let's rewind that back because that happens quick. Right off the bat, we have this guy in the jersey just pounding in a Joey oh, Bosa. Man. Yeah, dude, just throwing bombs. Oh, oh, man. And there's a Patriots fan in Mac Jones' jersey. He doesn't even know why he's there. He's yeah. just kind of watching this happen. More people getting involved. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it when the girls get involved. Get off my man! Get off my man! It's like, listen, you got two 200-plus-pound drunk-ass motherfuckers swinging haymakers at each other. Do not reach in to grab your husband. Yeah, don't engage. You do not want to get hurt. <laughs> Dude, I love to see these fights, man. I really do. Um, you know, sometimes, it, it, look, it has a lot to do with, I think, me personally. I think it has a lot to do, obviously, there's alcohol involved, and, and people, are, you know, get hot-headed because their team might be losing or not doing good. Whatever the case is, they're just not in a good mood going to the game, but... You see this a lot, dude, recently. Over the last two years, since COVID, bro, and people for a whole like year and some change couldn't go to these events and couldn't go outside. So now it's like some of these people, it's their first time back at a they sporting got, They've event. had no social interaction Nothing. for two years. Nothing. So they just think they could do whatever. They think they're like at their home in their like living room or backyard, and they could just fucking do whatever. And it's like, you know, rude awakening. Now you're going to probably spend a couple nights in jail and pay these fines out the wazoo. Hopefully you didn't really hurt the person. That's another thing people don't talk about. Like, yeah, dude, I love seeing fights. Don't you ever seen wrong. a fight like that at a game before? Like in person? In person. I don't think I've actually seen, I've a, seen one bad one. A brawl. No, I don't think I've actually seen. Maybe I have. I don't know. Uh, what was yours like? So this was 2003 NFC Championship game when we lost to Carolina. That was, you know, that whole stretch. You just kept losing every year in the Jake championship DeLone, game. Jake oh, Muhammad. Brutal, dude. McNabb played terrible that game. It was rough. I remember this. Uh, so this guy, this Carolina fan calls this Eagles fan's wife a slut or something. Oh, just, shit. Just, just saying shit about the guy's wife. Those are fighting words. He jumps over the seat. The dude was out. As soon as the fist connected to the side of this guy's head, wow. he was out. He must have went down like two, three rows, 
and he was just slumped. And this dude is just wailing on this fucking guy. Cops came, took him out in handcuffs. Yeah. That was probably the worst I've seen. I mean, this dude was just unconscious getting his face like beat in, dude. It was bad. Yeah, see, that's the thing people don't understand and realize. Like, yeah, fight like watching fights, bro. I love to watch fights. Don't get me wrong. I love to see people get angry and get, <laughs> you know, provoked and shit. But at the end of the day, bro, it's like you have to, you know, be aware enough. Like, okay, if you knock the motherfucker out in one punch, don't jump on top of him and beat his uh, face. He, in. Dude, he, and that and that's back then when the link first opened. So you right. got you got all the veteran stadium holdovers coming in. Right. So dude, there was beer there was beer fights. I remember my dad had his like nice like suede eagle jacket on. He's like, yo, yo, chill. Like I'm just trying to get to my seat. I'm on your side. He's chucking beer at me for. Right, right. But they were just trying to get the guy on the other side of the section. Wow. Oh, dude, it was brutal. Yeah, dude, it's yeah, it's bad, dude. It could get real squirrely really fast. I mean, all of a sudden now, you know, you, you fight somebody and now all of a sudden, you you know, you give him brain damage and now he's in the hospital and now you're paying out the wazoo for the rest of your life. Now you're fucking, you, you're done. You went to a football game and now you end up in jail. Exactly. <laughs> Is it worth it? Yes, I'd say. I'd say yes. Just Listen. because it gives us content to watch. <laughs> and if you win, if your team wins, it's worth it. It's worth it. But in, in the long scheme of things, guys, for all... Our audience here, uh, don't go out in the public. We are kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't go just start wailing on people. Somewhat. We're somewhat kidding. We're half kidding, half uh, being serious. Don't but do, uh, you ever see what those kids were doing for a couple of years? Like a few years ago, they were doing that like knockout yeah, game. Yeah, the knockout challenge. They are just run up to people and just slumping them. Side of the head. You right that? in the fucking temple. Just remember, slumping them. Remember the one video? There was this, uh, there were two girls. And the one girl, they were fighting, fighting on the front lawn, and she picks up a shovel. And oh, just beat her over the head with it. No, and she threw it at her, and it fucking oh, yeah, clunked th- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh. I think that girl died. Dude, I think the girl she hit she died. She a hematoma. I th- no, I think she did. <laughs> fucking it, like Brendan Schaub. brain aneurysm, Jesus Christ. It's like what happened to Brendan Schaub, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> fucking it, dude. So, yeah, uh, you know. Beating out of a straw for a few months. Moral of the story is... If you don't think you could win a fight, don't start the fight. If you think you could beat the shit out of somebody, go ahead and do it. <laughs> but uh, nah, uh, it's all in good fun though. Um, all right. So what else we got in football news? Uh, Antonio Brown never ceases to amaze uh, over the last couple couple months. Now we broke here live on air when it first dropped his whole fucking thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians. How? Because I think it was. Was it really last year already that he walked off from the Jets at yeah, that Jets game? Yeah, that was at MetLife Stadium. So took, that, all his, <laughs> took his shoulder pads and jersey off. Swinging it swinging around. Swinging it around, yeah. running off the field. Dude, it was bizarre. So that was already a year ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How quickly? That time- was probably almost a year to the day. I mean, it was probably right around this time of the season, That's too. what I'm saying, like December yeah. football. Yeah. That's unreal, man. So uh, Antonio Brown is still making the headlines um, up until, you know, just this week. Uh, so this headline, Mario, if you want to take this one. Well, we all know that AB's been uh, fucking with Tom Brady about the uh, whole Giselle uh, situation. So Antonio Brown posts fake Giselle nude photo amid bizarre TB12 beef. So this was the photo. <laughs> oh, man. She, dude, she actually, this picture, does. she don't look good at all. She no. Looks, she looks like a fucking fox or like a deer. <laughs> like, a, like the body's good. Right? Yeah. The body's nice. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, just... But then you zoom into the face, it's like... You know what I mean? It almost looks like an oil painting. Like a, it kind of does. <laughs> like a portrait. So, uh, Brown's post with Black Bar ad. Okay, so Mario, if you want to continue. Yeah, so Antonio Brown is continuing to cross the line his view with Tom Brady. This time, 
He posted a clearly photoshopped nude pic of Giselle Bunchen on social media. Okay. So the troubled ex-NFL receiver shared the image to his Snapchat on Monday. By the way, I follow AB on Snapchat. Dude, some of those posts. My man's got some bad CTE, dude. <laughs> Blame it on the CTE. It's, it's got to be, dude. It's got to be. Showing Giselle's face edited on top of another woman's naked body. A caption was not included, so there's no explanation behind the decision to take another shot at Brady's ex-wife. The slide was later deleted, but screenshots of A.B.'s post quickly made the rounds on Twitter. It's another example of A.B. burning his Brady bridge to a crisp. I think that bridge has been long burned, dude. dude. It's been long burned, bro. He, yeah, he nuked that bridge. Yeah. He's a completely turned his back on his former teammate in recent months, despite TB12's continuous support throughout his off-field troubles. Now, mind you, man, this man has let you in his home in two different cities lobbied for you to come play for him oh my god oh my god oh my dude. god dude <laughs> wow whoa <laughs> that's hilarious now i'm telling you dude he was definitely laying pipe at tom's house he was clapping her fucking cheeks while yeah, but- tom was with the kids in the other room <laughs> dude you know what man now that i'm thinking about this at first i was like nah this is just a troll like but now that I'm really thinking about this, bro, you don't do this if you didn't fuck Dude, Giselle, right? Like it's, it's a flex. It's a flex. That this is I, a total flex. It's a total flex. Bro. Because you you would post like if you were just trying to like fuck with Tom Brady, and you were just kind of bitter about everything with the, you know how it went out in Tampa, you, you'd post the you'd post the video of them hugging at the Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Harmless. Harmless, but we get the intent. Right. This is yo. I've been deep stroking your wife <laughs> 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 for months. For months. Unreal. So for audio listeners, it's, My a, God. It's, a, it's a cropped face of Antonio Brown on Tom Brady's body with Giselle hugging, uh, you know, the, the cutout of Tom or Antonio or Tom Brown or Antonio Brady, whatever, <laughs> which way you want to put it. Uh, TB84. <laughs> dude, unreal, man. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. At first, like I said, man, I did not think he actually laid the pipe. I think he was just like he was just super troll on this and was kind of just kind of uh because he was out of the mix of football right so all the eyes weren't on him anymore right you got to draw his he's been doing the rap career thing right he's just got to got to stay relevant the yeah. Nelk boys like doing all that shit and it's like kind of just to stay relevant look at me look what i'm doing i'm still antonio brown for christ's sakes you know what i mean but the more and more shit that comes out like posting the new pic of giselle posting this picture of giselle and and tom but with a crop face of ab on him Leads just leads me to believe Dude, that you fucked her. I told Angela when she was on the show after the show, I was like, I think the video of him in the pool where he had his dick out. She, I think there's an extended cut of that video where Giselle just kind of was somewhere. Hops on top. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, dude? It might be fucking. You might have to check this website. Yeah, dude. I, I think there might be a full clip somewhere. There might be. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, no. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know, but because Giselle is like. <laughs> She's very, like, proper, you know what I mean? classy. Yeah, so for her to, like, agree to a sex tape would be kind of bizarre, I think. Yeah, but we're just, having, we're just having a laugh with it, but dude. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm telling you, man, more and more evidence clearly points to this. So, all right, if you want to wow, continue, dude, that's, continue with this. That's bad, man. Oh, it's great. It's great. So, all right, so the article uh, continues on here. It says, Brown has also posted several times about Brady's divorce from Giselle after 13 years together. Including a pic of him holding or hugging Bunchen after the Bucks Super Bowl win in 2021. 
He also went the bad sh- Photoshop route another time by putting his face on a Brady's body, as we just showed, uh, as Giselle had her arms wrapped around him. So, yeah, dude, that's that's like, that's that's as bad as it gets. Because it's one thing if you want, like you said, it's one thing if you want to post the video of them hugging at the Super Bowl. But that's like. And, he, and he's persistent about it. He's like. He's, he, and he's consistent about that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, it's not, he's not letting up. No. And you don't, you don't, the whole point is you don't do that if you didn't fuck her because then you just look like a crazy dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then the, all the stereotypes about him being crazy and the CTE and all that shit. It's like, all right, dude, you're playing that, that's in too a narrative much. now. It's yeah. too much. But, you know, I think if you did fuck her and you post this shit, it's like, what's Tom going to say? You know what I mean? He, and you notice how Tom hasn't said anything, which is kind of alarming, you know, and it leads us to believe that. There's only one outcome of this, and that was him coming into Giselle, maybe. <laughs> coming into their life and coming into his wife. Well, like Drake said, there's, uh, the only outcome is income. <laughs> or as long as the outcome is income, something like that. But That's anyway, right. uh, finish this up, Mario. So Okay, so AB seemingly tried to expose Brady by sharing a text conversation from 2021 last week in which the seven-time champ called Brown out for acting, quote, like a young, immature man that is selfish, self-serving, irrational, and irresponsible. Safe to say Brady's message <laughs> didn't get through to I AB. Love, I love how they fucking word it there, dude. Yeah, it's pretty clear, dude. I mean, uh, he keeps going. Talk about self-serving. Yeah. Jeez. And this was the latest pick. So, uh, <laughs> AB, guys, uh, I mean, you know, it delivers for great fucking quality content. AB, sure. Antonio Brady. Antonio Brady. Wow. Wow, dude. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, but, you know, we'll continue to uh, keep up on this. And, yeah, and hopefully we'll uh, have an update with the black bar removed. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> there you go. Although we'd probably be pulled immediately. <laughs> pulled immediately, and unfortunately for our Spotify listeners, yeah, you're going to miss out anyway. Well, so Spotify, <laughs> dude, surprisingly, Spotify like seems to be the, the most fair uh, when it comes to playing you know uh reacting to videos or playing our music yeah or you know it is they i've yet to run into a problem with spotify you know do, and do, do we dare thank joe rogan for this oh i don't know i think <laughs> it's too, yeah it's too soon that's too soon. <laughs> too soon too soon um but you know uh spotify has been great uh so far it just sucks they don't have a live feature if, if spot i'll tell you this if spotify had a live feature i'd oh, move everything game to spotify. changer yeah, i just move everything to spotify. absolutely and maybe do like the secondary stream on YouTube. Post some clips. Yeah, clips, right. stuff like that. But until that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to be on YouTube and Facebook. So here, let's go over uh, uh, our fantasy for this week. Fantasy football, that is. And, um, you know, uh, that'll kind of put the uh, ribbon on top of the, or a bow on top of the segment, as they would say. Um, so, and then I want to talk a little bit about Facebook and how we're back on streaming on Facebook. Yes. Kind of ties in with Spotify. Welcome back, John. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It is lit, as they say. All right. So this week, man, is uh, it started off three games this past Thursday. We had Detroit and Buffalo. We had the Giants and the Cowboys. And then we had Minnesota and New England to wrap up the night. Um, Yeah, man. And there was a bunch of players throughout the league that played, obviously, Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, Mahe, which, by the way, did you see the week Mahe had last week? From the Cowboys? Dude. 37 points? I made the mistake. I was like, do I pick up McPherson from the Bengals or I go Joseph? My old kicker. I go Joseph. <laughs> that bit me in the ass real quick. 
But but he had a bounce back week. Yeah, well, he only had six this week. But last week, dude, he had 37 points. He kicked a 60, I think, two fifties, a 40. Ridiculous, dude. Just unreal, bro. They just they 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 smoked Minnesota. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was unreal. How about Minnesota just getting smoked by the NFC East? Yeah. A full fucking was that a full sweep? Because they lost to the birds. They lost to the Well, have, have they played the, the commanders and the Giants yet? I don't know. That's a good question. I think they still got to play him. So anyway, this week started off. This week is a big week, especially uh, in our division. So yeah, let's go over to the standings here. So in team or uh, in the uh, East division, we have Clem and Bonebreaker Gary facing off against each other. Both oh, at eight and big, three. Dude, huge game. That's the matchup of the week. We have Italian Stallion double down facing off against each other. Dude, which- look at your dad, man. Pulled, pulled back from like where he started in the season six and five now. Hell yeah, yeah man. I think he started like one and three it's or crazy. One and four. Yeah, dude. Major turnaround. But if, if double down wins, he, I mean, he, they're fighting for a playoff spot here. And Brandon is playing Carlito, which is a, a get right week for Brandon. So if he could win. Dude, that whole division's right there, man. Right there. And then in our division, you go over Mario leading the top of the division at seven and four. Adam at six and five, which I believe you two are facing I think off. I'm playing Adam this week. So yeah. that's a huge game. Huge game. And yeah, then I'm playing big. NJ Dunn right, which is a huge game for both of us. I mean, right there, one one game difference, man. It's crazy. One game difference, dude. So I need to win this week. And realistically, dude, I'm sorry to say this, but I need you to lose. I need oh, you to well. lose. Got to got to handle business this week. Got to handle business. So we go over to the scoreboard. So that's the uh, the standings, how they sit. So so far, I'm playing NJ Dunn right. I'm winning six two. We each had a player. He had Dawson Knox. I had Mahe go six two. Carlito up on Brandon, okay. 34th then, but Car- All right, Carlito. Carlos Early had uh, Folk get him 17 and Schultz get him 17. Brandon had Cook get him 10. We go over to the game of the week. Now, Bonebreaker Gary, this was fucking unreal, dude. Dude, he, wow. You know how he's just from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But he, he had, dude, he had Josh Allen, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Stefan Diggs, Gabrielle Davis, the Buffalo's defense, and TJ Hawkinson all on Thursday. Wow. Dude. So, dude, wow. He had his whole team. So, he's got two left. And Clem only had uh, two guys go. He had Jefferson. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So that's gonna be a tight. Look at the projected. Wow. Yeah. One. Th- yeah. Look at that. Damn, right dude. there. That's gonna be a fucking tight race. So Clem still has seven, and Bonebreaker still has three left to play. But this is, the, for all intents and purposes, the game of the week. This is probably gonna be for first place. That's this huge. Game. That's huge. This game, first right here. overall in the league. That's huge. And then we go over to your game, Mario, where you're facing off against uh, Adam, and. Uh, you know, not a bad start. I mean, I, I am projected to lose this week, though. Looks like the yeah. Chandy updated projected. I had a couple of. See, my mistake was I forgot to take out New England's defense. Yeah, you want to start Tampa's. Tampa had a much better matchup this week, and it actually looked promising. I mean, they got that pick early in the game, and I was like, all right, cool. But they just, they just, yeah, they didn't hold up this week. But see if I make it up on the back end on Sunday. I mean, Ramondre had a good week for you. Greg Joseph, not a bad week. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And you like to see it. DeAndre Swift and Dallas's defense, I mean, only got him 21. You know what I mean? So that's- Right. So, so at, least, at least going into Sunday and Monday night, you know, it's close. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. And then we have uh, my dad and Double Down facing off against each other. And I believe uh, my dad only had Tyler Bass. Double Down had two. Uh, St. Brown and CeeDee Lamb get him 38. So, going to be a big week, guys. This is probably the biggest week so far, this is that this is where the stretch run to the playoffs really starts, like right now. Yeah, man. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that, man. Uh, we'll be back on next week, and we'll be talking all things fantasy football, getting uh, ready to look forward to the fantasy football playoffs. Maybe what we'll do is uh, the week of the playoffs, like that stream, 
we'll do like we'll try to get Brandon Adam Clem in here. Yeah, that'll be fun. Do a little panel, yeah. Doing like, like a little panel, or at least for like a pre-recorded segment, and we could bring it onto the show. I like that. Oh, I like, dude. Check this out. Right, it's not a bad idea. We could do a pre-recorded segment, and then when we uh, do our fantasy segment, instead of us being like live, we could just throw that on yeah, just there roll for clip. A half hour. Yeah, just roll the clip. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that a little more. Maybe we can get everyone work to, the logistics of that. I like yeah. that. All right, uh, so let's move on from our sports topics of the week. I wish everyone good luck besides Mario. I kind of need him to lose. Um, well, you're in, based on the projected, you're in good shape so far. So we'll see what happens. We should see. Um, all right. So we're going to move on here. Uh, so I wanted to talk just briefly about we are back on Facebook, man. So that, that's pretty yeah. big. That's pretty big. So if, if you guys are in the Facebook chat, if you see down below where you can like the stream, love it, put a sad face, wherever you could react to the stream down below, you could see it says send stars to the creator and that's for us to we're monetized on facebook so that was the biggest thing for me man was you know i I could live without facebook i did live without facebook and it wasn't that bad it was actually better i like i felt you know it's actually a relief it's actually a relief but what what i was more like the, the most bummed about was i had just maintained creator status on facebook and that was stripped and that uh, that's really like where I'm monetized. Like that's the only spot. Yeah, losing that it's it hurts the channel. It hurts, and uh, you know, so it was pretty big, man. I had to file some appeals, give them a reasoning why I thought like it, it was almost like I'm in timeout. It was like, tell me what you did. You know, <laughs> write a thousand word essay yeah. why you belong back on Facebook. And that's essentially, I mean, not a thousand words, but it was just like in a nutshell, why do you think you should be back on our platform? So I'm like, listen, like for not for nothing, like you guys didn't even give me a reason why I was banned. You didn't tell me like, um, you know, this is why we're kicking you off the platform. Like and it, it wasn't even a warning. It wasn't like they're just going to pull our video. They just completely nuked my channel. So it was pretty big. You know, I, I felt uh, this week was pretty big uh, for our channel and in the paint podcast. It's another big win. Dude, from getting our Facebook back. And getting the the last podcast, a six hour podcast, back restored. I mean, big two big wins for dude, us. I'm dude. telling you, we gotta get the belt, dude. There's a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> on that uh, belt, dude. You know what I mean? We're gonna get it. We're gonna display it right here. That would be nice. Or right behind you. Or right behind. Hang, hang it up. up. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. And we'll have to get everyone who's ever put a copyright strike in, like Ben Pixels, uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. We're gonna add that to the Christmas list. But uh, we were talking about Spotify earlier, man. Like like I said, dude, if Spotify just offered up a live streaming capability, I would totally just hop over there and just stream there. You know, Absolute I mean? game changer. But we are back on Facebook, guys, so share the stream. I noticed you did share the stream, Mario, so that's the first time yes. in like three weeks you're able to share the actual stream. So if you are joining us from Facebook, uh, you know, that is great, guys. Uh, we'd like to say what's up. Um... But yeah, that's kind of all I really wanted to uh, go over. It's just, it's just exciting to be back on the platform and to stream because that's, you know, like I post here and there, you know what I mean? It's not nothing too crazy. I don't like to, you know, I, I save all my controversial shit for Twitter, especially now with the that's Elon the Musk. space for it now. Yeah, because, right? you know, now if I get fucking off, if they fuck me on Facebook, dude, it's like, you know, I, I can't even argue it because I'm off. <laughs> so I don't know. That's kind of my two cents. Don't want to get sucked again. No. Getting sucked twice. And I think Clem had to deal with this before, too, where he got nuked. And it's just shitty, dude. They it don't sucks. even tell you. They yeah, don't even tell you dude, why. They, no warning. We were live on the show, just checking the stream, and it was just gone. Gone. Not only the stream. The, the whole, whole thing. <laughs> the whole shebang. I don't know. 
it's whatever. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that was kind of just my two cents. Uh, I'm just uh, thrilled to be back on, to be able to stream and to uh, deliver everybody uh, premium grade A content. Uh, if you haven't yet already, guys, make sure you uh, smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Do what you got to do. Share this stream around. Let people know that we are live. That's really the, the best way we're going to get out uh, to in front of new faces. And for people... You know, to kind of see what we're about, guys. We promise that this is probably the best uh, the best podcast and stream you're going to find. Like, no one does it better than us, dude. And we're the only in the paint. We're the only in the paint. <laughs> Not like the Golden Hour, which there's now two of the Golden Hours. <laughs> How about that, though, last week? They just let it go, man. It's like, I'd be up in arms. That clip blew up a little bit, too, on our YouTube so I wonder what people had to say about that. I want to check that out after the show. Uh, they agreed. Well, they weren't surprised. They weren't yeah, that Brendan did that. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, all right, uh, let's move on here, guys. Uh, welcome in everyone on YouTube. Anyone who's just joining us here on the channel, shout out to you. Uh, hit that subscribe button though to to keep up with our weekly. We are live on a weekly basis every Saturday, eleven a.m. That's right. Th- Everybody in the live chat, you know, thanks for hanging with us. You know, we love talking to you guys all show and. Keep it up. Keep it up. It's been fun. Absolutely. Um, my dad said, maybe I'll finally be on your show. Well, technically, he was on his show. That's right. For the the stream. It was just, now I'm able to do the Skype. So when when I tried to have him on before, I'd have to have like a webcam and all that shit. To, but maybe, now I, maybe we'll factor him in with that uh, fantasy new, panel. And the new Skype, dude. The way I'm just able to. Oh, dude, we tested legit. it out the other day. It was it, sweet. It's man. legit, dude. Anyway, that's kind of just me, kind of uh, kind of our housekeeping that we usually talk about in the beginning of the show, but we didn't. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's keep the show uh, moving along. I don't want to bore anybody with our uh, housekeeping notes here. But all right, Mario. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, Chris Lee knows best on, uh, I think they were on like FX or some weird channel, like right. Cooking Channel or Food Network, whatever the hell they're on. Todd Chrisley and his wife. Oh, boy. They get 12 years. They got sentenced to 12 years for prison, uh, 12 years in prison for bank fraud case. Julia gets seven years. Lock them up. Lock Lock them up. Throw away the key. Todd Chrisley, man. This guy, you know, if you remember, dude, he was like everywhere. Like, if you're watching TV, I'm pretty sure. Was it on FX? Or was it on like TBS or whatever it was? Whatever channel. It was a big channel. Right. And you were watching this. You're watching this guy and, you, you know, uh, people, you know, like, like looked up to him like, oh, man, I wish my life was like Todd Chrisley. Like they have such a cool family and they got money and, you know, well, now just, we see why they have money. Now they, you know, they're <laughs> not paying their taxes, man. Lock them up. Got um, money in a pillow somewhere. Yeah. Multiple pillows. Todd and Julia is uh, facing or they, they got sentenced to seven and 12 years. So I'll just take a little bit of this clip. Um, let me look at him, dude. Oh, boy. You ever hear? All right, let's just read the clip, and I'm going to pose a question to you. I'm curious to see what you have to say. Okay. It says, Todd and Julie Chrisley are getting to do hard time after being convicted of bank fraud and tax evasion. A judge just sentenced Todd to 12 years in prison and Julie to seven. Now, w- when you say prison, you got to say that term loosely because... They're probably going to like a federal prison. Uh, it's going to be like laxities. They're going to a country club. Country club. You're going to be able to play tennis. You're going with other nonviolent offenders. Exactly. You're, 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 yeah, you're probably going to be playing tennis and like. White uh, collar crime. Yeah. Um, so it says. Uh, Making the, arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> little, yeah. Art class in fucking jail, dude. 
tax dollars hard at work. Uh, the Chrisley Knows Best star learned their fate Monday in federal court in Atlanta, where the U.S. District Judge Eleanor Ross handed down their punishment. They also both received 16-month probation. So I guess when they're out, they got to do about a, almost a year and a half worth of probation. As uh, we reported, Todd and Julie were found guilty on their slew of federal charges back in June. And they were uh, holed up in uh, the Nashville mansion on house arrest as they awaited sentencing. Federal prosecutors argued Monday for lengthy prison sentences for Todd and Julie. Uh, Around 22 years, wow, for Todd and a dozen for Julie. On the other side, Todd's lawyers argued should get a maximum of nine while Julie's lawyers argued she should spend no time behind bars and just get probation. And you think that'll get reduced? Uh, I think it's going to stay. It'll stay? Yeah, I think it'll stay because I think it did get reduced from 22 to 12. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, TMZ broke the story. Todd and Julie were indicted back in 2019 with prosecutors claiming the couple defrauded banks by obtaining millions of dollars in loans based on false financial documents. The U.S. Attorney's Office also said Todd and Julie cheated their government by actively evading federal income taxes. Todd and Julie have uh, more headaches, too. As we first told you, Todd's being sued over podcast remarks about a Georgia official who investigated him for tax evasion. And their son, Grayson, was recently involved in a scary car accident where he uh, was badly injured. So that's kind of the story. With the Chrisleys, man. Chrisley, uh, rough go for the family, man. Holy shit. You know, I'm kind of mixed. I have mixed feelings about this, though. I have mixed feelings. I'll tell you why. One, you know, they, they, you know, evaded taxes and evaded paying the government this money. I'm kind of a fan of. If you could figure out how to do that legally, I kind of applaud you. It's pretty gangster. It's pretty gangster. But uh, on the other hand, you know, I look at it and it's like, you know, this guy was on national TV, right? And he, he, like, people looked up to him. And that's my whole thing with everybody is like when people, when you have that kind of an audience and this kind of a reach and people look up to you and you go ahead and do this kind of fucking shisty shit, but then still kind of maintain, you want to maintain the image that you're a good person and a good guy with a good family and all this. It's like, bro, I don't got no time for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm conflicted, Mario. I'm not sure how much you really, uh, you know, you've seen Todd Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure how much you really uh, have two cents into this. Not, uh, not, not a ton, but I mean, like you said, on a surface level, it's like, all right, anybody can stick it to the government, I get. But on the, on the second, you know, on the other hand, it's like, we're all paying taxes, and we all have much less income than yeah. these guys. No, you're absolutely right. And we have much less stature, and it's like you said, you're, just, you, you're, you're a public figure, and you're just sending a bad message. Yeah. We talk about it on the show like very frequently with a lot of these celebrities. It's like they think they can just kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. And, you, you know, there's consequences. You're still living in this country under these same laws that we're living under. So you evade you know, your taxes. Well, the government's not going to stand for that. They want their money. I think if it was like, I think there's tears to it, right? Because I definitely think there's people, you know, like A-list celebrities that don't pay taxes. But just because they who like I'm just using George Clooney as an example, not saying that he doesn't pay his taxes, just somebody on that stature, on that stature of a George Clooney. If he were to do something like this, I feel like he can get away with it because he is who he is. But I feel like the tier of celebrity. Now, you've seen it with the situation, Mike Sarantino, the situation. He's on that same level, same level of that, like C-list celebrity, right? Not quite B, but you're TV famous. Right. Other than that, like, you know, you're not. 
You're, like you say, you're not a George Clooney. Exactly. So if they do it, you know, it's like always the government comes knocking at their door. But if someone like a George Clooney, a Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, if they were to do it, I feel like it would get looked past. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the depends who you are, really. Yeah, I mean, once you get to a certain point of stardom, you almost like you kind of live in your own rules. Yeah. Kind of live in your own world. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So Todd Chrisley uh, facing 12 years and his wife, Julia, getting seven, man. So that should be. Uh, <clears throat> well, see you guys on the other side. Yeah, on the other side of prison. Don't drop the soap. That's all I would say. I would say I feel bad, but I really don't. I mean, you know, it's you get what you do. You, you get what you deserve. That's right. So, yeah, uh, that was a little something that uh, broke. You uh, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? Is, That's the old saying. There it is. So that was uh, one of the things I wanted to get to, a little light one, just to kind of open up the show. You know, I like to fill the, the, the top half of the show with some little ones, you know what I mean? Get everyone, like, comfortable and, and warming up and everyone's getting relaxed. Wet the whistle I mean? a little bit. Wet the whistle, wet the old peak, as they would say. This, however, I mean, falls into that category as a little one but at the same time is a big one. So last week, as soon as we went off air, I think it was like right after we went off air or it was the day after one of the two. I think but, it was that night. Man, I think it was that because night. I think we had just, I think we had just left the bar. <laughs> we, oh yeah. We, we were at the bar. Twitter. We were at the bar. Yeah. We were at the bar. Yeah. We just so, checked Twitter and we were like, oh shit. So we, uh, we, we, we covered here live on air that Trump uh, was or had made the announcement that he was going to be running for 2024's presidency, uh, and that was a big fucking stink, and everyone was making a big fuss out of it, blase, blase. Right after we got off live, to take it one step further, Elon Musk put out a poll last week, and it just pretty much stated that, you know, do you want Trump back on Twitter? Yes or no? Simple. Let the people decide. 52%, I think there was like 15 million votes, and 52% Yes, 48% no. So, ladies and gentlemen, your president, Donald Trump, is now back on Twitter. Oh, boy. And he's yet to tweet, though. I will uh, have to preface that. He has yet to tweet. Uh, this is brought to you by Tim Pool. It says, the race has been called. Elon Musk reporting Trump has won. The people have, sp- and this is Elon Musk, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. Vox, poop, I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's Vox PPL, Vox DI, something like that. It's like for the people, it's, by yeah, the people. Yeah, it's like Vox Papuli, right? Vox Day, something Some like, that. Yeah. like that. I don't. I don't. Not too uh, up on my Latin, but uh, yeah, just pretty much for the people, by the people, something of that effect. If you want to Google Translate, it, you can at home. But Trump is back on Twitter. <clears throat> he has yet to tweet since being reinstated. Now we all know Trump has Truth Social, which is another app, a social media app, and I think it. You know, it's just a conflict of interest where he can't tweet. Because of whatever deal he's got going on with Truth Social. I will say, I do think he will come back on the platform and tweet. It's like how, especially now running for president, it's like you, you have to utilize yeah. all the tools you Because that was the question. It was like, okay, well, he's going to run for you know election in 2024. It's like, you don't have a Twitter platform. Right. They, they have to reinstate it. And you, you saw it. It's like. Immediately. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So Trump's back on. Um, whether he's going to tweet or not, uh, that remains to be seen. But then Trump had a message and, uh, this was from NTD. It looks like NTD live. And this was Trump's uh, statement about, uh, being asked whether or not he was going to be rejoining Twitter. This is what Donald Trump had to say. 
I want to pivot a little bit to uh, current events as in happening in real time. I don't know if you've been following. Uh, Twitter is blowing up today. Elon Musk posted a poll uh, that had over 13 million respondents so far asking whether or not you should be reinstated uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, my question to you is, what do you think about uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter? And if you are reinstated, will we see you back on Twitter again? Well, I like that he bought it. I've always liked him. I got along with him very well. Uh, during my he was a great guy. He was a, great. He's a great purveyor of tweets. He's a great proprietor, great entrepreneur, great businessman. Great proponent of free speech. He is out here letting us all back in, opening the gates, Lifting the walls, per se. <laughs> and I got to know him pretty well. Uh, but I do like him. I've, I've always really, you know, he's a, he's a character. <laughs> and uh, I tend to like characters, but he's smart. Uh, he did put up a poll, and I hear it's very overwhelming, very strong. But I have something called Trump. If you look, it's Trump bone, but it's, uh, it's really fantastic. Truth social. And truth social uh, is is through the roof. It's doing phenomenally well. The press hates to talk about it, but it's doing phenomenally well. You know, the fake news press, they hate to talk about being when I do good. They just like to do the fake news stuff. And we there, don't like that. There will be no fake news on True Social. We, we, we will only speak the truth, the American <laughs> yeah. truth, the truth, justice, and the American way. We will not have any of these criminal, absolute animals Coming on to Absolute our platform. Savages. Absolute savages coming on to our platform. Thank you, Elon, but that's it. That's enough. I will be sticking with Truth Social. I think engagement is much better than it is with Twitter. And it's uh, taking care of voices that really want to be taken care of. And really smart voices, brilliant voices, voices that in many cases are both sides. But I can tell you there's a lot of voice for Israel, a lot of power for Israel in Truth Social. So... Truth Social has been very, very powerful, very, very strong. And I'll be staying there, but I hear we're getting a big vote to also go back on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't see it because I don't see any reason for it. Uh, they have a lot of problems at Twitter. You see what's going on. It may make it. It may not make it. But I So a lot of, I mean, a lot of this, man, is, you know, Elon brought Trump back on. Now, not by his own doing. Like, he didn't just say, all right, as of today, I am bringing Trump back on. He left it up to the people. The people decided. Because he initially yes. just said no, flat out. Well, that was to Alex Jones. But I, I don't think he actually said it. I don't think he actually said anything to about the Trump situation. Okay. But, um, which we have that But coming. the idea was that, you know, you didn't, he wasn't just going to, like you said, he wasn't just going to willingly. I'm now reinstating everybody, including President Trump. Exactly. So for him not to do that, leaving up to the people, Elon brings him back on. Um, and then Trump kind of like this, like backhand remark, like, you know, yeah, I see, you know, Twitter's, I'm going to be reinstated on Twitter. Thank you, Elon. He's a good guy, but I'm going to stick to where the truth is fucking, you know, people are, are desiring the truth more on my platform, you know, to, and he goes on to say here, we'll, we'll play, but he's saying, you know, pretty much Twitter is a dying breed. We, you don't know how Twitter is going to survive. They're going bankrupt. And it's like, you know, this is why you love to cover and, and, Donald Trump and when he's on uh you know making the headlines dude it's just because it's like you know everything he says bro it's just like fucking it's a headline it's a headline <laughs> everything just, whether you agree with it or not it's just like you, you can't not cover it cuz it's like right it's polarizing it's, it's stirring the pot it's yeah. polarizing the problems Continue. are incredible uh, the engagements are negative 
And you have a lot of bots and you have a lot of fake accounts. So right there, you know, the engagement's negative. We got a lot of bots. So he's, Elon just brings him back on and Trump is pretty much just like, you know, telling you everything that is wrong with the platform. That is Trump at his best, in my opinion, where he doesn't care if it, if it's it, like, look, it would be easy for him to be, just suck Elon Musk dick, essentially. Right. Sure. In this instance. But instead, he goes the other way and is like, dude, I don't even want your platform, bro. You yeah. can have that shit. I mean, dude, it, it really is the Wild West right now over at Twitter. Dude, it's, it's, wild. it's insane, dude. I think they should get on. But Truth Social has taken the place for a lot of people. And I don't see them going back onto Twitter. So the Avery, I want to get back to the And then Avery. that's uh, pretty much up? Trump's thoughts right there. So Trump back on Twitter, guys. You can now go up and dig up all of the quote-unquote mean tweets that he's ever made in his uh, life. and uh, Well, life on Twitter. And uh, you can now uh, go view that. Dude, it's I, I was looking at some of the tweets that he posted. Um, dude, they're just hilarious, bro. Hilarious. He, I mean, I'm, dude... Back in 2011, he was making these tweets about Rosie O'Donnell, like calling her fucking, you know, every which name. He just lets it fly, dude. It's It's amazing. It's amazing. We have someone else on Twitter, though, kind of in the music space and kind of commenting in the political space. And now, Mario, last week, I I think I had showed you this tweet from Sir, our friend, Sir Thomas DeLong. Yes. Now, every so often, Tom DeLong, when he's not happy about a current situation, um comes out and voices his opinion why he's not happy. That's not what I have to criticize. What my criticism is on Tom DeLong is I don't even think Tom DeLong believes the shit that he is tweeting. I think that, you know, and we've talked about this before. This has nothing to do with him being a political, you know, uh, making a political post or anything like that. I think in this instance and in many instances with Tom, he's a bought and paid for shill, essentially. You know what I mean? I, I, I think, you know, just... You just look at his history, man. He's supposed to be like punk rock, right? Like sticking a finger to the government, right? right? And like not giving a fuck, rebelling against the system, this, that, and the third. But instead, we get tweets like this. Tom DeLonge, this was right after Donald Trump was reinstated on Twitter, responding to an Elon Musk post, the people have spoken, Trump will be reinstated uh, for the people by the people in Latin. So uh, Tom responds with under eight different grand jury for treason, crimes of humanity, Money laundering, espionage, rape, and Rico? What the fuck Elon Musk doing? Why would he position himself alongside something like this? And, dude, let me just tell you, the comments lit him the fuck oh, up. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with some comments, man. Actually, here, we'll, we'll get your take on this, Mario. What do you think's going on in Tom DeLong's head? Uh, or do you think he's a bought and paid for shill? Do you, do you think he's fact checked some of these things? Mm-mm. Not at all. Because these are these are um, accusations that have been surfacing about the president for you know even all during the time he was in office. You know since you know post. Uh, I'll say this real presidency quick. real quick. All these accusations about Trump. You see how much the mainstream media and everybody goes after Trump. Yeah. Don't you think after six years now, they would have found something on him that relates to any of this? Right, because these are like, as, as a, you know, as high of an official as being, you know, the president of the United States, these are things that, you know. You look into. <laughs> these are things you look into and you, you know, you file criminal charges and, 
you know, arrest that person. <laughs> but that's all it's been. And remove them from office. That's all it's been, though, after six whole years of investigations and... And, and even know, the impeachment, you yeah. know, I mean, that's kind of just more Bogus. of like a farce because it's like, yeah, you can impeach the president, but he's not being removed from no, office. No. And the, the impeachments, you know, from what I remember, they, like, they... They weren't even true. You know what I mean? The, 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 a lot of the shit that they were impeaching him for was like bullshit. So, you know, six. my, my point, though, is six years you had. And this is something as soon as someone announces their candidacy, you're going to dig up every dirt you can and, and try sure, to make it's, sure it's, he it's can't a political run. tactic. Exactly. The fact that everybody who hates Donald Trump in six years has yet to find anything of treason, crimes against humanity, money laundering, espionage, rape. You, you, have you, if you haven't found it in six years, guess what? You're never going to find it. And that's not to say like you don't you, you you can find other things that you have issues with, right? Because I have you know I have issues with some things that Trump has said, but that's some completely that different. He's done in in the public eye, but that's completely different. But that's a different. Yeah, that's different. It's not like he's you're you don't have you know you don't find the issues of him with treason or espionage. It's just things that he says or things that he does that people don't. You know, like uh, overall, you know, it doesn't he, align with how I feel as an American. That's fine. Right. But, you know, to, to make these accusations again, I think it's just an L take for Tom. So uh, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that off Tom's take. Yeah, man, it's it's it, it kind of comes off as a little bit of a reach. And it's like. Like, I understand, like you said, I understand you want to have your, your your political stance and you feel how you feel about it, but it's like. You know that's that's heavy accusations to me. You know, and and you see it in the comments with people, whether they're debunking it or just pointing out things. Look at that: government lies about extraterrestrials. Government tells truth about Trump. Uh, here we could go through some of these comments. Though. Oh people my God! We're lighting him up, though. Not a single one of those uh, fictionist grand juries have resulted in uh, trails let. Sling guilty verdicts. Sit down. I don't even know what that means. But uh, watching workers, you fire. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Are you talking about Biden? Someone says. Oh my God. There was a vote, and the majority of users on the platform wanted this outcome. 15 million people voted. Only 51% of those voted yes. There are a lot more than 15 million users on Twitter. So, no, the majority of users did not vote to bring him back. Furthermore, this excludes people that don't follow him or have him blocked. Doesn't really make it a fair poll. Okay. So that's more on the on the long uh, along the lines of Tom's take, but for the majority of the take, so it's all about business for him. He doesn't okay misinformation. That's kind of on the lines of Tom. Let's find some uh, you know anti Tom tweets here. Uh, let's see, Tom, you should be watching. Blah, blah, what's this? A E W full gear in the hopes that I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Callie Miscrat returns. Miss. I can't. I don't even know right now. Um, AEW is that was that? It's uh, wrestling, isn't it? I think so. Tom, when I was younger, your lyrics and music were considered dangerous by a lot of people, but they spoke to me and made me a lot better of a person. Those people back, if those people back then had censored your voice, I'd hope someone would stand up and free it. We can't censor voices and speech. Um, I believe Elon Musk reinstated Trump. Oh, this guy could already tell he's fucking. Not for Donald Trump wearing a mask in his uh, profile picture there. Never got that. Got to be safe on Twitter. Never understood that. Let me, uh, you know, put a mask on and, and take a profile picture. Like, how fucking 
delinquent can you be? Uh, let's see. I, I feel like all the negative tweets that I've seen about Tom were erased. Scrubbed? Yeah, dude. Because, yeah. I mean, last week when he put this out, bro. Well, when you sent it to me, there were a lot. It's bad. Like, and people are like, dude, this is a bad take from you. Yeah, your current members in Congress are pretty much guilty of all this, literally. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, look, government in general, I mean, you can, you can, you can make those accusations about almost everybody everybody in the government yeah i'd say 90 percent. so I, I so i get it from tom's perspective in that case so i guess i'm kind of a little bit more in the middle about it but like still it's like you know with tom DeLong, it's like one moment he's questioning the government and then one moment he's for the government sitting down having these he's and he flexes about it in yeah. these interviews he does where he's like i met with these government officials about these you know these documents that are about to be declassified about ufos and this and that I'm meeting with the military, and it's right. like, are you for or against right. what right. the government's doing in this country? Right. Because you're, you're profiting a lot off it, and then you're picking and choosing who you're going after when it's like, listen, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Trump's a good person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's a good person, but, like, the, the whole government's like this. Yeah, it's, a, it's everybody. In These accusations go, you know, happen in politics all the time right yeah i mean you know it's fascinating you, you can't have your cake and eat it too essentially right is where i stick with it but um uh is this tweet about biden because it sounds like his family and, and that's the other argument is it's you know you know people voted for biden to get trump out of office but that doesn't mean they were biden supporters i'd be questioning his you know his campaign and his party you know his um you know, affiliates just as much. I mean, it's just as an American, your duty is to kind of question things you see in the government. But you also got to have facts behind it. That's the problem. Yeah, you can't just make these. That's wild the problem, ideas. especially with you someone have, like you, you Trump. Can't, you can't reach too far because yeah, because when you do it with Trump, is it's you're, you're 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 gearing people when you do this to Trump. You're, you're fueling that fire, and not only that, but you know to that you know. You're gravitating people more towards Trump and making them want to side more with him. Well, on the other ever. end of the spectrum, right. So it's like, you know. You're creating this like further divide where exactly. you're fire, You're fueling that fire for the far left and you're just reassuring what the far right believes in by doing. Pretty much, dude. So I, I don't know. I, I can't find. It seems to me that a lot of these tweets were scrubbed. People like me in the political like middle. Just who aren't really that political and just don't really get into this kind of thing often. Just sit back and get your popcorn ready. and That's all you can do. <laughs> uh, so, moving on from Tom DeLong, man. Uh, Enjoy the show. Moving on from Tom. You know, again, another L take, I think, from Tom. And he'll continue to make L takes, but that's fine. Um, God, as long as he makes good music. But I can't even say he has made good music because Edging, the last Blink-182 song sucked so it's like at least at least all right if you're making l takes on twitter you could back it up with good music but he's not even doing that so it's like all right bro what are you even doing anymore you know what i mean like it's kind of fucked but anyway uh we'll see so elon musk last week we were talking more uh about alex jones and elon musk how uh elon musk was you know said put out a, a tweet last week saying what else should twitter do makes a statement about how, uh, well, people were making statements about how they want Alex Jones back on the platform. Elon Musk simply responded by saying no, not going to happen. 
And, you know, there's people saying, how could you do this? You know, this is the quintessential free speech right here. If you don't let Alex back on the platform, you know, you don't have free speech. That was stuffing from everything with the Sandy Hook thing? Uh, Well, no. The reason why he was actually... That was kind of last straw, right? No, not even. So he was... So that was... The Sandy Hook thing was like 2011 through like 2013. Then... Right. Alex was banned in 2016... Due to, I think he he confronted somebody in Congress. I forget who, but Marco Rubio or somebody like that. So he, he confronted somebody in Congress to their face, and Jack Dorsey and uh, the the fucking chick that Elon fired, the the heads of Twitter at the time, uh, you know, seen that as like hateful fucking shit that he did, and banned him from for it. You know right. what I mean? So that's like really the reason why he was banned. It wasn't just for Sandy Hook because he was on the platform after Sandy Hook for for five years, six years. Um, so Elon again. Here we go. Uh, suffered little children. Blah blah blah. Elon was, I guess, kind of defending his stance on why he's not bringing Alex back on the platform. Uh, and he had a tweet that says, "My firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat, and have no mercy for anyone who would use their deaths uh, of children for gain, politics, or fame." Which, all right, Elon, but again, that's like kind of, you know, a double-edged sword because there's so many people on Twitter right now that use politics or use children for political right, gain. That's a, that's a very broad stroke it comment, is. Where, which I get. I get it. I get where he's coming from, but yeah, it's a very, you're, 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 that covers, that's a large umbrella of people that are on Twitter. Absolutely. And again, that's not, like Alex's whole thing wasn't Sandy Hook. Like, you know what I mean? You have to understand that about Alex. That's what the media and everybody portrayed Alex as, as some right-wing nut is fucking saying kids aren't real, these kids aren't real. Alex was simply, you know, just questioning the event. Like, we all have that ability to do. Like, we all are able to, or at least at one point we were, have that freedom to do. Like, hey, we don't think something... What you're telling us, mainstream media, that's not real. What you're telling us is not real. We're going to question it, look into it, and see if we can come up with a different conclusion. But people, you know, obviously had an outrage when kids are involved, the tugs at heartstrings, and and I get it. I I, I get both sides of it. Yeah. But I don't. I I don't think Alex Jones's career is you know uh, built up and solely stands on Sandy Hook. Alex Jones has done so much more than just Sandy Hook the mainstream and everyone else would have you believe otherwise like that's how he made his money was sandy hook it's like come on dude give me a fucking break and um you know to that uh elon musk was heavily criticized after uh this tweet here and just pretty much like i said we're coming at obama and hillary clinton for having bodies upon bodies on their uh on their belt i guess essentially but elon musk musk had put out a different tweet Pretty much saying, uh, should Twitter offer general amnesty, suspended accounts, provided that they have not broken any laws or engaged in 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 rigorous span? About 3.1 million votes, uh, 72% yes, 28% no. And this was the other day. The people have spoken. Amnesty begins next week. So that could mean a lot of these banned accounts that we have been seeing over the last five or so years, six years, are going to be reinstated. Along the lines, think of, of all that buildup. Those people that have been waiting, dude. Wild man. What that's going to unleash? Alex Jones, though. Uh, but this is before that tweet. Alex Jones did respond a little bit, so I want to. I wanted to play this clip. Uh, this is Alex Jones responding to Elon Musk's tweet about how he watches child die in his arms and how he has no sympathy for anyone who uses children for political gain 
power or fame. So let's watch Alex respond. Oh, hello, stupid. Okay, I so mean, hello. that's a ad. So just uh, bear with us for one second here. I've got to skip it. Here we go. Musk is trying to take over Twitter to create what he calls Internet X. Alex it Jones, everyone. The internet was freer and more. His website oh, listen, me, It'll be perfect. He understands that the censorship is just killing interaction, killing debate, and making it a horrible experience. And he just wants to make it successful. That's a common sense and smart thing to do, just from a business uh, perspective. It's, it's what made America great. But the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Democratic Party, and the European Union, and the Justice Department and CIA moles that Congress had hearings on last week are inside of his company uh, right now and are literally trying to sabotage it not just externally with threats of lawsuits and censorship and criminal charges from the EU, but they're also threatening to sabotage the company and the actual systems that make it operate. So he had an exodus out of the company. It was worse than he thought. There's questions if Twitter is even going to survive. He hit the panic button and basically came out and attacked me so that he can get the left off of his back. And, you know, that it's, it's, it's fine to me that he did that, except he went too far and compared himself to Jesus and the whole bring the children to me, suffer the children to me. And if you offend one of these, if you're mean to one of these kids, it's better for you to kill yourself by tying a big bowl to your neck and throwing it in the ocean. That's basically the translation from the King James. So that's just outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous that I'm supposedly the worst guy in the world because of media hype that massively has misrepresented what I really said about Sandy Hook that, again, I'll get to in a moment. If Elon loves to quote Christ so much in between dressing up like Satan, he should <laughs> quote Christ's most famous quote. Let he without sin cast the first stone. Infowars. It's Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Jones. I'm about to exclusively respond to Elon Musk's vicious attack against me and what is clearly a threat. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he quoted Jesus Christ saying, suffer the little children to come unto me. And then it follows with it's better for one to tie a millstone around their neck and throw themselves in the deepest ocean than to offend one of these. So one week he's in a Baphomet, the devil's champion outfit. And then a few weeks later, he's now quoting Jesus Christ. Well, beware, because the devil masquerades as an angel of light. Now, I'm not saying that Elon Musk is the devil. He's a provocateur. Are we having a Twitter holy war? Dude, yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, Well, wow. what what was fascinating, dude, a lot of people, again, criticize Elon where uh, on Halloween, if you remember, he wore that fucking Baphomet. Yeah, he did. So uh, highly controversial uh, dude, with the, the people on there. Really controversial. Yeah. So Alex, uh, you know, pulling no punches here and continuing to call out uh, the hypocrisy <clears throat> that Elon Musk, you know, is kind of uh, engaging in. <clears throat> you know, um, again, man. You know, Alex. I don't think you know, despite how what you might have heard about him, or if you watch him and you don't agree with him, despite all that, man, you, you don't ban somebody for. Unless you don't ban anybody, unless you fucking engage in a crime, engage I mean, right. in right. Look at the two things he listed on that that last tweet: egregious spam, breaking the law in Not, real life. Neither or on Twitter. neither of which have occurred. No. So to just 
this is the the disservice that you know the old executives at Twitter were engaging in, dude. They were fucking banning Alex Jones and Trump. And it always like, remember when you could just ignore them. Yeah, and you still can. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the be- beautiful part about Twitter. We just be able to just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Now but, we have to ban everyone. And it gets highlighted when you ban somebody, bro. It's like their message becomes louder. Yeah, you know? and it's a slippery slope because yeah. it's like okay then. Where does the where does the line in the sand draw? Like who gets banned? Who gets, you know, a slap on the wrist? Right. And who's the arbiter of that truth? You right. Know? So it it's, it gets fucking pretty uh, as a Brendan Schaub term dicey, and uh, you know it, it always seems now there has been you know political figures and 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 other people uh, banned from the left, but it's very very small. It always seems that the high uh, you know, high figures on the right, Trump, Elon Musk, um, you know, we had, I think it was, uh, what the fuck are they called? Project Veritas, uh, the Babylon Bee, all these accounts on the right get, get nuked and just, it, it's, it's bizarre how, you know, it, it, it falls. The, the political spectrum of what constitutes for a ban always seems to land on the right. Not to say that the left doesn't get banned because there are some accounts that do, but it's just like but less... it's a public perception, right? That's what I mean. Like you ask anybody on the street, that's that's exactly how they would describe it. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's continue watching. We'll watch a little bit more of this Alex Jones uh, response to Elon Musk. Both sides of every issue, and overall, I think he's done some good things. He's also done some very troubling things. But coming up next segment, I am going to really expose what's behind all this and what's really happening at Twitter and the wider war of censorship that is taking place that really only InfoWars and a few people like Tucker Carlson have fully grasped what's actually happening. This is being run by intelligence agencies and the Justice Department illegally. They're having congressional hearings about it. It's all come out. I was the first to tell you about it decades ago, but now it's been radically expanded. And these direct scripts are being written and prepared and then given to PR firms that give orders to the corporate media on how to carry this out. Now, obviously, Elon Musk has hired more PR firms than probably anybody in modern history. And he's hired some of the PR firms that have been actually attacking me on for separate clients. So I hadn't blamed him for this up until this point, but he's definitely following their exact scripts that have been put out before, and it's very, very dangerous. Now, again, I know what Elon Musk is doing. I'm going to explain it all coming up the next segment, so please stay with us. Thank you for joining us. We're just going to watch this uh, last segment here, and then uh, we'll, we'll move on and get some thoughts on where Elon Musk stands after this. Let's watch. On this live Monday, November 21st, 2022 broadcast, I am your host, Alex Jones. I'm about to exclusively respond to some of the over-the-top statements against me by Elon Musk yesterday and today, and the fact that the vast majority of even leftist-controlled, infested Twitter uh, has really woken up to what's happening and has saw right through what Elon Musk and the establishment is doing. So we'll put these tweets on screen, but he first said a few days ago from a bunch of requests from users, will you bring back Alex Jones? And he said no. He then had a poll and brought back uh, Donald Trump because 1% extra in the poll wanted Trump versus those that didn't. They had similar polls with 300 plus thousand votes. The Hodgson's did where I had a 10 point lead uh, on the poll of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people wanting me to come back. But the point is, is that it's hypocrisy to say he's democratized it and is gonna have votes decide who can come back and who can't. 
and that he's not personally invested, and then come out and release new tweets last night saying Alex Jones is a terrible person, Alex Jones made money off Sandy Hook, Alex Jones went and hurt these children. None of that is true. But I'm not going to get into the facts of what really happened there until the end of this segment. I want to talk about what Musk is doing right now. It is extremely, extremely transparent. Musk is trying to take over Twitter to create what he calls Internet X that goes back to where the Internet was freer and more open. Still doesn't mean it'll be perfect. He understands that the censorship is just killing interaction, killing debate, and making it a horrible experience, and he just wants to make it successful. That's a common-sense and smart thing to do just from a business uh, perspective. It's, it's what made America great. But the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Democratic Party and the European Union and the Justice Department and CIA moles that Congress had hearings on last week are inside of his company uh, right now and are literally trying to sabotage it not just externally with threats of lawsuits and censorship and criminal charges from the EU, but they're also threatening to sabotage the company and the actual systems that make it operate. So he had an exodus out of the company. It was worse than he thought. There's questions if Twitter is even going to survive. He hit the panic button and basically came out and attacked me so that he can get the left off of his back. And, you know, that it's, it's, it's fine to me that he did that, except he went too far and compared himself to Jesus and the whole bring the children to me, suffer the children to me, and if you offend one of these, if you're mean to one of these kids, it's better for you to kill yourself by tying a big bowl to your neck and throwing it in the ocean. So that's a quote right there. So it was Elon Musk saying, Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. So a direct quote from Jesus Christ. Uh, so pretty bizarre, man. Pretty uh, bizarre. We get, uh, you know, Alex Jones's uh, breakdown. And, and this is what Alex is great at, right? Like he is great at taking a situation and really like dissecting it for, you know, all the um, behind the curtain shenanigans. that. Yeah, he really on. deconstructs it and breaks it down to let you know what's actually going on, you know. So uh, all right, let's watch just a little bit more of this and then we'll move on. But uh, I, I thought this was pretty fascinating. We'll talk about it, too, after we're done. So let's see. That's basically the translation from the King James. So. That's just outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous that I'm supposedly the worst guy in the world because of media hype that massively has misrepresented what I really said about Sandy Hook that, again, I'll get to in a moment. But here's the facts. So the bottom line is this. Elon bit off more than he could chew. He took over Tesla. He took over NASA. He's, he's taken over all these programs, and I've given him credit. He's turned them around and overall done a great job. I've actually said, as someone being accomplished, I admire him. And I pointed out that I didn't expect to be reinstated at Twitter uh, and that if he could simply reinstate Trump, that'd be a great thing because Trump is a candidate for the U.S. presidency, a very serious candidate who obviously had the last election stolen from him. And to not let him be on Twitter is massive election meddling. So that's a good thing Elon's done. And Elon is starting to clean up a bunch of the pedophilia and, and leftist pervert. Uh, pedophile stuff <laughs> off the site, so you gotta love Alex. So dude. he dropped first. He drops the the, the stolen election. Stop and he the steal. Left his perverts. Pedophile perverts. Oh man, in one breath. You gotta love Alex, dude. I mean, he <laughs> didn't, is, he, didn't even like pause. No, no, just <laughs> oh goes man, right, he goes right for it, dude. But I mean, dude, you, you have to like cherish like these kinds of people that are willing to you know take a stance and just speak their mind bro we don't have enough of that anymore you know what i mean where people you're actually getting an authentic uh point from somebody a point of view from somebody like 
now we watch a lot of Logan Pauls and, you know, uh, a lot of these other like the Nelk boys and all these influencers that, you know, they want to tell you that they're for free speech, but will be the first person to bend the knee when it comes to, you know, the because they have to. I mean, that's their platform relies on them bending the knee. Yeah, right. right. Alex Jones, the reason why he's such a controversial figure and the reason why he's dealing with what he's dealing with with Twitter is because he won't bend the knee. Is because he, you saw it right there without even hesitating, gave you his thoughts. Right. Whether you agree with them or not, because I'm not even saying I agree with everything that he says. And it's just, I was off the cuff. It, it's real. It's genuinely what he feels. And, you know, and from that perspective, you have to realize, like, that's what social media should be. Right. Right. That's and the it, value in social media. That's the value of it. You, you, you listen to someone's opinion. If you agree with it, great. If you don't, move on. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's the value of really like a, somebody like an Alex Jones, right? And is like I said, not afraid to pull any punches, you know. So uh, we'll see if he is uh, going to be reinstated this week. Coming up should be an interesting week because, like Elon Musk said, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be general amnesty for a lot of these accounts that did not engage in crime or in in rigorous spam. So. Uh, you know, we'll see. It, it should be interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I just love to watch people's heads explode when Alex or Trump comes back on and like they're not even using the platform and somehow they're fucking, you know, going into a frenzy because of these uh, accounts. Yeah. Being restored. And it's like, like you said before, mean tweets. They just kind of live rent free in your head. It's like, damn, man, like. It's like, I can't save you. If you're offended you off of a tweet, dude. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing, dude. You know, it's like, you can bring a, fit, uh, a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink. You know what I mean? It's, move the fuck on, bro. I'm tired of people crying and, and ah, you're my feeling. Man. It's like, then get off the internet. You know, just shut it out. You don't belong on the internet. No. <laughs> it's not a safe space. I'm sorry. The internet was invented, I believe, for uh, an alternative source to what the mainstream was feeding you and uh, a different point of view. And for a long time, that's what it stood as and stood for. And, and, and to get that by. message out to a mass audience faster. Exactly. Exactly. To get that message out, right? Um, it was never intended for you to agree with everything that was on that platform or whatever platform you're on. Like, that's just an unreasonable thing to to even ask of somebody. Hey, we're going to create something, but make sure when we create it, it, everyone has to agree with it. There's pockets of the internet where you can find that. Yeah. Just go find it. Yeah. And you can find someone that aligns with how you feel, and there's your space. Well, see, it goes. I think it goes a lot deeper than that, man, because then you, then you start looking at the overall people who get banned and who get nuked off these platforms, and, you know, it only leads you to believe the one thing, that there is you know, some, some conspiracy going on that they want these voices silenced for whatever reason. Because they're know, just considered dangerous. Quote, unquote, dangerous. Right. But are they really dangerous? Are they, are, what are they really doing that's dangerous? You know, they're, they're talking, they're speaking, they're saying words. So you're basically just admitting that you don't have, like, your own brain. Right. Like, your own free will. Like, if you don't agree with something politically, just move, move on. on. Move the fuck on. Yeah. All right, let's continue the, uh, a little bit more. I think he's going to go to break right here. So let's just, let's see how this unfolds. Those are the positive things. And that's what makes it outrageous 
for him to just go with the official line with Democrat party controlled judges that defaulted me and said that I did all these things I never did. And then I supposedly owe a 1.4 plus billion dollar, 1.4 plus billion dollar ruling of the judge and the kangaroo jury. And then he's just taking that at face value and saying I'm the worst person ever. Doesn't know that they took out of context what I said 10 years ago. Doesn't know I apologized before they ever sued me five years ago. But doesn't accept the fact that they say I owe 1.4 billion and that's not enough. Uh, the, 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 the estate of Adam Lanza who killed the kids only paid a little over a million dollars. But now for my words, I'm the worst person ever and I desecrated graves and I, and I dug up the, the, the children and, and I harassed families. None of that's true. But the judge let them put on whatever fake evidence they wanted and I wasn't allowed, uh, allowed to cross-examine them. While I was already found guilty by the judge, they were just deciding how guilty. And now the Democrats are admitting they're going to use this template of judges defaulting conservatives and populists and get rid of our due process. So that's what's really going on here is as a people, we're being robbed by a corrupt global elite and the whole Davos group crowd. Remember Obama bragging that he killed hundreds of innocent children over and over and over and over again total, over 200 children in drone strikes and said he was really good at killing kids? Biden just killed a bunch of innocent kids and says he doesn't care. Madeleine Albright, who was uh, under the Clinton Secretary of State, bragged on national television that she tripled the sanctions on the Iraqis and killed 500,000 children and said it was a good price to pay. And when she died, they acted like Jesus had died. The corrupt war on free speech is being directed by these big corporations. And the perfect example of this is the NBA, not allowing any criticism by their players or any criticism by the fans of communist China and the Uyghurs and all the rest of it. Literal death camps and a major NBA owner, remember? came out and said he doesn't want to hear about the Uyghurs. They don't even register in his mind. So when you talk about people in slave camps and death camps having their organs harvested and worked to death at Apple Jesus. Foxconn laboratories, Can't. that's okay. Pulling no punches. Tim Cook's gay and it's Not holding he was a turtleneck and talks effeminately. But when Alex Jones questions a mass shooting when the rest of the internet does, why it is the ultimate crime in history and now all populists need their free speech taken and need to be punished. So we'll leave it right there. So th that's where I kind of uh, definitely put a had pin a poor one up for this. That's where I kind of put a pin in it, man. It, you know, because with all that being said, again, you know, uh, all these, all these, everybody, everyone can do. You know, everyone can have an opinion on something. But when Alex Jones did it, it's like the end of the world. That's what makes people gravitate to Alex even more. Again, I, I'll reiterate it. When you, you say you can't have. You know, when you were younger, Mario, if, if your parents said, hey, don't eat the chocolate bar after three o'clock, what did What's you want to do? the first thing you wanted? You wanted the chocolate bar. Right. So, you know, this is kind of what we're watching here with uh, Alex. You now, want, I, yeah, you want the thing that they tell you no, you, you want more. So you're, you're, only, you're only making people, you know, side with him more. And it, it's, it's whether you intended that to happen or not, that's just a, an unintended consequence that's going to come along with banning these figures. Whether you agree with it or not, right? That re that's that's another discussion for another day. But uh, again, you know, I, I think personally, I think Alex is is a voice that we do need to cherish because once you silence one voice, then the slippery slope comes out, man. And it's like, all right, now who's the arbiter of you know uh, truth and and justice on a on a said platform? Like we get into, uh, or you slippery... become judge, jury, and executioner exactly. at that point, exactly. In a figurative stand, you know. I'm not for banning anybody at all, man. I, that that's never been my stance. I, I I'm a proponent of you know 
say what you say what you feel say how you feel you know uh and speak your truth man and and the people will decide people will tell you you know and for you know what i mean like you don't have to worry about silencing any voices it's like we don't tr- put our trust in society anymore right right society will weed out the people that we know are spewing things that are just untrue or just are just bad right like we you know we're not dumb right <laughs> we can make our informed decisions but right. that's where you know I guess, uh, you know, these big corporations and, and the government would have you uh, believe that they are the arbiters of truth and you can't decide for yourself. So listen to us. How convenient, huh? We know what's best. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I don't agree with banning anyone, man, but uh, I would say one person we'd have to look into is our good friend, Ethan Klein. Oh, boy. Now, Ethan Klein making the headlines this past week, Mario. Uh, did I send? I sent you this video, right? Yeah, you did. Ethan making the headlines uh, again this week, dude. So it says, Ethan Klein of the H3. This is brought to you by Keemstar. Ethan Klein from the H3 podcast for the second time this year calls for a terrorist attack on Team YouTube, proving, well, it was on YouTube, proving he is the only YouTuber calling for mass murder and violence and still not been taken down for the YouTube platform. So this is somebody, this is a perfect example how to contrast this. We have somebody like Alex Jones who is questioning things. And gets fucking nuked off of the face of the internet. Then we have someone like Ethan Klein, who example after an example after example has called for violence, like literal violence, has called for bombings, has called for Ben Shapiro to be burned in the Holocaust. I mean, you remember that? We covered that with Angela. And the reason why he gets away with it is because it's framed like it's it's a comedic take. It's not it's it's said tongue in cheek where Alex Jones is saying these things because they're genuinely he's just like, this is what. I believe it. Right. Like, so that's why this goes by the wayside. I would take it one step further too, and look look where the look at the side of the aisle that Ethan would fall on. Again, would be the left. That's right. 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 So again, and, and, and if it fits the narrative, exactly. Yeah. So let's watch Ethan Klein. This is Ethan Klein calling for the bombing of the Vatican this past week. <laughs> let's watch. I think I poured one we up. We have to do whatever we can to protect the kids. And if that means shutting down the entire Catholic Church and bombing Vatican City. Oh, man, Ethan, you stepped in at this time, dude. Oof. Look, he knows, too, right off the bat. And it's like, look, you can have these takes, dude. Just don't do a live show. Just don't do a live show, and you can continue to say all the nonsense you want. It's going to get cut out in post, unfortunately. Right. But instead of having your channel, uh, you know, having a threat of being, you know, banned, don't do live shows anymore. Obviously, you can't be trusted to do a live show. Yeah, not not with those takes. Watch his producer. Let's see his producer. Yeah, I'm curious. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like really, dude. Producer Dan, and he's pissed. He's like, you had me at the kids, and then you lost me at bomb the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude. Holy hell. He's pissed. I'd be pissed too, man. This is my livelihood. This is how I make my money. Yeah, because this is not fair. When you show up to produce a show, you set all this up. I mean, John, you know, you set up our entire production. You're over here hosting the show. You're mapping out the show notes for us. You know, you're running the whole shebang. And I say something fucking stupid like that. And now the entire show gets nuked off the fucking YouTube channel. This would be my face. And everything you just did was for nothing. This is my face to you right there. Right. Yeah. And I don't blame you. I don't blame him either. But you know why they won't like they won't stop doing live shows? It's one one thing and one thing only. 
It's greed. Yeah. It's ratings and money. They get, when you do a live show, there's the super chat that's involved. There's the membership that's involved. <clears throat> so people are spending You're money. Constantly promoting ads and right. you know, subscribers and you know, you're, you're pitching your merch, whatever. But main, the main thing and the main reason why you're not going to stop doing live shows is because of that Super Chat money. I, I would venture to guess that Super Chat money is about 40 to 50% of your total sure. income as and, a and on, and on a platform like Ethan's where it's got a pretty big subscriber base. You need that. For what it is, yeah, you need that. That, that That's what drives the monetization of your channel. And that's that's the reason why they do a live show every day, dude. You know, it's like you look at Ethan Klein, you're like, dude, how the fuck is this guy doing a live show? What does this every, guy have to say every day? Every day it's for worth three hours to. a day. Yeah, for three hours a day. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like you start, you know, really kind of peeling back the layers of the onion. I gotta ask Angela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you see in this guy, dude? If you're listening, what do you see in this man? But it's you know, uh, we find ourselves here at the crossroads again where Ethan Klein says something fucked up. And there's going to be no consequences. If this were Alex Jones or Trump or... That would be a headline. It would be a headline and they would be calling for the death penalty for these guys. You know what I mean? Elon Musk. <laughs> the torch and pitchforks are out. Yeah. Unreal, dude. Let's, uh, I, I don't even know if, if we can watch it again. I feel like one time was enough because I don't want our channel to get fucking nuked because of Ethan. Yeah, because we, we, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> so let's just finish this clip out. Good. So we're actually going to show it one more time, but we have an alternate angle and a little bit more of the clip. So this is about 26 seconds long. Let's watch. Like everyone knows. Look, they're it. all just like trying to do damage control. Just like, oh shit! Like, what? How do you respond to something? Like that? <laughs> that says it right there. Yep. That's the response. I don't have the funding or army yeah, to do I, it. So yeah. I'm kidding. So no, but what he's saying there is very interesting. What he's saying is, if I had an army. I would bomb the Vatican. Right. And that's not me saying it. That's Ethan saying it. Right. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's unreal, dude. It, it's, again, rules for thee or rules for me, not for thee. Right. And it's just a, because it's spun in a tongue in cheek way. It's looked at as it's just brushed aside. Is this guy just trying to be comedic? Right. And uh, yeah, this, this is that, what you get. If that was from anybody else on the right leaning side of the spectrum, they'd be bent. They'd be in deep shit. Yeah. No, they'd be banned. Like they, they, they would be banned, yeah. and it would be a headline, and everybody would be calling for their head, like figuratively speaking, and to be arrested. Um. All right. So we have uh the cult of Ethan Klein. This is, I'd imagine Angela. <laughs> the cult is in panic mode. Yeah. I like that. Cult is in panic mode. Mario, you uh, want to read some of these uh Reddit? Oh boy. Here? So this is a subreddit for H three H three Productions. As you guys know, that's Ethan's production company. So it says it's time to tank the subs. With peace and love, put the show on a delay. And this one says, please, for the love of all that is holy, put a delay on the stream. So we have some context on the one. It says, it will not ruin the show. These, uh, There is a reason live events do this. It was uh, shitty to see the crew stress today, and I'm just a random, and I'm just a random on the internet. When it comes down to 
it this is their job like kind of what we we're saying exactly what we were saying john like you if you do this not live you, you know you pre-record this you can cut that out in post and now it saves your production team that headache because how do you respond when that when that happens live it, it's out there the entire live chat sees it you're you're on the production team you have you you, you have no time to react you have seconds to react because in that moment in time, Ethan pulls about thirty to 40,000 live viewers on a show every day. So you have seconds before that becomes a clip and that gets shared around. And now guess what? It's it's it living in infamy. And there's really almost nothing you can do. I mean, you just have to kind of sit there and just kind of like take it on the chin. Well, I mean, you have to if, if you're one of Ethan's friends or producers, like you have to like step up, man. And you have to be like, yo, motherfucker. Enough. Stop, or we're done. We're done. You know what I mean? Produce your own show. Because it, it gets to a point where it's like, bro, if you don't care about what's happening on the show and what you say, then why should I care? Hey, you're fucking with people's livelihoods. Right. Right. And, you know, it, it's just not fair. It's not right. Uh, Ethan, though, nothing will happen. I, I think since that post, I think he they, the team did edit that out because you can edit out shit from a live uh, podcast or or a live viewing or whatever. You can edit some shit out. So they did. So I don't think anything will happen as far as YouTube and community guideline strikes go. But, you know, uh, and, and for that, I, I think it's a bad move on them because I think something should have happened. I think his channel should have been banned for 30 days. It should be like a DWI. I say this all the time, man. A DUI. You get caught once, six months without your license. Right. You have tiers of offenses. You get caught twice, two years without a license. You get caught third time, 10 years without your license. Get caught four time, then we just fucking take you in the back and fucking, you know, look at one the flowers. Of look at the flowers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I won't go uh, where Ethan went on that, but it should be the same thing with these with these social media accounts, man. You should have tears so people learn the consequences of what to do and what not to do. Maybe the first time is a warning. Hey, look, this is what you did. This is our terms of service. Abide by our terms of service. Or the next time, we're going to give you uh, maybe not six months like DWI, but we'll give you thirty days, a thirty day ban. Right now, you're on their, you're on their like so to speak their watch list. Right. You know, you said some things that you know. Hey, do that again. We got to pull you down for thirty days. Thirty days. The next time, six months. The next time, a year. And if you if you did if you just, do it a fourth or fifth time, pull your channel. Then you just pull your channel. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, until that happens. And I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about breaking the terms of service or making violent threats uh, to somebody. But until that happens, we're going to continue to watch Ethan do this again. I guarantee we'll be back here in two weeks. Nothing's going to happen. Back here in two weeks and, and reporting live that Ethan again said something else. He should, you know, kill this one or bomb that one. And it's just like, dude, you know, until that happens, there's going to be when there's consequence when there's no consequences for your actions. We're going to continue to see the same repeated behavior over and over again. So, uh, yeah, Mario, any uh, finishing thoughts on Ethan Klein? No, but like just like you said, I, I think this is not going to go away as long as it continues to just be allowed to happen and there's no repercussions. It's just going to keep happening. And it's a shame. I feel bad for his production team. They got to deal with that because it's like it, it's it's so hard to be, you know, you show up to do this job. And you don't even know if you're going to be able to air what you put on camera. Yeah, you do all this work, and it's like you don't even know if it's going to be able to fucking. And getting monetized is how you know how your business thrives, and you're at risk of putting that in jeopardy. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's 
It's interesting to see, and I guess we'll see what happens, but I guarantee fucking crazy, man. He just gets away with saying all this shit. I guarantee Mario, like I said, we'll be back on here in about... I'll, I'll, here, we'll place a bet here live on air. Let's say... Well, I'll give it eight weeks until we're back on here covering another Ethan Klein fucking mouth fumble. What do okay. you say? Eight weeks? Uh, less or more than eight weeks. Oh, less. less? Take the, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under? All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh... Loser buys the next bottle of whiskey. I like it. That's a good one. So we'll check back. Uh, Mario's got seven weeks, and I got eight weeks and over. I'll take it. All right, guys. Uh, we'll move on here. We've been, uh, let's see, how long we've been going here. Cause it's uh, 1.30 on the dot right now. So we've been going about two and a half hours, but really we've been going about like a little over two hours given, you know, we, we start the stream 10 minutes, get every, give everyone a chance to come into the chat and shit. So we've been going about two and a half, uh, two and a half hours or so. Uh, we might do like another, let's see, how much I got left before the break? And how much can I save? So we got that coming up. We got this. We got this. And then we'll come back with that. Okay. All right. I see what I'm going to do. All right. So we'll start with. We have uh, Kanye West staying in the headlines. Ah, this past week. he's back. He is back, man. And he's back with a vengeance. Uh, Kanye West is, I think, in my opinion, has made a subtle announcement at a run for the 2024 presidential candidacy. Why do I say that? Well, because he's been putting out videos with the hashtag E2024, and it's just like almost like a political ad. Right. You know it's not a new album. You know it's not a new album, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um. So, you know... You sit there and think, look, well, what's his angle on this? You know, what what could this be, uh, you know, hinting towards? It's either going to result in one or two things. He's, he's going to make an announcement where he's going to be running for president. Or he's, like you said at the top of the show, he's going to be running alongside with Donald Trump. That would be very interesting. Right. And in what capacity? We don't know. Like I said, I was expecting, man, imagine if he was his VP. That would be wild. Insane, dude. I, mean, I think it would be more so just politically, just backing him financially and just, you know, following him out on the campaign trail. But no, I see. I don't think we're going to get that. I don't think it's just going to be as easy as, OK, I'm just backing Donald Trump because here, let's watch a couple of these videos and then I'll, I'll, we'll get your thoughts and reactions to it. So this is Kanye West on Twitter, which Kanye West, thanks to Elon Musk, has, be reinsta has been reinstated on Twitter <laughs> as of, I think, November 22nd. Welcome back. His first tweet back was Shalom, which was pretty funny, you know. <laughs> Given towards that he is in all this heat with the Jews. That's the most Kanye response. Yeah. Holy shit. Another voice I think we ought to uh, cherish and save and not ban. Um, Kanye, I mean, despite what you may think about Kanye, man, I think he's one of the most brilliant artists ever from his music standpoint, dude. And from a fashion standpoint. I mean, really, he's just a fucking genius, if you ask me. But who am I? And he survived the Kardashians. And he did. Well, yeah, he did. Well, kind of. Sort of. Well, they would lead you to believe that maybe he's having a, a mental spiral. They might have scrambled his eggs a little bit, but. But I, I don't think that, dude, because we, we seen a tweet. We'll watch Tucker Carlson describe it here in just a second. But we watched we seen a tweet from Harley Pasternak, which was Carl, uh, Kanye West's uh, former trainer saying, yo, you better calm down with this whole Jew fucking shit that you're doing, man, because if you don't. You're not going to be able to see your kids anymore. We're going to medicate you, and you're never going to come back from this medication. Oh, they're just going to lock them away. Yeah, they're going to throw gonna, away the key and tell everyone that you're crazy. So this is actually a, a go. Like this is happening now, man. Where Kanye's being threatened 
where if he doesn't shut his fucking mouth, they're going to fucking trank him. You know they're what I mean? They're going to shut it for him. Yeah. So let's watch Kanye. Uh, we're going to watch Kanye, I think, not really make the announcement, but I think he's subtly making the announcement that he's going to be in some form or fashion in the political sphere in 2024. So let's watch Kanye West. Take it away. I think the thing that Trump was most... So for audio listeners, it says uh, this is Yeezy's HQ in Los Angeles, California. And this is right before he went to Mar-a-Lago. This is a debriefing uh, before he went to Mar-a-Lago. So it's perturbed about me asking him to be my vice president. I think that was like lower on the list of things that caught him off guard. It was the fact that I walked in with intelligence. So Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, unlike so many of the lawyers and so many people that he was left with on his 2020 campaign, he's actually a loyalist. When he didn't know where the lawyers is, you'll still have your lawyer list. And when all the lawyers said, forget it, Trump's done, there are loyalists running up yep. in the White House, right? And my question would be, why, when you had the chance, did you not free the January Sixers? And I came to him as someone who loves Trump, and I said, go and get Corey back. Go and get these people that the media tried to cancel and told you to step away from. He basically gives me this would-be mob-esque kind of story. Talking to some kid from the south side of Chicago trying to sound mobby or whatever. He goes into the story about all that he went through to get Alice Johnson out of jail and how he didn't do it for Kim, but he did it for me. But then he goes on to say that Kim is a. You could tell her I said that. Whoa. And I was thinking, like. I think he said <laughs> shitty human being or something. Okay. Here, listen. You could hear it in the background of what he actually said. Ready? Check it out. Yeah. Kim is a. Disgusting, you, you, yeah, disgusting, disgusting human you, yeah, being. You can hear it. Kim is a. You can yeah. tell her I said that, and I was thinking like, that's the mother of my children. Since we know, and all the Christians in America that love Trump know that Trump is a conservative, we're going to demand that you hold all policies directly to the Bible. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table, telling me I was going to lose, I mean. Has that ever worked for anyone in history? Tell me <laughs> You're going to lose. Tell, Tell him he's going to lose. lose. Tell I'm like, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Trump. You're talking to Ye. You're talking to Ye. And it goes to a Ye24 uh, little uh, clip there. So, uh, so this is a little debriefing message that uh, Kanye had before going to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, let's continue watching another clip from Kanye West's team at EZHQ. November 16, 2022, Yeezy HQ, Los Angeles, California. Adidas has just frozen all of Yeezy's bank accounts and sued him for $275 million in advertising fees. Watch this. Yo, Kanye, F you, and I mean that with everything inside of me. We have got to cancel him, and I know we do not try to be in a cancel culture. We've got to hit him in his pockets now. That's fucked up. We got to cancel him, and we got to hit him in his pockets now. Isn't that, I mean, a little fucked up? And to just say we don't want to... We're not for cancel a, culture, yeah, we but... we're going to live in a cancel culture society, but... We got to hit him in his pockets. We got to cancel. That's a little fucked up. You know, it's one thing to throw someone off the internet, but it's another thing to fucking affect the way he's making a living. I think now you've crossed the line. Because he obviously does not care about the African-American culture. Breaking news from Adidas this morning. The company has announced it will drop Kanye West as a partner. 
A groundswell of pressure, really, growing calls for the company to end its partnership with the American rapper and designer, who's now known as Ye. He has made recently anti-Semitic remarks. His behavior has been, uh, as well, offensive, and the company has cited all of that in severing ties. says ye 2024 and again and probably will say it here uh, maybe not but again another wow. ye 24 reference so okay maybe the first clip wasn't enough to convince you that he's going to be making some form of political uh, run in the 2024 space maybe the second clip will convince you if none of those clips did maybe the third clip that just simply says hashtag ye 24 and it's going to be Tucker Carlson that's going to start this clip. Let's hear what he has to say. Kanye West, now known as Ye, is one of the best-selling musical artists in the world. He's also in recent years become a celebrated and very highly paid fashion designer. And of course, for a decade, he was well-known to TV audiences as an in-law of the Kardashian family. But it's West's latest incarnation as a kind of Christian evangelist that brought us to his office in Los Angeles today for the interview you're about to see. Days ago, during Fashion Week in Paris, West, accompanied by his friend Candace Owens, unveiled a t-shirt that read simply, White Lives Matter. The response from the fashion industry and international media was instantaneous and uniform. Shock, horror, rage. We have got to cancel him, and I know we should not try to be in a cancel culture, but we've got to hit him in his pockets now. I gave him my opinion, you know, uh, to never be hurtful to nobody or nothing like this and trust in God. What was strikingly missing from the coverage, however, was any explanation for why West did this. What was the T-shirt about? No one seemed to think to ask him, much less to listen to what he had to say. Look, I forgive him for the things that he said because I already identify with something going on that I don't understand. Now. Instead, the enemies of his ideas dismissed West, as they have for years, as mentally ill. Listen, okay, I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. Harley Pasternak. Pasternak was explaining that West had better... So this is the Harley Pasternak uh, text that Kanye received and Kanye later tweeted. So uh, this is what Harley Pasternak, Kanye's former trainer, had to say, which is pretty fucking wild. Saying, quote, crazy stuff. In other words, he better get back on script. Saying, I'm going to help you... One of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words, and everything that is discussed is based in fact, and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or saw in a tweet. Or else you'd be severely punished. Quote, second option. Check this out. Shut up. Quote, I have you institutionalized again, where they medicate the, the crap, crap out, out of you, you and you, and go, you back go back to, to zombie land. land forever. Play date. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. Now that's fucking crazy, dude. So now it looks it's so, again. You have all these people coming out against Kanye West, and you're just gonna, you know, whether you intentionally did this or unintentionally did this, but this is the unintended consequences that you get. You have all the media talking points saying how you know cool it is to hate Kanye and how he's crazy, cuckoo crazy, cuckoo Kanye, right? But now. It looks like to me that it's 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 a conspiracy with these people 
to kind of it's fucking mob mentality, now. mob mentality, and to shut down Kanye for you know a dissenting voice, I guess so to speak. So let's continue watching. There's only about twenty five seconds left. This is the way a Hollywood a Hollywood trainer was talking to me to force me to go and like apologize, right? But they could control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. I know you, man. But they can't control me. You see, you? it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. E24. So, uh... E24, so you think it's gonna happen? I think, you know... Although these might just look like normal videos that Kanye's been putting out, but why put the Yee 24 there, Mario? I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. It, I mean, it, it reminds me of like a political ad. Like, we're watching political ads gearing up towards something. Right. What that something is, uh, you know, we'll ha- it remains to be seen. Like I said, I don't think all that would be interesting. I don't think it's going to be the Donald Trump route vice president, just because I think Kanye wants to do wants to be his own thing. He doesn't want to be associated. Not that he doesn't want to be associated with Trump, but he doesn't want to have like... That's oh, ad- and that's added heat that would come down him for that too. Well, I mean, how much more... That. But how much more could he, could he really take? That's true. You know what I mean? It's like he's already been through it. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that would bother him because he's already been through the ringer as it is right now, but... Yeah. He don't give a fuck yeah. anymore. He's, I mean, everyone that he thought were his close friends has turned against them and called them crazy. And then, you know, just all that crazy shit. So, um, yeah, it, it should be fascinating to, to keep our eye on, but of course, everyone's got to write their hit pieces as soon as this shit comes out. And we have this from TMZ, uh, Kanye West allegedly showed nude pics. <laughs> and this is ridiculous, dude. I mean, let me just say this. This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Kanye West allegedly showed nude Kim pics to Adidas staffers. And it's like, can you honestly picture Kanye going around the office and be like, yo, guys, guys, check this out. Check this out. I got new pics of uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, and, let's, and let's call a spade a spade. I've been seeing Kim Kardashian nude since high school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I was watching her sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Ray J in high school. So it's like, even if he did do, even if he did do that, is it really that bizarre? She's already, she's already put out. Now, thanks to Ray J coming out and saying that this was a plan to put the sex tape out, would it really be even that harmful that, you know, Kanye has these nude pics? It's like... It's a, no, it's a marketing strategy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, you know the, the fake hit pieces come out that, you know, Kanye, it says Kanye West, you know, uh, paraded nude... Right, so, I want you to put yourself in Kanye's shoes here. You're Kanye West, right? You're one of the richest people ever you know you you have adidas deals and Balenciaga deals well you did uh you're a successful rapper you're, right. you're making this 2024 political run and this is what you're going to do to your ex-wife okay with that being said kanye west paraded nude photos of kim kardashian around the adidas offices to staffers this according to former employees themselves some staffers who used to work at adidas assigned now i don't like this some staffers who used to work so it's always the people, the, the disgruntled employee that comes out with the fucking allegations, right? It's always yeah. that same story. Dude. It, it makes you question it. Uh, assigned to the Yeezy division told Rolling Stone he showed some graphic pics of his wife. Okay. You could just go on Pornhub and see the same graphic pictures. I don't, what are we talking about? Uh, one employee says Kanye showed him an explicit picture of Kim during a 2018 job interview with uh, 
KW allegedly pulling out, or Kanye West pulling out his phone and saying, my wife just sent me this. He goes to, uh, to say the image was super revealing and personal. Uh, another staffer claims Kanye showed the Yeezy creative team an explicit video of Kim that same year. Another member of the team confirmed it, telling Rolling Stone Kanye West wasn't afraid to show off explicit material or talk about personal matters that should have been kept private. Uh, just a, Maybe it was a video of her and Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, imagine that. It was like Pete getting soft or something. <laughs> Some of the staffers signed an open to higher-ups at Adidas titled The Truth About Easy, a call to action for Adidas leadership in which they accused the company of turning a blind eye to the abordinate behavior. He's showing off what's NSFW. That's uh, not safe for work. Not safe for work so material. explicit material. Explicit material isn't, the far, isn't that far-fetched. The guy was filming, showing off porn to an Adidas, exec, Adidas executive for an in-house doc that uh, aired earlier this year. You could tell the dude is shocked and uncomfortable, but Kanye insists they keep watching. So picture Kanye going around the office. I'm sure he was so shocked and uncomfortable. He and Kanye's in this guy's face, forcing him to watch what I can only imagine Kim and Kanye, maybe Kim yeah. giving a blowy or something. Right, something nasty. Yeah. Kanye West shows Adidas execs porn. They uh, makes him feel uncomfortable, and they uh, then he did when he discovered they were stealing his idea. So let's watch. So this is actual footage of that meeting. It looks like I haven't yet. To, I've yet to watch this. So let's let's see what happens. Oh, come on. Is that the you guys have done wrong by the company, by the business, and by the partnership. The whole concept of this video is that the guy had cheated. So then the girl was like, well, I'm going to do the thing that's your like, worst nightmare. This is your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare is not me like hitting you. Your worst nightmare is not me playing the porn. Your worst nightmare is not me screaming. We've done all this. That's your worst nightmare. And then worst nightmare number two. So, do we, is, it, is, it, is it your dream or is it a nightmare? What are we doing? What you're feeling right now is extreme uh, discomfort. And that is exactly the point because when someone steals this man's ideas, his creations, it's like you're stealing a child. These are all children of his mind, and you've kidnapped them. There are easy inspired derivatives that are making significant revenue because people can't tell the difference because it's so inspired. If someone stole Stella's designs, you would be extremely upset. So he's angry, and he's right. Hold up, let me just finish. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of angry, though. Yeah. I used to be like, ah, angry. Now Right. Back but you saw what just happened yesterday. They terminated the gap relationship, yeah. and they knew they did wrong. You guys know you did wrong, and your spirit of saying, 
we can get to a place to live with your ass, that's the starting point of a conversation. And I, and I, and I would also recognize that we have, you know. All right, and that's the, uh, the clip right there. So not, I didn't see anything of Kanye showing Kim porn or anything like that. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it didn't. That didn't really uh, check out with the story. Yeah, I don't think this is going to stick whatsoever. I think this is just a hit piece written about Kanye to try to uh, divert everyone away from voting for him or backing him in any sort of fashion. Uh, so we'll see, dude. Uh, we'll see. It should be interesting, though. Kanye West, uh, Donald Trump, question mark. Who knows? Um, could be a thing. Could One be a time thing. will tell. Could be a thing. Um, or, you know, Kanye just running on his own. Should be interesting, nevertheless. All right, uh, we'll move on here. We have two more things to cover before our break here. It is just about uh, 10 of 2 here on the East Coast, East, uh, you know, p.m., not a.m. Uh, so we'll cover two more stories. Well, not stories, but two more podcasts. So let's do... What do you want to do first, Mario? You want to do... Uh, George Janko responds, or do you want to cover a little bit of Steven Crowder? Ooh, okay. Well, maybe just for the sake of wrapping up last week, we can talk about George. You want to talk about George first? Yeah, and then, then we'll get into Steven Crowder, then we'll then we'll go right into the break. All right, perfect. All right, so what we'll do is we'll cover uh, Impulsive. This was uh, a couple days ago, guys. This was actually two episodes ago from Impulsive. But last week, we brought everyone uh, the coverage of George Janko and Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee obviously cucking George Jenko off the set. George was obviously extremely upset about the whole situation, gets up and walks off. Had the smell, may or may not have even tasted Bobby Lee's dick. Oh, I think he fucking, <laughs> he did it all, dude. He oh, did it man. all. Oh, man. What a, what, a uh, what, what a rough go for George. I, dude, I was thinking, bro, the, the whole time, though, like I, like I said, out of Mike, George, and Logan, I am Team George, or I was Team George. But yeah, I, you kind of you kind of have to be by default, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I was. But now it's like getting to a point where it's like, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's hard for me to defend George Janko because George, you know, we forgot to mention this, but George is, you know, or was trying to become a comic and he was trying to live in that comedic atmosphere and the comedic space. But you're never going to be a successful comic with, you have to have one thing, Mario, to be a successful comic, you have to have one thing. Do you know what that one thing would be? I would say it's a thick skin. It's a thick skin. You're exactly That's 100%. Point. You have to be able to be able to take the criticism, take the heckling, be a little bit self-deprecating at times. You just got to be able to have thick skin and be able to take it, you know, take what you give. Take it off the chin, as right. they would say. You're never going to get anywhere with, you know, being a, a pussyfoot, you know, and, and you're going to call yourself a comic. So it's hard for me to kind of defend George when I think the internet is, you know, was kind of feeling the same way. Like they started off on team George, but now it's kind of like coming full circle. You know, they say, you know, you live long enough. You, you see your heroes coming to what, what's that saying? Mario? What's it from uh, the dark Knight? Yeah. You live longer, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's <laughs> you where he, you, know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There it is, dude. It's um, Harvey Dent two face. So, I think that's what we're watching with George Jenko here. So let's watch it. Uh, let me stop fucking murmuring around here. We're going to go to 3.30 and we're going to watch George's response to walking off the impulsive set. There's two types of people. Uh, so here, 3.30. You ready for it? Uh, man, let's roll it. All right, let's do it. play that game growing up? I'm really, I'm trying hard to relate to you, but I just don't know what you're talking about. There's a sour Easy. Worm that Easy with him. <laughs> 
we need them for this episode. <laughs> no, George, leave. Come on, buddy. Buddy, we just started. God dang it. So Logan making a joke. Mike saying, be easy. Making a little fun of what happened the week before. George walking off. And George does another little fake walk off. Obviously, you can see he's just kidding. He's going to turn right back around and describe what was going through his mind. Let's watch. <laughs> talk Let's talk about words. it. Let's talk about it. A lot of conversation coming off that last episode, Georgie. We want let's break it down. All right, give some context, bro. So we had Bobby Lee on yeah, our last yeah, episode. Yeah. Episode did well. Yeah. Bobby Lee's incredible, incredible. hilarious so incredible. comedian, and an absolute madman. I'd be, I, I'd beg to differ. I, I I would say I mean he's a madman. He's a yeah. Got, got I would that say that right. Yeah, he is a madman, but that's about it. I love him. Perfect. No, it's amazing. I'm going to his 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 podcast this week sometime. But, Hopefully, um, you're able to speak English on that. Yeah, one. me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. What? <laughs> I so, hope. I hope I'm able to. Oh, speak got English. it. So what? Too. Me too. So what? So what happened? I, I actually haven't spoken up about it because I'm trying to. I was trying to word it. And because, dude, it caused drama. There were so many people that were talking about this. Like a lot of yeah. people, a lot of comedians called me personally and talked about it. Mm. A lot of um, wow. close friends called me about it. I just didn't know how to address it. And so I, this is the best way that I could put it. Um, I can't ever tell the people around me how to act and how to be and how to, how to treat me, how to, how to do this type of situation. And I've learned that accountability is the fastest way for growth. And it just, it's so hard. And it's really hard to make a mistake in front of people too, let alone the whole internet. Um, I love Bobby Lee. I think he was fantastic. I thought he was fun. Uh, I got butt hurt, and it was something that I got to take accountability for. Like I, I get a little emotional, and I, th I, I'm not too mad at it because my emotions are what make who who I am. For sure. And I'm really proud of who I am. Uh, do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Uh, I got upset that, like, while I was going through it, like you were kind of like, no, 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 he's checked out, he's checked out, and I was trying so hard not to wear my emotions on my sleeve. So in my brain... Well, you failed at that, I'd say, George uh, Jenko. Yeah, you definitely failed there, my friend. We watched <laughs> it. I mean, we watched it last week, dude. We watched, I mean, George literally wearing emo his emotions on his sleeve. Like, you could visibly tell that there was something wrong with George even before Bobby pulled his dick out. Like, you know what I mean? And they just kept playing into it. Yeah. Because, again, for them, it's it's good content. It's, it's, it's easy to just kind of let, let it play out. Yeah, and 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 you pick on the weak one. After a while, it's like he's still a human being. Right. Yeah, he's <laughs> he only not... takes so much shit. <laughs> well, they set George up for you know failure. I think on this podcast, well, they set him up to be the stooge. Well, because I, I'll, I'll tell you why. You have Mike and Logan. They always sit next to each other. Then you usually have the guests sit sitting where George sits, and then you right. have George sitting all the way over here. Right. So Mike and Logan are looking at the guests. The guest is looking at Mike and Logan, and it's like you know. George is just a third wheel at that point. Right. So they do set him up for failure, which, you know, I will credit George to that. But all right. Even knowing that, even knowing, knowing that's the position you're going to be in, you got to develop some sort of thick skin and you, you kind of have to just roll with whatever fucking is happening, man. Like, yeah. Okay. Was it a good thing that you walked off the podcast? No. And yes, no, because it looks like you're a fragile bitch. Right. One. Yes, because it makes for, you know, people to talk, people to leave lots of comments, look at George, look how fragile he is, look how soft he is, blase, blase, blase. But, you know, I, I just think, you know, Logan and 
Mike, you know, really don't do George any service. Not that no, don't. Not that I'm, you know, trying to, you know, give George any flowers here, but it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. This whole thing is just the impulsive boys. Again, I think it's just one big fucking money grab. I, I don't even think they give a shit about this at the end of the day. Really, to be honest with you, I don't really think they give a fuck. No, no. At the end of the day, they they they're laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, so yeah, it's like. It just gives us shit to talk about for us, you know, being the little guy. Yeah, we we just have to watch and react. So let's let's keep watching. If I'm gonna keep getting like, oh look, he's checked out, then I'm fucking I'm checking out and I'm just out. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal, um, and it was definitely a learning curve to like just not be a pussy. Well, made for great programming, that's for sure. I think. Yeah, I, I learned also like it, it. So my biggest fear that I've been having is fucking up in front of everybody to the point where like, because people loved me on the podcast. And then recently I've been just getting uh, really nervous that I'm not doing well enough for the podcast anymore. So that's pretty interesting to to hear out of George's mouth, a little confession from George saying that one of his biggest fears was, you know, he didn't want to fuck up in front of everyone. And he takes his podcast seriously. But, you know, as of recently, a lot of people have been have been fucking nagging at him and telling him how much of a bad job he's been doing. He's George is going to respond and let you know what his uh, podcast process was about. Um, You know, but again, it shouldn't be that much in depth, dude. I mean, these guys only do about an hour to two hour show tops once a week. You know, we come on here once a week. Yes, but we do six, seven hours, you know, at a time. So it's like, you know, for you to get into this like psychological rut, dude, it's like, come on, bro. Like, I don't want to hear it. Develop some thick skin. Then we could talk because I don't want to hurt your feelings. God forbid you might walk off. Uh, when I first started, I would come unprepared before a reason. I wanted to be the audience's perspective. So I would be with a guest and not know what's going on so I could ask questions on... Uh, As if you were a blank slate. Exactly. Which I thought was a great yes, piece. Too. It was, but then it became um, sloppy and then it also looked like I didn't care about my job and that was never the case. I just think I just think you've gotten into your own head a lot. Too. I did. You I know was what very I'm saying? Much which, in my head. which is what's kind of like the... the uh, antithesis of what this show is this show is about three boys best friends being loose together having fun conversation occasionally there's a guest that we knock shit off of we have a good time together, Mm. right and you know as you know on that episode i was on the fence i was not i saw both sides completely crystal clear obviously (laughs) did real well in the comments myself from that last episode uh, (laughs) we always we always judge audience sentiment and we (laughs) guess what it's going to be after each episode and i knew mike was going to fare well with the audience (laughs) no because you you stood up for georgie for sure and 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 i did it well no i yeah because you're a fucking scumbag logan yeah because you're just letting that shit play out why wouldn't you if you're dude, it's pretty bad when you know Mike looks like the fucking reasonable one and Logan looks like the yeah, fucking. When, when Mike comes out smelling like roses, you really fucked up, dude. Yeah, holy shit, one hundred percent. I think you just played the opposite side of the fence, which I saw both sides. I saw your side and I saw your side. Also, for people listening who are avid listeners of this show, first off, thank you. But uh, definitely understand there's a dynamic here, right? So when you see Mike playing that middle character. You're not also going to see me playing the middle character. Yep. Some of the time, like I'm here to make good programs. Right? Oh my God! There goes Mike. Ready? Uh, Check that out. Tape. He does his infamous facts line. Ready? Middle character. Yep. Some of the time, like I'm here. To- hear him under yep. his breath. Yep. Facts. Yep. Facts. <laughs> oh my God! Middle Hold character. On. You're not also going to see me playing the middle character. Ready? Yep. Some of the time, like I'm here. To- yep. Facts. Yep. Facts. Yep. Yep. Facts. Yep, 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 Mario. Yep. Yep. 
Facts. Facts. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking joke, dude. I'm not going to play that middle character. That's facts. Yep. Facts. Like, imagine if I said that to you, Mario. Just that line right there. Mario, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. facts. I'd be like, bro, what? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> Come Are on. you sure you agree? Are you sure that's, are you sure that's how you feel? Facts. All right, let's keep watching. That's facts. <laughs> it's not like the Grinch there. Jim Carrey. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> here to make good programming right yep. and at the end of the day this is entertainment and so oh is that what it is it's entertainment oh, see? i missed the memo so i didn't get that pick it on george it is for entertainment purposes yeah that's facts that's facts, that's facts. <laughs> i know we even had this conversation before like why does george take this i mean yeah just i would start my own show at this a, point what a dude bitch. <laughs> what a fucking pussy <laughs> like dude start your own show like dude. i know you're just trying to like live off their clout and i get it but i think it's two years past time you but fucking bro, start your own stop. show yeah what do you what are you trying to prove at this you point? have you're still two years in you're still here yeah you've 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 milked that to death there's nowhere else you can go with it well, you can start your own show. Right. So the next step is to start your own show. Go your own way. Yeah. You can you can even still have them come on. You guys can do separate things. You can still even you can still even do impulsive. I would even say this, dude. What if George Hear me out on this. Okay. What Facts. if George <laughs> This is how Sorry, Brandon. That's what Brandon, shut up, Brandon. It's, it's not your turn. Not your turn, Brandon. Um, I, I would say this, dude. If George was still the third wheel on this podcast, but instead of every being on every episode, if he did like, so they do one episode a week, right? If he was on once or twice a month to kind of like reoccurring, but not every day, right? Not every day to keep it fresh. I think that's the move George can make. If not, then it's time to start your own podcast, right? Because it's like, okay, man, like. This is going to keep happening to you. Every time. And and apparently you can't handle it. No. So. Move on. Do something about it. Facts. That's facts. Yup. That's all, Mike. Yep. Facts. Yep. Facts. <laughs> facts. Let's continue. Walk. Yeah, I did. You, you know? wanted him. You want him to walk. And your thing with me was always you wanted me to make people walk. Well, certain people, <laughs> and and we were successful. But uh, I do want to apologize to both of you guys. No, because I, how I acted. Oh, that that's uh, sweet. A little apology from sentimental George. Jeez, sentimental George. That's a good nickname. For sorry, me. Daddy. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Don't put me in timeout. Oh my God, and bro, it's fine. Give me a, a sick platform. Platform. Oh, oh wow! It's kind of uh, like what builds on your teeth. I, I but just also a, <laughs> place dog. please. We don't want to talk about building up on your teeth, Mike. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, what does that mean? Give a smile on your left side a little bit. Whoa! George coming at Mike. And look at this fucking reaction by Mike. He's like, "Fuck, dude! I thought I got all my plaque out when I was done using heroin, dude." Uh, Logan's like, "Oh, dude, you do got yellow teeth, bro." Wow! Fox. So that's the first. <laughs> That's facts. That plaque. That's facts. That's plaques. Plaque facts. Yeah, plaques. <laughs> George is finally standing up for himself. Finally, dude. We All see right. Little, we see a little fight from uh, Sir. Punch uh, back, man. Sentimental George, as I like to call him, dude. That's facts. Georgie sentiments. Georgie sentiments, dude. Bring up on your teeth, Mike. All right, let's watch. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Give a smile on your left side a little bit. Is it? it I just got them cleaned. No, it's because you're missing the teeth from the drugs. So. Whoa. <laughs> You're missing the teeth from the drugs. 
Now Mike's <laughs> Mike is feeling very self-conscious, dude. Like I, I could tell you from just his reaction here, like that face says, "Oh, that's what this feels like." Yeah. <laughs> Well, finally, dude, this is what you like to see out of George. Dude. The roles a little, are reversed. Yeah, the roles are reversed. Let me, let me, uh, I cannot, because I can't take it, but I can dish it. You know what I mean? And so, now Logan gets to continue to do what he does, which is play the devil's advocate yeah. and just poke the bear. I, I want to see both of these guys, their team up on Logan for a change. That, right. that would make for premium content. Yeah, go after him. I think. Are you saying that I plaque in my teeth? I just had them cleaned two days ago at Dr. Rabon. It was Dr. Joe. We didn't have to live in it. I almost walked. Dude, don't. Don't. Trust me. Don't. It doesn't end up in a good side. You think you're doing the right thing. No, but I, I, when, I, when I said walk, you know, I, 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 I meant it from the lens of entertainment. I didn't know you were going to, like, order an Uber and leave. So that's pretty fascinating. George, uh, you know, the last time we left off with George, he not only walked off the set wherever they were at, but he calls an Uber, says, fuck you guys, I'm out. He packed the fuck up and left. He got that insulted where he calls an Uber and leaves, dude. Wow. Shit. In my defense, you guys should know that when I do something, I just do it. You commit. I commit. You I don't do commit. I don't go fuck. Like yeah. I I just don't. I, well, I I'll just do what I do. But also, guys, I gotta say I'm pretty excited. My biggest fear was to get hated on and like do something that the world's like, yo, fuck this guy. And so his biggest fear was to get hated on, which is pretty interesting. That's not my biggest fear, Mario. I embrace the hate. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we wouldn't be doing this. No. If that was all we thought of it. Because that'd be in your mind the whole time you're doing this. Oh my God, dude. Am I going to get hated on? Dude, we would have stopped doing the show after we got on Reddit the first time. Yeah. Imagine how <laughs> self conscious and fucking uh, little fucking pussyfooting you have to be. To That's your biggest fear. Oh my God. Mario, I don't know if I could do the show today. I'm afraid that we're going to be hated on. No, uh, everyone's going to love me. My, my I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. My plot hurts. His biggest fear was to be not to be hated on or to be hated on, whatever the fuck he said. His biggest fear was to be hated. That shouldn't be anyone's biggest fear. You're Guess what? In this life, just like banning everyone, right? Just like banning everyone is going to result in uh, uh, the reverse almost. Actually, I don't even know what my point was on that. My point, I guess, is being that, you know, if you're going to do this type of work, dude, and you're going to be in the entertainment field, you're going to make vlogs, you're going to do podcasts, you're going to be just in the entertainment field in general and putting yourself out there, you're letting yourself open for critique. Like people, and you want that. You want that. It keeps you in check. Yes. Yes. How, how else are you going to grow? Right. If you just have people showering you in compliments and love all the time to the point where, like, you just lose yourself in your ego. Yeah. Dude, you're never going to have that reality check, and you're just going to continuously just make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not real, right? It's not real. You know. It's all, it's just coddling bullshit. Pretty fascinating, though. Uh, I could tell you, Mario, my, my, one of my, I guess, not biggest fears is not being hated on. I, I embrace the hate, like I said, dude. Yeah, so fuck it. Hate on Bring us. it on. It's fun. Bring it I on. like going back and forth when it's great. And not in a mean way. I'm talking just like in a fun, playful way. Fuck it. Fuck it. What else, dude? It's, you gotta embrace it, Who dude. cares? Who cares, dude? It's words, dude. They're not fucking coming Somebody at you. Somebody thousands of miles away on the internet. I don't care. I don't care <laughs> it's fine. We love it. It's fine. Hate on us. Don't hate on George, though, because that's one of his biggest fears, and he might walk off, so <laughs> be careful. Facts. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. My biggest fear was to get hated on, 
and like do something that the world's like, yo, fuck this guy. And I did it like low key. This is kind of bad. I loved it. What? Oh, you loved it. Oh my God. This is how you could tell somebody this is his first time being really like getting pulled apart and picked apart and made fun of. And, you know, everyone's talking shit. This is his first time he's experiencing hate, right? And now he's taking the approach where, like, kind of like what we take. but like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I embrace but, Yeah, but he's taking it in more, like, you could tell, like, he doesn't love it. Like, this is, like, the only other thing he could say in this situation is that right. he loves it. What else are you going to say? Right? What else are you going to say? Oh, man, fuck these guys. I genuinely love. I could tell you straight up. I genuinely love the hate. Like, not, well, maybe not the hate, but just the open discourse. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell someone like George, like, you know, he doesn't like that open dialogue of someone no. disagreeing with him. And his biggest fear, he just admitted, See, that's the difference, I think. I think the difference is his biggest fear the whole time was being hated on. That's not my biggest fear. I have a lot bigger fears than being uh, hated yeah, dude, on, dude. There's way bigger things in life to be fearful for than fucking hating comments. Who gives a shit? Troll comments. Who cares? If someone comes to me with a witty response that's negative towards us, I, I embrace it and I go back with them playfully in like a witty way. And if someone just calls me fat and stupid and a loser, I don't care. Unless I unless I feel that way about myself, then I got my own problems to worry about. Right. I should probably self-reflect. Right. <laughs> right, right. You know, it don't bother me. That's not your biggest fear. No. Yeah. I got way bigger fears in this life. In the world we live in today, there's way bigger things to be concerned about. Right. Like Donald Trump's mean tweets. <laughs> facts. Facts. I'm leaving. I'm scared. <laughs> Facts. I'm gonna go hide. That's facts. 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 Fetch me my cloak. <laughs> Let's keep watching this evil fucking looking dude. Oh my god, he kind of he's kind of irritating me now. I'm kind of not liking George. It's just so it's just so fraudulent. It feels like it's very yeah. It just comes off as just like dude, an act. Clearly, the way you acted with that episode. You you clearly dude it hurt it bothered you so much just them just ganging up on you on the show you you can sucking Bobby's dick you have to suck Bobby Lee's dick of all people oh god oh, that Chinese looking fucking suck all the salt off that thing <laughs> the fucking then, <laughs> then you had the comment so you just had a suck dick your your best friends you know are are picking on you on the show and your biggest fear comes true. And your biggest fear comes true when everybody picks on you for being a bitch. <laughs> what a week for George, dude. <laughs> well, you just keep getting kicked when you're down. <laughs> kicked in the nuts. Literally. Why? Let's keep watching. Oh, you're, you're having your Jake Paul moment. Yeah, what are you doing? I having- love that people were just commenting and getting so steamed. I was wrong, and I apologize for my mistakes, but I can't. I can't apologize the fact that like when I'm watching these kids comment what they're commenting in my mind I'm like ooh I'm in your head. Oh. Uh, now, now he said he said you're taking the Jake Paul approach. Nah, it. stop. Nah, no, dude, you're not. Nah, because I will say this. As irritating as Jake Paul is, Jake Paul genuinely plays that heel role. Right. And he does it well. It's he's fucking annoying. Don't get me wrong. We talk about him all the time, how he's a fraudulent boxer and he's annoying. But but he embraces that and plays into that heel role and just does it. I mean, we saw the videos we played the last show at the Tommy Fury fight. Yeah. Which that that was the clip that got us banned, by the way. Right. That maybe we should stop talking about it then. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> he 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 embraces that hate and he knows that he's a polarizing figure and just plays into that. 
is George saving face, yes. knowing that he got defeated, got defeated, has been reduced to nothing. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> has to do damage control, dude. When, when you're when you act like that and you're ten ply Charmin tissue, it's all, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's all you can do. What else do you do? You hit rock bottom. Where else do you go? Let me let, you only go up. I'll just say this, bro. Look, if if this is look, being hated on is your biggest fear. And having, you know, bad comments is like, you know, you, like you, you're deathly afraid of having negative comments. The internet isn't for you. It's the worst place for you. But these guys, they must be psychotic, dude, because they open themselves up in such a way for criticism, right? They, they, their biggest fear is being criticized, yet they continue to do it knowing they're going to be criticized. Like, that's fucking insane. The definition, That's the of, definition insane of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We're watching this play out in real time with numerous creators here. Like, and they, they voice this, you know, um, I, I guess concern of being hated on by random people. They have no idea who they even are. They might be fucking even bot accounts. Who knows? But their biggest fear is getting hated on by these people, yet they continue to do it. So, by definition, it only leads me to believe that you're just fucking psychotic. Yeah. Facts. It's it's the facts. It's facts. Tell him, Mike. Look at him. He's facts. Tell him. Facts. Yeah, facts. Facts. Fucking hey, dude. Continue watching. There's not much left here to do. <laughs> oh, oh no. Hey. You got her heal. Wait, was that, the villain? <laughs> Is that the villain origin story? Yeah, Is that yeah, what yeah. just happened? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's just, it gave me a superpower, bro. It made me realize, like, oh, I really don't care. Before I would say, no, you do care. Oh, stop. No, you do care. Yeah, you, you wouldn't care. have gone on this tirade if You're you didn't care. You're fucking softy, bro. You're Mr. Softy. Stop. Hey, Mario, I, I don't care about the haters, but I'm going to continue to address yeah. it every show. Fucking, you know? Dude, yeah. You sitting and talking about it and, like, Trying to convince yourself that you do, that it doesn't bother you, it's bothering you. It's like tell me how you care without telling me you don't care. You know, right? What I mean? Like you're saying you're in their head rent free. They're in your head rent free, and they have been for now for this is what two episodes past. This is two episodes ago, yeah. So that's two weeks. Yeah, that's three. Had technically three, three weeks, and you had to stew on this. Yeah, and you're still bringing it up. Yep. So clearly you're wrong. They're in your head. They're in your head. What are we gonna do? It's facts. I don't care and now I'm watching I'm like oh I do care I want it I want to be in their heads more like I like it it's, it's good weird. well it's good that you care because I actually really appreciate when people leave feedback and you can refine your skills as a host based on audience feedback it's it's super valuable yeah bro. like 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 consider what people are saying and I know you have I know you've been mm, like yeah, absolutely and, and that's why I apologize I still think what I did was out of uh, out of pocket and unprofessional and you guys got to remember like I'm, I'm new to this podcast game I've been doing it for a year, maybe a year and a half. So like you guys have been doing this. You've guys grown and made mistakes, fought each other, left the show, did all your things. I'm still having a learning curve, but I can't help the fact that I smile so hard. I didn't know until Bell came downstairs. She goes, what are you smiling at? And I'm sitting oh, there reading comments. Can you imagine? And I'm just, just sitting, sitting there. Like, imagine George Janko. You walk downstairs. You're his girlfriend, right? Or just a friend of his where right? you don't have to. It doesn't have to be intimate. You walk downstairs. You see George and he's got his phone in hand just like this. And he's like grinning, like. And you ask, "What's wrong, George? Why are you so happy?" The haters are commenting. <laughs> I'd be like, "Listen, you're having a mental breakdown." Yeah, this is a Kanye West moment. 
<laughs> the delusions kicking in. Delusions of grandeur have kicked in. Please, Pack. please seek help. He's just sitting there downstairs smiling because he's getting all this hate mail. That's a, that's pretty psychotic to me. I yeah. don't know, dude. Call, I mean, call me crazy. That's like literally. That's you saying I need to feel something. Right. <laughs> right. I need to be noticed, whether it's negatively or positively. I just need to be f- noticed by people. Right. That's like you have no personality. No. And you're just like a wallflower. You don't exist to people. Right. And now you you have to like do something that just gets you attention. Yeah. That's pathetic. Pathetic. It's low. It's pathetic. It's it's again. You know why I I started this segment by saying I don't know if I could defend. George Janko anymore. I've completely turned my tune from last week. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I, listen, I haven't sucking his dick either. I don't yeah. blame you. Right, right. I've been walking well, the fuck well, out and calling well, an yeah. Uber too. We can agree. Two things can be true at once, right? Where we can agree that is with true. George. That, that still holds up. Right. We, we can agree with George from not wanting to suck his dick and getting angry of doing that, but then to come back the next week and say, you know, I, I reserve fucking, my biggest fear is the haters, but like now I love the haters and I embrace it. It's like, Bro, we see right through the bullshit, bro. You know, it's like, I think Mike and Logan could see through the bullshit, but they're just kind of fucking humoring you for the sake of the podcast just running smooth. Well, sure. I mean, that whole narrative of, like Mike said, the villain origin story, you play that up because for the show, it makes for good content. Right. I don't know, dude. It, it, George has found himself in a sticky situation. I think we got like 10 seconds left. That's why. All right, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the shit that they were saying was like, it was just so like not even in the right direction that I'm like, whoa. Yeah, let's right. go, dude. Okay. All right, well, I, I wanted to address this, but now I'm sick of this part, right. and I'm also sick of you at my house. Yeah. All right, so that's real. We're going to leave uh, George Logan and Mike, guys. And we're uh, sick of you in our house, so. Yeah, so get off my stage. Get the fuck off. All right, so that's George, Mike, and Logan, the impulsive boys. Back at it again. All right, we got one more, one more clip segment we're going to do. We got Steven Crowder. Now, we've had Steven Crowder on the show before. Steven Crowder being the uh, Mr. Free Speech, fight like hell. You, you know him. You love him. It's Steven Crowder. Um, so Steven was banned right before the midterm elections for, I have really no idea what, for violating terms of service. I could probably venture to guess. Steven was banned for a whole week, goes on to Rumble, makes this big fucking eloquent fucking speech how Rumble is better than YouTube. Uh, be, you know, if you watch Steven Crowder's, you know, programming, he streams Monday through Thursday, but at the end of every stream, he streams to YouTube and The Blaze. The Blaze right. is like Alex Jones' band out video. It's a separate entity. Uh, it's not social media. It's like Blaze.com, essentially, right? So he leaves the YouTube stream every week saying, piss off YouTube. And he shows this little character cartoon thing of a cup, because his thing is the mug club, of pissing on YouTube. So Steven Crowder isn't a fan of YouTube. They ban him all the time, whatever the case is. He goes on to Rumble. He's got, he breaks records for the amount of streams uh, on Rumble on a live uh, performance that anyone has ever done. Hell, he's got damn near 6 million subs on here. On, on the YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Jeez. Damn, right. Damn near close to 6 million. So Steven Crowder, uh, you know, by, by seeing this, you would think Crowder, like his YouTube is important to him. 
But he would tell you otherwise. He would say, ah, oh, man, we don't need YouTube, but we want to... And I get it. You want to reach other people. You want to, like, kind of spread the message everywhere you can, and I get that. But don't come on your program and say how, you know, much you hate YouTube and how much Rumble is better than YouTube while you're banned. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of like you're... It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're playing both sides and kind of... Reaping the benefits of both. Right. That's like me the whole last three and a half weeks saying, oh, dude, fuck Facebook. I hate Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, you're trying to get back on. And exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's never the stance I took. The stance I took was like, it's fucked up that they banned me and because I do use it. And if they reinstate me, great. If they don't, then whatever. You know, but it, it, I don't know, dude. So Crowder, we're going to watch. He puts together these clips and he puts together like, you know, essentially they're commercials for his show. Let's watch, we're going to watch Crowder's commercial, and then we're going to watch uh, Crowder's segment of Change My Mind. Thanksgiving isn't racist. And uh, Crowder's going to get into some shit, so let's watch. This is Crowder's commercial, how he loves Rumble, hates YouTube, but yet we find him back on YouTube. We wouldn't be able to discuss this right now no. on YouTube at all. It wouldn't be allowed. And this is why there's a problem with YouTube. The contentious relationship between YouTube and Crowder has been heating up. So I'm Steven Crowder, host of the show that is uh, currently banned on YouTube. We had a million subscribers on Rumble. Oh, thank you! This is the most watched live stream ever of all time that's not been broadcast on YouTube. <laughs> Mark Club and its viewers are linked together in their calls to free speech. Steven Crowder kicked off of YouTube. Well, guess what? Steven Crowder last night was also trending. Louder with Crowder got banned from YouTube last night. They were to go on there and actually set a new record on Rumble. I think they had over 3 million viewers. You've proven that you can have a powerful voice without traditional mainstream tech. So again, it's, you know, he's doing so good on Rumble, doesn't really even need YouTube, right? Like... For him to be successful, he doesn't need YouTube. That right. That's what you would get out of this, right? But as soon as he's allowed back on YouTube, he streams on YouTube and then complains about YouTube. It's like, dude, you can't have it both ways. Right. So it's, it, I don't know, it, it, it's fascinating because I don't think someone like Crowder, and I get it, like I said, I do get it. You want to reach as many people as you can. That's why we're on YouTube Right, YouTube's Facebook. still a big market sure. for your show. You got right. six million subs. Right. I understand Huge. that. But don't market it as, oh, dude, fuck YouTube. Oh, man, they're fucking anti-free speech, man. Fuck YouTube. But as soon as they allow you back on their platform, you run back like the fucking, it's like an abusive pimp, essentially. That's what YouTube is, the crowd. It's an abusive pimp. They beat you and beat you and beat you. He just keeps getting backhanded. And then he comes right back. Yeah, comes right back to daddy. Right back to daddy. So (laughs) with that set up in mind, we're going to watch Crowder on YouTube. And he does this uh, little segment on a weekly basis called Change My Mind. Uh, Now, Crowder goes around to college campuses on, you know, maybe a monthly or every so often basis. And he goes around and he debates with students, sets up this desk. And whatever the the topic of conversation is that day, whether it be Change My Mind, um, you know, Thanksgiving isn't racist or President Trump isn't racist or this person isn't that or this isn't whatever the case is Crowder sets it up has these students these uneducated students that you know have no idea how the world works sit down with him and debate it's almost like a gotcha thing 
right? It's almost like Crowder purposely does this so he can have this like, no, I get it. It is content at the end of the day, but he does it so he like can point the finger back at the person saying, ha, I got you. I got all my facts in check. But we're going to watch here on Thanksgiving is racist. Change my mind. I think Crowder gets owned here. Let me go to my notes. But I'm pretty sure Crowder gets owned a few times. So we'll watch the intro on uh, Crowder's Change My Mind segment. And uh, let's see how it unfolds. I mean, I think that Thanksgiving, honestly, is the least exclusive holiday. Christian, you know, Chris, Christmas, For Christianity would exclude people of Why, other religions. It's secular? Ramadan would exclude people of other religions, you know. Um, you can take your pick from any of the religious holidays. Thanksgiving is, be thankful for what it is that you do have, whether you're a Christian, whether you're well, a Buddhist, whether you're Well, are you and your family going to talk about what happened to the Native Americans? I mean, we've talked about it all, all, all throughout my life, and I learned about it are in you school. Gonna talk about, are you going to acknowledge it at the dinner table? I don't know. Do you I should. have to? You should. Well, thank you for telling me what I should and should not do You're in my welcome. personal time. You're welcome. And you wouldn't think that that, is, uh, that at all in any way is overstepping bounds or being pushy? No. no. Okay. I don't. All right, well, maybe you should discuss with uh, your family the, uh, the history that you learned that wasn't accurate that you brought here to the table. And maybe you can all get an accurate account of what happened historically. And uh, maybe discuss as well the acts of barbarism that still go on since you're Muslim across the Islamic world. What was your name? All right, so here's the sit down. All right, so we see how it's going to be set up. Very, you know, uh, hostile, as they would say. So let's jump to 5.30, and we're going to watch Clowder, I was going to (laughs) say. We're going to watch Crowder get flustered at 5.30. Clowder, is that a uh, 40 and slip? Uh, A little 40. (laughs) A little bit. All right, here we go. Crowder's going to get flustered. Many of the settlers were wiped out? They came here. 30%. So, in other words, it's not a genocide. Is, uh, it is I believe, a genocide. Well, it's actually not a genocide, uh, by definition. Um, I mean, I don't they know, brought I, the disease. Well, hold on a second, guys. Let's just keep the conversations between two folks. They did bring disease. Yeah, they did bring disease with them, and it did wipe out um, quite a few Native Americans. That was actually before the Thanksgiving. You know? So, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so, Crowder is going to address people that aren't even talking. And no one's like, like, all right, so... Watch, watch this unfold again. It is, uh, it is a genocide. Well, it's actually not a genocide. Talking about Thanksgiving being a genocide, we've all heard, you know, Christopher, right. or not Christopher Columbus, that's uh, Christopher Columbus Day, but Thanksgiving, you know, the settlers came over, they wiped out the Indians, and blah, 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 where the rest is history. We, we've heard that debate before. So they're going to be making this argument, and she goes and turns to people, I guess, in the audience, but there's nobody else talking. So who is Crowder talking? Right. Unless it's somebody behind the camera, maybe you don't hear them, but still. Yeah, by definition. Um, I mean, I don't they know, brought I, the disease. Well, hold on a second, guys. Let's just keep the conversations between two. Who are you talking to? No one else is talking. Nobody. Folks, they did bring disease. Yeah, they did bring disease with them, and it did wipe out um, quite a few Native Americans. That was actually before the Thanksgiving. You know, that's why they came back to an abandoned village. I'm sure you're aware of that because they were wiped out by diseases. Well, well, largely they hadn't encountered because they hadn't domesticated most animals yet. You know, they hadn't domesticated horses. They had no contact with horses. They were technologically very regressive. They didn't use the wheel. Um, so Okay, so Crowd is just using big words here. Now we're going to jump into 610, which is right here. And uh, so I forget this uh, lady's name here, but pretty much she hates holidays and Crowder is getting a bit defensive. Things are getting heated. Let's watch. What happened was there was a moment of peace there for 50 years. Uh, We had a large, a very long portion of history that was very peaceful with Native Americans. There were multiple alliances between 
new settlers and Native Americans because Native Americans were warring with each other. And we do choose though as a holiday to celebrate this moment of unity. We choose to celebrate a positive moment. I mean, you can look at Veterans Day or Memorial Day. Well, there are horrible actions that were committed. Yeah, I feel the same way about those holidays as well. Oh, you do? I do. Same thing with Fourth of July? Yes. Same thing with Christmas? Yeah. Ramadan? I'm Muslim, yep. Okay, because obviously slavery is still practiced across the, the Islamic world. So she, I mean, look, I could defend a lot of people. I can't defend somebody who just hates all holidays. And, and they have these like, like super like Jurassic takes. Oh my god, it's, it's like it's, extreme. Right. It's like something that people did 500 years ago. Now you think everyone fucking that celebrates that holiday is a racist or bigot or scumbag or you know fill in the blank. Taking the context of the holiday and making it fit some kind of narrative. Right. So, Mario, since we're cis white males on this program, uh, we would be looked at as fucking, like, racist for enjoying Thanksgiving. Right. That's her argument. It's like, I can't, It's such an extreme. And I want to see Crowder lose, and I want to see him fail in these arguments and debates, but I can't get behind somebody who just hates all holidays. It's like, what are you, a fucking, the Grinch? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on. But even the Grinch came around with his big heart. Yeah, the Grinch came around and uh, enjoyed Christmas again. Yeah. And really, the Grinch... Didn't even hate Christmas. He hated people. He hated people. Because people treated him like shit. Well, and I can get behind that. And I, yeah, I, the older I am, the more bourbon I drink, the more <laughs> I sit here and spew my shit on this show. I agree with the fucking Grinch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Max! Max! <laughs> so you believe that... Okay. No? Is it not? I mean, it's practiced the crowd is gonna get defensive. the entire world. Not just the Islamic world. Not just the Islamic world. Well, the world is the the United States versus the Islamic world, is it? It's the world, the Islamic world, all different kinds of parts. Well, in comparison to, for example, the settlers in modern America. The point is, but we're not celebrating that with Ramadan, are we? We're not celebrating the Spanish Inquisition when we celebrate Christmas, right? Christians committed some horrible actions. We're not celebrating war with Native Americans when we celebrate Thanksgiving. We're celebrating a moment of peace and unity because it shows that it can be done. I think what people want is an acknowledgement that these things happened. I've already done that. Right? Yeah. Which, an acknowledgement of these racist things that did happen and implying that maybe the narrative that we push isn't true and that acknowledging that there was a disagreement and violence between these people. Sure. I think people just want that acknowledgement and by out flat out saying Thanksgiving is not racist, I think a better way to say, I think you could say these things did happen and this is what it's based on and Thanksgiving has evolved into become something else. But that doesn't mean I'm going to erase the opinions of Native Americans who suffered. Whoa, geez, dude. I mean, that's too much for me, bro. That's a lot. Uh, 1225. That's a lot. She's going to put Crowder on blast and Crowder's going to continue to get defensive. And let's be honest too, like, the title Thanksgiving isn't racist changed my mind. It's just a clickbait title. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And it gets and, people and like she, this to and, sit down. And she went right into it. She, she took the bait. Right. She took the bait. Right. Really, the best way to defeat Crowder at this game is just not to sit down with them. Right. Imagine if you're Crowder and you sit down, you set up all these cameras in the mic, and you have this clickbaity fucking title like Labor Day isn't fucking, you know, racist right. or whatever the fuck the case is. And uh, nobody sits down with you to discuss or debate. You lost. Right. But the fact that he keeps getting fucking these innocent poor souls to sit down and to look like idiots nonetheless. Because because to a degree, she's correct. Like these things in throughout history that happen should be acknowledged and they are. But again, it's like, you know, but I didn't do it. Right. And, and we're not 
we're not celebrating it by celebrating a that, certain holiday. Right. Just like to Crowder's defense, like you said, like you're not when you celebrate Veterans Day, you're not celebrating, you know, killing people in war. You're celebrating veterans that protected our country from terrorism and, you know, global threats and whatever. Right. It, it's the context behind it. But again, it's because the, the title of this video is deliberately clickbait because you want to. It's the point of grabbing people in and. You know, it plays up that what he's trying to do. Right. right. He, he's doing it tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point, dude. Um. Let's continue watching the 225. She's going to put Crowder on blast. There's this clip and one more, and then we're going to go to oh, we're, gonna go to, we're going to go to our break. But yeah, she's going to put Crowder on blast. Crowder's going to get defensive. Let's watch. I have. Okay. So, I, so is it okay to acknowledge that there were uh, acts of of horrible evil and violence across all sides, and still celebrate Thanksgiving for what it is? Is that okay? It's a good question. I haven't thought that far. Do you think that it is better to celebrate Thanksgiving and recognize a moment of unity and encourage it both with the early settlers, uh, the early pilgrims and the Native Americans, as well as after the Civil War? Do you think it's more productive to have a day to celebrate that and encourage that kind of unity and bridging that cultural divide? Or do you think it's less productive? I think it's performative. So if something so like virtue is, signaling? Yeah. So okay. if something's performative, then does it really do the good that you're describing? What good am I describing? The unity. The unity that you're describing. Like, if I, something is performative, then is that unity really there, or is it a performative unity, which doesn't actually? Well, I think, I mean, you just talked about Thanksgiving cooking and spending time with family. I mean, that's, that's unity right there, right? That's prioritizing giving thanks. I mean, I think that Thanksgiving, honestly, is the least exclusive holiday. Christian, you know, Christ, Christmas, For Christianity Christian. would exclude people of other religions. Why? Because it's secular. Ramadan would exclude people Here of other goes. religions. You know, um, you can take your pick from any of the religious holidays. Thanksgiving is be thankful for what it is that you do have, whether you're a Christian, whether you're well, Buddhist, you whether you're Muslim. Are you and your family going to talk about what happened to the Native Americans? Whoa! <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, shut up. You know, like, no, we're not going to talk about what happened to Native Americans. We're going to sit down. We're going to fucking cook some turkey and eat, and eat some potatoes. We know it. We know it happened. And even it's if, bad. But even if we don't, even if at the surface level, like, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people, they don't really know the, the meaning and, and all the history behind well, Thanksgiving. And right. nor they shouldn't have but to. But you weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there. Right. This didn't happen last week. This happened, you know, 10 years ago. This is like 700 years ago, dude. Hundreds of years ago, right. You no, know, what do you care, dude? Like, are you, by you standing up for Thanksgiving and saying, oh my God, people should feel this, that, the third, you look like a fucking racist. Well, it's, you know? it's, it really is the virtue signaling. It is. It's bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, you know, do you really, are you really that passionate about this call? Like, are right. you really going to sit here or are you just doing it because you're just trying to prove this point and win this argument exactly virtue signal someone right right that's a good point you know because who knows if she even feels like this like does she go home and discuss to her family like why she right do you go right no <laughs> chances are no listen i learned history i know these things happened they were awful atrocities and we don't stand with them and we don't stand with them and guess what as a people we're, we're trying to move past that yeah we don't live in the past and we're trying to like better ourselves as a society boom done right exactly but no but th this person wants you to not enjoy holidays in general and wants you to bring up at your dinner table mario make sure you bring up next at christmas 
why uh, Christmas is fucking bad. That's right. I'm going to bring it up. Make sure you do. And, uh, and if, anybody, if not, you're a bigot. And if anybody gets presents. Oh, they're racist. That's it. They're, they're done. Cancel. Because presents are not supposed to be part of Christmas. No, no. That's anti-fucking Christmas. That's consumerism yeah. fucking propaganda. There it is. It's a Capitalism is bad. <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about, bro? Like, fucking eat your turkey, stuff your face with the potatoes, and shut the fuck up. Enjoy I don't want to hear football. from you. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Rice, dude. People have so much to bitch at. It's like, it could be a lot worse, lady. You could be living in fucking, I don't know, China, where they work for fucking two cents an hour. Then we could talk about oppression and racism right. and this, that, You could third. be in some country where you have no running water. Right. Fucking disease everywhere. Like, like, be thankful you can sit at a dinner table with your family and have a turkey. Exactly. And some mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. Thank God you said that, bro, because it's like, like holy shit. We're so privileged as That's Americans. That's what Thanksgiving is now. Dude, it's wild. We're so privileged as Americans. Like, we're so fucking privileged in this position where we have to, like, remind ourselves of this fucking bullshit where people today still live the same bullshit, but you don't hear them. They just fucking put their head down. Does this country have a lot of work to do on itself? Sure. But have we come a long way? Yes. Sure. But people don't want to acknowledge that. Are there are there cultural issues, socioeconomic issues? Yes. But guess what else? That's everywhere, though. There's countries around the world that have nothing. And are still being enslaved. There's people still being enslaved. People being sold and trafficked. I would, I would say this. America isn't all that bad compared to the rest. I'd rather live here than anywhere else No, we're else just a little dumb. And that's, yeah. <laughs> we're and, just a little dumb. And a little fat. We're a little stupid. We say some stupid shit and do some stupid shit. We're a little overweight. We're working on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, dude. But these people that want to fucking tell you everything wrong about you and why you're this and you're And then that, when you call them out and question them. You're a bigot. You're, you're, you're an asshole. You're a racist. Yeah. You fuck it. I mean, but it's at right. the end of the day, bro, that's I, I stopped even paying any mind to those people because it's like, you're not going to tell me. You're not going to get through to that person. That no. person is so They're far lost. gone. They're lost. See ya. Goodbye. They're, they're never going to be able to take their own criticisms and look at self-reflect on themselves and see, hey, I'm over here preaching all this shit to everybody else. What am I doing with my life? Exactly. What am I doing? You know? That's like someone who mooches at home, sits, has no job, no does nothing, and then... They want to tell you why you're fucking... Why, why, why are you running out of money this week? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What? a job? Are you kidding me? And then they go, oh, and then as they're sitting on Amazon on their phone buying a bunch of shit or they're playing PlayStation or they're watching their 65-inch TV, oh, capitalism's fucked, man. It's the end of this country. Yeah. Let me tell you about capitalism. Let me tell you something, brother. (laughs) Spending is bad as they're fucking sitting there shopping on Amazon for Christmas. What gets me the most is a lot of people want to talk about racism and and slavery in the past. And I get it, dude. You know, we've been through some fucked up shit. It's awful shit. It's awful. But guess what? There's the same people that want to tell you about all that shit while they're on their iPhones. You know where iPhones come from? Right. Sweatshops in China. Or, you know, there's a... There's like counterfeit things people buy because you save a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, well, I was just, but yeah, why, why I'll buy the knockoff version. It's cheaper. Where does that come from? Some poor child is working in some sweatshop somewhere 
getting paid next to nothing. Probably mass, nothing. Mass producing. Louis Vuitton bags. Right. And it's like, you're going to sit there and virtue signal to me? Fuck you. You know, fuck you. I've got no time for that, dude. Right. I'm it's trying like, to fucking, like, I'm trying to move on, elevate just myself. Just be a good person. Is it right. that fucking hard? Apparently it is, dude. To just respect people and just be a good person. Well, it's like, I think whoever created this narrative has us all fighting amongst each other and running in a circle. Because yeah. there's there's really, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter which way you approach this, there's no winning argument. Like, there's nothing you could do to the people on the side that's arguing that everything's racist and oppression and this and that, and the, the, the side that people are arguing that there's not. Like, no, those two people are never going to see eye to eye. It's just never going to no. happen. So we have to admit that to ourselves. You can't save everybody. Let's move the fuck on. How's that right. sound? And if you want to live miserable and tell everybody about themselves, so be it. I guess it's a sad way to live, but okay. But just make sure, Mario, the next time you're at a holiday fucking uh, tradition. I'm knocking all the food off the table. And tell them why. And, and I'm going to get in everyone's face one by one and, <laughs> tell them why and ask you if they've reflected on all this. <laughs> and I swear to God, if you touch one scoop of pumpkin pie, I'm swinging on you. <laughs> You're done. You're cut off. Oh my god! That's Imagine it. this is miserable way of living, dude. It's rough. I'm dude. sorry. There's only one thing you could do is just laugh at it. You, you have to because it's like it's miserable. It's like get off your fucking eye horse. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You're you're the equivalent of the celebrities that make the the viral yeah. videos. We have to stand together and we have to stop this from happening. Shut up. <laughs> you're in your goddamn two million dollar mansion two. in Beverly Hills. Two. You're your fifty million dollar fucking is. mansion in Beverly Hills. Ethan Klein, Hila Klein, you know. Stop. We don't want to hear it. Shut up. Move on. Just you know, donate some money to charity and just shut your mouth. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you talk. Oh God! All right, uh, let's keep watching. There's this. Uh, we'll finish this clip out, and we got one more, and then we're gonna go to break. You can take I think I need to many religious holidays. Thanksgiving is wicked. Piss. Be thankful yeah, for what it is that you do have, whether you're a Christian. Mario, I want you to do one thing. I, I challenge you to this exercise. Okay. Put yourself in Crowder's shoes. Imagine this girl is talking to you when she's talking to Crowder, and she's gonna say this. Just holidays. Thanksgiving is be thankful for what it is that you do have, whether you're a Christian, whether you're well, a Buddhist, whether you're Well, are you and your family gonna talk about what happened to the Native Americans? I mean, we... No! <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not! Listen, like I said before, I learned history. I, I know the things that have went on. I understand all that. That's not what Thanksgiving's supposed to be about in this context. Nor do you represent any of Nor those do things. I represent any of those atrocities that have happened in this. You know what I mean? Like, come on. We've talked about it all, all, all throughout my life, and I learned about it are in you school. Gonna talk about, are you going to acknowledge it at the dinner table? I don't know. Do you I should. have to? You should. Okay. Right? No? Why not? I didn't say I wouldn't. You should. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me what I should and should not do You're in welcome. my personal time. You're welcome. And and to, right. make, to, to make Crowder look like the good guy in this situation, I mean, that's hard to do. That's, you, you that's really hard. But you did it. You did it. Right. Now yeah. you're making Crowder look like, and this is why people gravitate to Crowder. It's just, you know. And, and well, and this is why people who are left-leaning get a very bad rap. Exactly. Because people who just take it to this extreme, they don't realize they're doing more damage than good. Exactly, dude. Exactly.
because there's a lot of left-leaning political ideals that I 100% agree with and I, I align with. But but it gets to a point where it's like, how do you even defend this? Right. Can't. And well, I would even say this, dude. You know, I, there's yeah, obviously the left and the right, but I don't want to. I don't want to exist it's in so, that box. I, yeah, I don't want to put myself in that kind of a box. I'm just saying, like ideals. The ideals. If you want to put them on a political spectrum, right? That's where it would land. Right. But you get to a point where it's like enough's enough. Well, and you're almost, uh, you know, forced to agree with, you know, the right in a lot of instances because they're coming off the, you know, looking like the less crazy of the two. You know what I mean? And, and sure. especially as of recent, you know, history. So, you know, again, I don't want to fall into, you know, the political box. Of yeah, no, I don't right. want to pigeonhole myself into some political box because I'm by no means a political person. No. We, the politics we cover on this show is actually the extent of my political like, discourse I have throughout right. a week. Right. <laughs> on and, a daily basis. And, and this, is the, this is the trap that we all have fell into the last two years is where everyone's sitting at home and everyone has to pick a side because we're all tribal at the end of the day. So we have to pick left or right. And now... Everyone's fighting with each other, but it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just sh shut up and listen to what you're saying. Listen to what the other person's saying. Guarantee you have more in common than you don't. So, oh, as Americans, we have a lot of the similar problems that we just, if we can just stop and like look, identify them. But again, we never will. We never this, will. This because has been going on for years. It has to be made this bigger thing than what it is, and it has to be this divide. And. You know, they, they strategically attack these demographics of people that are just going to be at each other's throats no matter what. Yeah. Game, set, match, as uh, they would say. But, all right, let's continue watching. And you wouldn't think that that, is, uh, that at all in any way is overstepping bounds or being pushy? No. no. Okay. I don't. All right, well, maybe you should discuss with uh, your family the, uh, the history that you learned that wasn't accurate that you brought here to the table. And maybe you can all get an accurate account of what happened historically. And uh, maybe discuss as well the acts of barbarism that still go on since you're Muslim across the Islamic world. Do you do that at Ramadan? Yeah, I do actually. You do? Yeah, I do. So what do you discuss at Ramadan? Um, I discuss Indentured how... servitude. Whoa! One Whoa. for Crowder. One for Crowder. I'm sorry. Silence. Silence! You remember that uh, show, Silent Library? Yeah, yeah. Silence! Dude, I used to love that show. He'd be like, shh. They're all trying to laugh. <laughs> Doing stupid stunts. Ah, I missed that shit. All right, we're going to go to our last clip here. We're going to see how this uh, takes us out to break. And uh, the clip reads simply, if I can find it here in my notes. She's not having any of the bullshit and walks off. So, <laughs> just like George Janko. She's about to pull a George Janko. She's about to pull the George Janko, which George, by the way, is on our soundboard. So, George, take it away. And watch it grow for years later. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> now it's four feet like, like me. me. Now it's four feet like me. He kind of sounds part Mexican, but he's not. But kind of bizarre. Anyway, uh, she's going to walk off. She's not having any more of Crowder's cis white male rhetoric. Racist, bigoted, regular. We're not going to have none of that here. Race. Wait, can you say racist, bigoted, regular? Can you say racist, bigoted, racist, bigoted, regular? Rhetoric. Racist, bigoted rhetoric. Five times. Say that. Racist, bigoted rhetoric. Crowder. 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 Max. Facts. Facts with Max. Facts. All right, let's let's watch. She's gonna walk off. She ain't having any of this bullshit. 
promote healing, I think if anything, it's, it's, it's divisive. So we can agree that the idea, do we agree that the idea of Thanksgiving in your head has shifted into something else? Not a celebration of, or not an erasure of racism, but a celebration of unity. Yes, is that what the, you think? Thanksgiving is a celebration. Of unity? And, and it always has been. But why it's can't a celebration it be, of giving why thanks. Why can't it be a celebration of unity and like an acknowledgement of the erasure? You can do that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that. arguing. Yeah. I just think that if people are going to do that, it also needs to be accurate. So if people are going to teach, for example, in, and, and I think we would both agree, right, on college campus, you guys are certainly not taught that, oh, the settlers were great and it was peaceful. So he's going to, you know, uh, challenge what she's learning on the college campus. And this is where she draws the line. That's certainly not what's being taught on campus. The bell rings. Oh, she's gearing up. Look, check this out. She finds her out here. You guys oh, are certainly gotta go not to class. That, oh, the settlers were great and it was peaceful. That's certainly not what's being taught on campus. I have to go to class. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. No! <laughs> I'll see ya. He's like, oh, 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 okay. Goodbye. Max! Alpha seems like no one can change your mind, so... I appreciate it, Alpha. I thought that was a good conversation, no? Wow. <laughs> she said nope. <laughs> Fuck you, Stephen Crowder. You pilgrim fucking racist bullshit <laughs> fucking... You, you cis white male piece of shit. ridden fucking... The <laughs> colonizer, you. <laughs> you colonizer. You capitalist pig. Oh, guys. All right. Um... We're going to take a short break. I got to take a piss. I like got to take a race wicked horse. piss. Let me finish this bourbon real quick. We've been streaming Mario coming up on the four hour mark. So when we come back, it is going to be four hours. And then we still have this week in shop. We have a couple Joe Rogan clips. We're going to do the fighter and the kid. And I think we are going to do, uh, let's see, which one are we going to do? We're going to do impulsive or, or not impulsive. Sorry. No, we're going to do two bears, one cave. All right, so when we come back, we got This Week in Shab, Joe Rogan, uh, The Fighter and the Kid, and Two Bears, One Cave, and that's going to be the show. All right. Today. Nice uh, loaded back half of the show there. Absolutely, man. Um, right. All right. So let's start. What song do you want to start with, Mario? Let's do... Let's do Canvas. Start with Canvas? Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Um, this is a short break. We're going to, uh, on the other side, we have a lot to cover. We got Brandon Schaub, Joe Rogan, Fighter and the Kid, and Two Bears, One Cave, Cave with Quentin Tarantino, Tom Segura making a fool out of himself. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this short break.
self-sabotaged all my accomplishments. This bitter pill I'm swallowing comes unrelated. I'm debating whether I should stay or not tonight. I'm leaving.
We're coming back. Muck Fusk. Indeed. Muck Fusk. We are coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Do that not touch that dog. The Linux, yes. Muck Fusk. Elon has created the Wild West in Twitter. We are coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Do He's not also touch that Great content for us. This stuff just writes itself, John. Oh, dude. Makes my job easy. All right, we are coming back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let me get situated here. Mario, pass that damn whiskey, would you? Son of a bitch. Drink up, my friend. Thank you for that cup of coffee, by the way. No problem, man. We're going to do a shot of brain force, too. Oh, dude. We're going to be stimulated. What's up, Mario? How you feeling, dude? I'm feeling fantastic, John. How you feeling? Not too bad. It's a Saturday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Muck Fusk. Biggest takeaway on this show so far. If you don't learn anything else today, just remember. Muck Fusk. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back in. Let the smoke dissipate a little bit. We are on the back half of this show. And uh, this uh, episode is brought to you by Brain Force. The force that keeps our brain motivated. Clearly was not a paid ad read. (laughs) But... Alex Jones, if you're listening, feel free to send us a couple bucks. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. We have a great show uh, still left to do. We got Brendan Schaub. We got Joe Rogan. We have the fighter and the kid. And we have Tom Segura and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but before we jump into any of that, uh, let's jump into some brain force. How's that sound, Mario? Sounds good, man. Load up that dropper. Load her up. All right, so this is Brain Force. For uh, those of you who may not know, uh, we've been going strong for the last three weeks on this uh, brain nootropic here, and uh, it's going to give us a little bit of uh, that little bit of boost that we need on the back half of the show. I mean, after all, we have been streaming for four hours, so. Here you go, Mario. All right, send it over. All right, I almost nice lost it in the fog there. Nice catch. Thank you. Okay. A nice little drop queued up here. And... Very nice. Mm. All right. Good stuff. 
All right. All right, guys. So, uh, so far, I'm going to cue my light here. All right. So, uh, yeah, we've covered a lot here so far. We've covered Kanye West's subliminal 2024 run. Uh, we've covered some NFL, uh, you know, Antonio Brown and uh, Giselle Bunchinch, or however you pronounce her last name. We've covered Donald Trump coming back on Twitter. Uh, we've covered Elon Musk reinstating everybody this coming week. Um, we still have so much left to get to. We've covered uh, Logan Paul and Impulsive and George Janko, his response to walking off the set of Impulsive uh, just two weeks ago. And uh, we literally just watched before break. What did we just watch before break? Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder, uh, Thanksgiving isn't racist changed my mind yes so uh it's even crowder uh the cis white male that he is not recognizing while why um why you know thanksgiving isn't racist now the evil descendant of the colonizer the himself. colonizer himself steven crowder guys if you don't realize that thanksgiving uh is racist and you don't discuss that at your dinner table then you might be uh, uh one of a you so know, are we wrong for asking people to send us their uh, plate for the contest? I think we might do. Does that make us... Um, Bigots? The word? Yes. We're colonizers ourselves. <sighs> wow. Me and Mario colonizers? What? Holy shit, dude. I have to rethink my entire existence. I'm an evil person. Mario's uh, he's contemplating walking off the set right now. I'm going to finish this shot and I'm going to walk off. <laughs> it seems to be the theme of a podcast as of recent, just to walk off. But we got a great show That's left theater. to get to. It, it, it makes it... It builds suspense. The theatrics. Right. We still have a lot of show left to get to, guys. We're going to dive into a shot here and play our In the Paint Saturday special. How's that sound for you, Mario? Sounds like a plan, man. Dive into a shot, or did you already take yours? Uh, I got it queued up. I didn't take it yet. All right, so this is the, uh, you guys just heard the In the Paint Friday night special. Now, this is, we have, we have a song for every day of the week here. This is the In the Paint Saturday special, and this is one of our new shot songs. So, ladies and gentlemen, pour up your glasses. Do not drink and drive. Uh, but this is a toast to a great show, episode 158. Uh, we're back better than ever. We're back on Facebook. We're back on YouTube. Uh, we're streaming strong. This is about the four-hour mark here. This is where things start to get off the rails here at this show. Um, we are two droppers of brain force in, and we still have like fucking 27 hours left to go here on this stream. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, pour up your glasses, raise a glass, and let's have a good rest of the show. Cheers, everyone. Salud. Definitely set off my fire alarm. Oh, there it goes. Oh. That kind of, it's going with the, uh... <laughs> All right, one second. I'm going to mute the mics. You're on camera, Mario, so make sure you, uh, don't be boring. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. There you go. Oh, no, it's still going. All right, Mario's going to be on camera. I'll just keep dancing. I think we're good. It's not that much smoke. It'll, it'll go away. It's got to dissipate.
at least we know our fi- oh, uh, our fire alarm is working. But um, hold on. Uh, we're gonna go to a be right back screen here, and uh, I'm gonna fix that because I cannot have that going on while I'm trying to run a show. So uh, wait one second here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. John, you're back. You, you fanned out the flames. You saved our lives. And now the uh, smoke detector is off. But now we had a... Uh, we go hard here with the fog machine because we want to make it like a full production. We want you guys to feel like you're at a concert when we fucking do this shit. So, yeah, we, we don't want that thing beeping while we're while we're trying to finish the show here. So It's hard to run a show like that. Yeah, it's just distracting as all hell. All right, we're coming back. Uh, we're here, though. We're back. We are rolling and ready to rock. All right, all right, all right. We is back and back. All right, all right, all right. Let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking lit, isn't it, dude? Um, Yeah, dude. So um, any big takeaways on the first half of the show, Mario? Well, to kind of leave off where we just, uh, you know, what we just talked about last segment. Um. Last two couple segments, really. There's a lot of things going on in the world that um, if we just kind of like step back and realize like the shit that we're paying attention to versus what's actually an issue in this country, we have a lot more in common than we think. And we should all just try to be better people and like love your neighbor and fucking support each other and conquer these fucking bigger problems and issues together. So you mean to tell me that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving being racist isn't one of those bigger topics you should be concerned about. No, because Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks. So, <laughs> Mario, flat, flat out. So, you mean to tell me the next holiday, which is Christmas coming up, dude, you're not going to be at your table letting your family know how racist Christmas is? I am going to tell them, you Christian fucking <laughs> awful people. Colonizers. Colonizers. <laughs> Oh, God. That's right. If you're a Christian, you've committed holy wars and atrocities. <laughs> you should all be banned from Christmas. It's funny because it's well, actually was really funny is like how much of like paganism is in Christmas and like Christians are just like ah, Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, it, dude, really, dude, what I've come we're to all re- the same. <laughs> what I've come to realize is that, you know, no matter what you do. 
no matter how you look at something, you can always find the bad in something, right? But that's no way to live, you know, because if you live your life trying to find the the bad shit that's going on or, you know, the history of whatever you're looking into, chances are you're going to find some fucked up corrupt shit, right? That is just how it is, bro. So my message would be to just live and let live, man. Who cares? Does it affect you today? Probably not. And if it does, then I could understand you fucking going on a tirade about how, you know, you hate fucking Thanksgiving. But until that point, you know, fucking sit down, relax, shut your fucking mouth, and enjoy some fucking right. turkey. Spend time with your family. Yeah, you have, like, you know, instead of worrying about is Thanksgiving racist, why don't you worry about fucking, you know, being a good son or daughter that you are and, you know, spending time with your family, Mario. Yeah, life is short. We don't have that much time on this earth. We get to spend time with our families, be thankful that you're healthy, be thankful you can see your family, be thankful you have food on your fucking table, you have a TV that you can watch to watch these football games. Like, just be thankful that you have these things and that you get to spend this time together because it doesn't happen. You don't get many of these on this earth. No. Just fucking enjoy it. I will say one more time, though. That is a fresh fucking jersey, dude. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, again, shout out past the present, Barrington, New Jersey. A uh, little vintage shop there on the corner. They have some awesome sports as well as like other pop culture memorabilia. Um, they had a great half-off sale yesterday. So I got this bad boy with the tag still on it for the very low price of 60 bucks. So, yeah, I'm fucking really happy about that. Um, yeah, how can I lose, man? I'm wearing the goat. I'm feeling good today. Very nice, dude. Very fucking nice. All right, uh, let's get into the back half of our show, guys. It wouldn't be in in the paint podcast, as you guys can see here. It would not be an in the paint podcast without our good friend, Mario. This week in Shab. This week in Shab, guys. Mr. So we Brandon have, Shab. We have a bunch of clips to get to from Brendan Shab. They're kind of quick, but uh, we're gonna review them. Uh, last week we were trying to call uh, call the Milwaukee Improv. Yes, uh, and I totally forgot, forgot to follow up. We forgot to follow up on the second. <laughs> they, half. they were closed at the time, but they were closed when we did call originally. And then I just forgot to follow up. I had one too many Jim Beams in me. But uh, so this past week, Brendan Schaub, uh went on his podcast, one of his seven podcasts, the Shab Show, and uh, I thought this was kind of alarming. He was describing how, you know, last week we watched the Milwaukee Improv. They were giving out tickets. They were five-hour tickets. This week, we're going to watch Washington, D.C., one of, stop, uh, one of the stops in Shab's run, is actually canceled. Oh, no. Yeah. Brendan Shab down bad right now. He's down bad, dude. He's down bad. So let's watch it. This is Shab admitting oh boy. that his Washington, D.C. show is... Canceled. Canceled. Oh, boy. Let's watch it. To cancel my dates in D.C., I've been on the road damn near six weeks straight, nonstop, and the kids have off from school. I got to reschedule. Don't worry, D.C., I'm coming back out there. I'm sure um, that's we'll the reason. The kids, you know, have, uh, haven't have had a break. You've been on the road. For, look, we, if we don't know anything about any of these guys, we know one thing. Greed is what drives these guys, right? So they're not going to slow down for their kids being in school or for them being on the road for six weeks. This is, I think, simply put, none other, 
none other than Brendan Schaub not being able to fill seats in Washington, D.C., and him pulling the plug. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time with athletes, musicians. These guys are on the road for entire years at a time. It's a job description. It's it's in the job description. So, like, what, because your kids are off for, what, the break, I guess? Because when was the show in D.C.? This show in D.C. Does it, did, does it say when it was supposed to be? Check. I don't think it does. Yeah, it doesn't. No. But, I mean, it looks like these set of dates start in December, February, March, April. So, for all intents and purposes, apparently it was, it was an upcoming show. So, let's just say it was supposed to be this week. Yeah. Holiday week. You're telling me that... You, you, your wife's not home. Your your babysitter's not home. Your nanny's not home to right. watch your kids for one night while you're in D.C. No, that's not the case. The case is he couldn't fill, couldn't sell tickets, couldn't fill the seats. Because you know damn well if he could at least fit the minimum, which at these events typically you have anywhere from like fifty to about a hundred twenty people at these like local comedy events, right? You right. mean to tell me? Brendan Schaub, you couldn't sell at least 50 tickets. That's alarming. That's pretty alarming for you being a Joe Rogan disciple. Yeah. And not being able to sell 50 tickets. Playing yourself up as this up and coming comic. Which we say that term loosely. You got you got your boys like Brian Callen gassing you up all the time. Couldn't sell 50 tickets. Couldn't sell 50 tickets. And then you're going to spin it as I got to go be a dad. Yeah. The, the one and only time that you have to yeah. be a dad. Every other time we hear stories about how you let your kids do this, that, and the third, and you're father of the year, but now all of a sudden, yeah, now all of a sudden you really want to be father of the year. Right. When you can't sell tickets. Get the fuck out. Convenient. Give me a break. After we just covered a show that was reduced to literally free. Yeah. And now this. It was like. That's sus. Brendan Schaub was promoting the show as like uh, best offer for tickets. You know what I mean? He's like, you make, you decide the ticket price. Donation. Yeah, donation. Yeah. I'm going to keep a tip jar at the, at the top of the stage. You just kind of drop a dollar in there. Yeah, if you want to. You don't have to. Oof. Just come. I just need it for my YouTube channel. Oof. Listen, and I'm not sitting here trying to like toot our horn. Oh, but toot it. Toot the fucking horn, dude. We've sold. Toot that fucking horn, bro. We've sold more tickets. Absolutely. To shows. Absolutely. And we've we, sold 50 tickets easily. And we don't have the backing of a Joe Rogan. And we're a DIY local band playing shows at these like local clubs and bars. What's our excuse? There, no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. For Brendan Shop, there's no excuse. You didn't sell tickets. Plain and simple. I'd I'd much respect I'd respect you more as a man if you came out and said, guys, listen, Washington D.C. You know, I'm new to the territory. I've only you know been there maybe once or twice. It's not my you know uh, I'm not familiar with the territory. It's not the market. It's not the market for me. Uh, you know, I'll come back and 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 do it bigger next time. But he makes up this excuse where. Oh, I, yeah, like you said, I got to be a dad now or, you know, uh, I've yeah. been on the road for six weeks. You're doing 15 podcasts and yeah. a comedy tour, but all of a sudden you're going to be home and be stay-at-home dad. Right. Get the fuck out of here, Bullshit, dude. Bullshit, dude. Real recognize real. All right, so let's uh, let's finish out the clip. schedule. Don't worry, DC. I'm coming back out there. Um, we'll figure it out. We're going to re-announce uh, dates for early 2023 in DC, one of my favorite markets, but... 
Yeah. Your boy oh, needs a break. Favorite part. Yeah. Your boy needs a break, especially around the holidays. So that's the plan. And uh, I'll be with the kiddos doing my thing, but I'll still be doing sets around LA. But he's still doing sets around LA. So you're still doing sets. So this that's isn't like, about the kids. That's like us saying, oh, we're going to cancel our tour dates up on the East Coast, but we'll we'll play Harper's three times in a row. Right, right. We'll, we'll, we'll play uh, the Watering Hole and Bore and... We'll just stay here. Well, no, th- it would be more like saying, like, all right, look, we have to cancel our shows, you know, around, you know, the tri-state area because we want to be with family. And we've been out on the road for, you know, the last two months. Right. But we're still going to be playing uh, super local. We're still be at the Grape Room and you can catch us at Harper's. And right. Shit like that. It's like, dude, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both yeah. ways. So uh, pretty interesting. You're sitting that- at home with the kids that you're going to the comedy club anyway in L.A. Yeah. You're not really sitting home with the kid. Right. If you're going to sit home with the kids, you're going to sit home with the kids. Right. There's no in between. you're doing these comedy sets, they're at night. Right. There, there's no in between there. There's there's no, okay, I'm going to sit home with the kids, but I'm only going to be at home with the kids from uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., but then after that, I'm going out. You know what I mean? Right. Then you're not home with the kids. You right. know what I mean? Right. You're, okay, what? You're, you're going to go, I guess, when they go to bed, you're going to put them to bed and go do comedy. Okay, fine, I guess. Yeah, I think you're cutting too much slack there. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to throw you a, bro- a bone there, Brendan. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's uh, how this works, Mario. It doesn't work on this show, not at all. All right, uh, we got the next clip. It says, how did this brain dead... <laughs> dude, I love Reddit, dude. I'm telling you, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Fighter and the Kid Reddit... You need some brain force, Brendan. Oh, he does, dude. I couldn't imagine Brendan on brain force. But anyway, uh, it says, how did this brain dead get a degree? It blows my mind. I'm from Europe. Even I learned about New England and never thought that never thought it was a state. So Brendan in this clip is going to. Uh, I thought it was a state. What a moron! Brendan is going to try to convince everybody that New England is a state. Wow! Let's wow. watch. Take look at his face here. Wow. This is how we, we do, do it. it. This dun, dun, is how Guys, this is how we do it. First of all, I want to thank. It's Wednesday morning. Wednesday. I want to thank everybody out there for telling me how great I look all the time. Okay. All right. Who so the hell's telling Brian County looks good all the time? Probably Brendan. Yeah. All right. Brendan Shop, going to try to convince everyone that New England in Massachusetts is a state. School sports. Oh Teaming up with Rough and Rowdy. That's their crazy, insane, entertaining fight league. And Barstool, uh, yeah. we're doing a Calabas fight companion with Joey Diaz, Theo Vaughn, and Rampage Jackson. And then also <clears throat> we'll be watching the Rough and Rowdy 19, which takes place in New England. Um, it says Rough and Rowdy 19, New England, but it says December 9th, Providence, Rhode Island. You're from the East Coast. Describe that to me, Casey. Yeah, Rhode Island's New England. Rhode Island. So it's not one thing that he tries to convince everyone that New England is a state, but now he's going to say Rhode Island is New England. Bro, you don't even need to have a college degree. Do you ever watch, like, fucking Family Guy? Like, no. At least least just, like, put on an episode of Family Guy. They're from Rhode Island. Right. They're from New England. Right. It's the area. It's not a state. It's like, sir, do you, have you ever looked at a map? My God, bro. And this is a touring comic. So, so you're telling me the New England Patriots play in Rhode Island, in in the state of New England, in the state of New England, Again. which is in Rhode Island. 
It's all sorts of fun. Yet the stadium's in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Right. In the New England area. Wow, this guy. Dude, you don't even have to go to college. Just, just study pop culture, and maybe you'll learn something. Brendan learning something, dude? I think that's a... Uh, Holy fuck. That's an oxymoron. Maybe you shouldn't be home with your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> They're going to be dumber. <laughs> oh, God. Holy oh, help fuck. Me. Help me. I need help. Let's continue. I don't think he realizes it. Oh, it says right here. Like the wheels are turning. Yeah, Providence. Explain that to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it to me. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Brandon needs explaining on now on why Rhode Island isn't in New England, the wow. state of New England. I'm watching all that process right now, like through his facial expression. Well, he relates to his PC. <laughs> it's just steam coming out of his ears. Because I thought Rhode Island was its own thing. It is a state, so the New England is made up of a few states. Oh, word. <laughs> oh, my question? God. I mean, I am. Uh, did you know that, Mark? The first for me. Bro, you're like next. Hey, how about you lay off the whiskey? Huh? Dude, listen. I'm going to pour one up right now because guess what? We're a show that we can handle our fucking whiskey. And we still know where uh, Rhode Island and New England fall on the we map. Go, we go from anywhere from four to six hour shows. And we've got a fifth of whiskey each. Yeah, essentially. I'm drinking a damn near fifth of bourbon myself here. How do you handle it, Mario? And, dude, you wouldn't even know I was drinking right now. No. I, I mean, I'm drinking tell. little baby drinks, but... But even still. Four, five, six hours of these like shots, basically, is what, is what it's worth. Right. Shit adds up. And you're not getting confused that, uh, uh, I don't know, let's say... Come uh, on, bro. Let's say, uh, what, uh, Cherry Hill? Is that its own province? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, That's like I, saying South Jersey and North Jersey are two separate two states. Separate, yeah, right, right. Give Come on, dumbass. Dude, spend, you're a next level stupid, dude. Go spend more time with your kids, dude. Wow. All right, this next clip simply reads, as a comic, you can be taken out of complete context. Just joking about being rich as shit, B. Oh, you thought they were serious, question mark. Bonus, I don't watch my own stuff. I can't stand myself. All right, so let's see what this clip is all about. This Week in Shop, on this week's edition of the Shopping Blog. There it is. All right, let's watch. We're, you know what the, my thing is, though? We're all a little older, aren't we, B? Yes, we are. A little more mature. We have our 10,000 hours under our belt. Like, I'll go back. Sometimes there'll be a clip. You know, I don't watch my old shit. I can't stand myself. But I'll Me watch too. the old clips. I'll see it. I hate when people say that. Oh, I watch my old shit and I can't stand it. Now, granted, I've said something similar to that in the past where it's like I watch the old shit, but it's not that I can't stand it. It's just that the production wasn't there. Look, it's understandable to look around at the set and the production that you have now. And go back two years ago to when we started and be like, you know what? These shows are don't compare compared to what we're doing now. And that's mainly from what I'm a production standpoint. Right. However, I feel like from a content standpoint, what we do on this show has always been there. The right. chemistry between all of us on the show has always been there. Right. The content's always been there. So it's like, bro, you have to start somewhere. Right. But you don't he, just walk into this like this. What he's saying is he doesn't even. He doesn't like the shit he says. Well, at least we agree on something, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> at least you can acknowledge 
And I mean, quite frankly, your new shit ain't much better. No. But at least we can agree on something. Oh, See that common ground? That's a, a wild. That's the theme the of today's I show. Said, I'm a wild boy. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm a wild boy. The shit uh, I say. Well, because he's comparing to like the shit he says in the past, and why he doesn't like his shit is because it's edgy. If you know Brendan Shop, you know he's not edgy. The thing he is the least is edgy. He's not edgy. He's the safest one. He might be the dumbest one. I don't know. Always the dumbest. That's for sure. But it's it's unreal, dude. It's like you're gonna sit here. I'm trying to of all the comics we cover, though. He might be the safest in terms of just pure pure content of his of his comedy. Yeah, I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking you might be right. Cause like think about it. we we so we cover what Rogan, Mark Norman, Mark Norman, Sam Tripoli, Sam, Ari Shafir, Sam Morell, Sam Morell, Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Tom Segura. We've done Bill Burr. Bill Burr, Brian Callen. Brian Callen. Dave Chappelle. Maybe Brian Callen's about, I would say him. They're him, on equal footing. Him and, him and Brandon yeah. are equally. Chappelle. Yeah. You said. Um, I think we did Chris Rock. Chris Rock. We did Chris Stefano. So. Is that, is that everybody? We've probably done a few more. Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings, yeah. Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. I, I would say they're the safest. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Annie Lederman. In terms of just pure content, they have to be, to me, the most vanilla. But no, Brendan's going to describe to you how he is a wild boy. Wild boy. A wild, some of the shit I said, I'm a wild boy. Oh, yeah. I can't. Wild. I can't. You disagree? I can't, dude. I love to argue. Can you go back to that that card? I I love to argue, and then also, I like to get silly, but then, especially back then, I wasn't known as a comic, so me getting silly? Yep. People would take serious. Yep. So you remember when you and I would always go, I'm rich as shit. Yep. In hindsight, we were not rich as shit. No. And but then, it was uh, funny to say because yes. we we're having success. And some people are like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I, oh, you yeah. think we're serious. You it's can, all no. context. Yes. As a comic, you can get taken out of complete oh, yeah. context. Uh, yeah. Now. So we hear Brendan Schaub describe he was silly and he's a wild boy. He's, and he's silly and spontaneous. He's silly. Watch him again describe how silly he is. But do you remember that when I said, you say something, I'll show up at your fucking house. And I was about to say, and I'll fuck you up. Remember? Yeah. But Joe didn't get it. So Joe goes, so you know what? They're, they're talking about Joe Rogan. Now, we all know Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan, uh, sometimes jokes can fly over Joe Rogan's bald head, right? Sometimes it's just, you know, Joe for, Rogan. For being a comedian, it yeah, does happen often. He's very dry sometimes. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's very matter of fact, too. That's the yes, problem. Yes. He takes everything literally. Um, there's like two percent of the time where he like can let jokes fly. Um, so these guys are gonna kind of talk a little shit behind Rogan's back, which is pretty interesting. So let's Ooh, watch. Ballsy. And Brendan, of course, being silly. He's so silly. He's so silly. So wild and so, silly. It's a wild boy. <laughs> dude, you say that stuff. That's toxic. The people around you. I'm like, hey, hey, dude, what the fuck? I, I was I was in the middle of a bit. And you're taking me seriously. Yes, sometimes Rogan. Can- now they play it and they're like, he, they straighten up tough guy Brian Callen. Hey, fuckos. <laughs> I was in the middle of a bit and I got stopped. Well, because some, some, Rogan's one of the comics. So he'll be in a silly mood. You know, Rogan gets Yeah, but sometimes. But some, most of the time. Yeah, he's serious. He's not silly he's like we attack. are. Like, you and I are silly. Right. Me oh, and yeah. Theo are super silly. Super silly. Oh, uh, so silly. The you silliest. guys are so silly. You and Chris are over the top. There's a couple silly, of silly sausages. But it's a language. And then sometimes Rogan's the first comic 
Where, because I thought I had to be, because you know the relationship between you and Chris, it's so silly, so funny. Yeah, so si- it's so silly, guys. God, this is so silly. They're just the, the silliest. silliest, the silliest gooses in the whole fucking flock. <laughs> Dude, this is like twelve times he's said the word silly. I don't think anything is that silly. I don't even know what the word silly even means. This anymore. clip is silly, bro. You ever say a word so many times it like starts to lose its meaning? It starts to like not even sound like a word. A word, like that's what silly, silly. is becoming. Silly. What is a silly? Silly. Silly, silly. what? Silly. What is a silly? Can you use that word in a sentence, please? Uh, I'm so silly. I'm so- <laughs> Apparently, Brendan Schaub is the silliest. Brendan Schaub is silly. Doing bits for Still, each other. Always, nobody's, listen- when nobody's listening. It's the funniest thing in the world, and you're yeah. doing it for each other. And I, because, you know, you brought me into comedy. And so when I, that was the only in, in interaction I would see. I'm like, oh, that's how you have to act with these guys. It's yeah. not my, I'll get silly, especially if I know you with you. But if I, I don't can. know you, I'm a little more reserved yeah. or I'll just talk to you. Sure. But I thought it was like that way. And then I remember I came to the comedy store and you guys were doing your thing and I was jumping into it. And Rogan's like, can't come here. He's like, you're like me, man. He's like, you don't have to do that. He's like, don't talk about do Rogan. That bullshit. That stupid, silly shit all the time. He's silly. like, that's not you. I was like, really? He's like, no. Yeah. Like, you're like me. I was like, oh, yeah. Is Rogan like, oh. saying that? But I'm, I'm well, like, he's I'm, just not I'm like between with it. I'm like, he's not good at that. I'm like between Rogan and Brian. You know, I'm like in the middle. Yeah. I like to eat silly sometimes. Yeah, oh, you yeah, like, silly. you like a lot. Oh, dude. Yeah. Joe's not comfortable in that, so he gets a little off kilter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, would you say that to Rogan's face? That's like Rogan. That, that's Rogan's way of saying, "Cut the bullshit. You're not fucking funny." Right. That's like the nice way. You sound like a fucking moron. But would they even say that to Rogan's face? No. No. They would suck his fucking balls. No, they would not say that to him. Shaft and L. But they're just so silly. So silly. It's convenient we can name drop Rogan. Yeah, but, and then talk shit about him. Right. But you and wouldn't say it to his you fucking face. You would not face. say that to his face. Why don't you, hey, <laughs> say it to my fucking face. Hey, hey Brendan, say, say it to Rogan's face. Of course not. What if Rogan? What if Rogan actually put out like a uh, response and he was like, "Yo, Brandon, say it to my fucking face. Say it to my fucking face, Brandon." <laughs> no, that's silly. That's silly. Uh, All right, uh, let's see. I like it. We have three more clips of this weekend shop, and then, uh, let's see. Are we gonna do the Rogan? I don't know. I might scratch Rogan because we have two podcasts left to get to. And we've been streaming for a while. Well, at least we covered Rogan on this segment, so we yeah. got our Rogan fix for the week. I'm going to X Rogan here and get uh, three more clips of Brian. I was going to call him Brian Shaw and Brendan Callen, dude. <laughs> They're Brandon. so silly. <laughs> it's just so silly putting their names together like that. How silly are no, you, John? I'm the silliest. I'm just the silliest so boy. Silly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brendan wearing a fucking a witch hat on Thanksgiving. Sir. <laughs> Do you know what holiday this is, sir? Halloween was a month ago. <laughs> and look at dude. Look at Chris and Eric. They're like, what a fucking moron. Chris is He's like, like, I'm just being silly. I'm wearing yeah. my silly hat. I'm wearing this my silly hat. It's the silly hour. I'm the silliest. No, it's not the silly hour. It's the golden hour. Oh, you stole the fucking name. <laughs> We're never going to let you live that down. That clip is doing extremely well on YouTube, by the way. That's right. Spread the word. These guys are thieves. 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 Heathens. 
All right, Brendan Schaub. I forget what this clip is about, so let's just roll it because I know it's fucking good. The show, I have so much fun with you guys. And I love you guys. Oh, uh, okay. It's a pilgrim. You know I, 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 say too, I am thankful, too, for this, being a part of this. But I want to say, too, I'm thankful you don't get enough credit. The most hated man in the business sometimes. Oh, there it is, dude. <laughs> no one ever wants to be referred to as the most hated man. You don't get enough credit. You are... Suck. <laughs> you suck. Everybody fucking hates you, but you still show up anyway. <laughs> and that's like... I, th I personally think you're fucking trash, but you're here. So props. I feel this. Brendan Schaub. Yeah, my feelings. And I want to say uh, <laughs> that, you know. I mean, there's, uh, there's more, but, yeah, you know, there's no, others. I, I mean, I feel like, like Kanye right now is more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're like yeah. neck and neck. I know. <laughs> it goes Kanye, me, Kyrie. Oh, uh, he just compared himself to Kanye uh, West and Kyrie Irving. Brendan Schaub. Think about that, big three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking my talents to the golden hour. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> People don't know is that you really are a sweetheart. The show, I have so much. All right, so that's Eric Griffin describing how Brennan Schaub is the most hated man, maybe not in the business, but definitely on the internet for sure. All right, now this clip uh, I have for everybody was actually a clip that I uh, pinpointed out uh, yesterday. So the Golden Hour comes out every Friday. So Brennan Schaub, Chris D'Elia, and Eric Griffin, they've been posting, uh, you know, every Friday. This is the rebrand of The King and the Sting. And uh, this is Brendan getting a little salty over Theo Vaughn. Now, last week, I remember, you remember us covering Mario, uh, how Theo was at UFC with Jared Leto. Yes. And Brendan caught wind of this, and we didn't really get a reaction. Well, we did, because uh, Brendan did the fight companion with Eric and Chris, and you remember Chris D'Elia walking off, and Eric kind of just checking out, and he was looking on his phone, just checked out of the conversation. <coughs> so we're going to actually hear a direct response from Brendan now. Uh, Eric is going to bring up that how, you know, he got in touch with Theo. And I actually posted this clip on Reddit. And as of just recently, this was sitting at about 23,000 views. All so right. Thank you guys at Reddit for checking us out. Hell yeah. Hopefully you guys made your way over here to the YouTube channel and hanging out with us right now. All right, so let's watch Brendan become very, very salty at Theo. Oh, you know wow. this fucking hurts for him to have to watch oh, this. It pains him to fucking have to watch this, dude. Because you know, if, would, if given the opportunity, dude, he would be right there dude, next to Jared. Dude, kill to be in Theo's seat right now. But Theo, dude, Theo made the smart move to, to you know, distance himself away from Brendan because he realized how much hate Brendan was getting. He said, this is a silly motherfucker. This I is a silly it. motherfucker. I gotta get away from this guy. But Theo positioned himself to be, you know, because people like Theo, man. People really like Theo. Maybe we'll go over a Theo clip maybe sometime in the future. But for now, uh, all I can really say is Theo... It's hard to hate Theo. Theo's one of them ones. But it was easy, you know, to make fun of Theo for pairing up with Brendan for all these years. But now that he distanced himself uh, from Brendan. Guilt by association. Right. But now I think his career is, you know, is going to be nothing but up from this point on. So let's watch uh, Brendan get a little uh, silly and salty with uh, about Theo and Jared. Let's watch. would love to do that. We'll talk. We'll get, Ro we'll get Rogan's tickets Set too. It up! We'll be in the back and you're like this. I talked to Theo. You're going to look like Mark oh, I Zuckerberg. To Theo. I talked to Theo and I was like, what's up with you and Jared Leto? <laughs> yes. What'd he say? Are they, you know, he are they like, fucking? Are they fucking? He are said. They fucking? You're mad. That, that's the best, dude. When you go up to somebody and like they're not mad, but like you're like, you're mad. You know what I mean? Why you're you mad. Why are you, you mad? mad? Like, bro, I'm not fucking mad. What bro. are you talking about? 
Case in point. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You so know, like, you know, man. <laughs> he didn't want to get. He didn't want to get into detail. What do you mean? He, there's a picture with him or something? He was at the UFC event. Jared Leto's like three seats down. Oh, so three, three seats ass. down. So you heard that, right? I should probably take a look at that picture again. Remember that three seats down. Okay. okay. Oh, look at them. Not to be confused with three doors down. Great band, He's underrated band Leto. from the 2000s. And there's the picture. Sitting next to each other. That, By the way, Thea rocking an amazing mullet. Yeah, good dude. Holy hey, shit. You're rocking a mullet in 2022 and you're making it work? Bro. Get this man some pit viper glasses, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a look. I mean, but th- Mario, does this look like three seats down to you? No. He's sitting right next to Morbius himself. The Dr. Joker himself. Dr. Michael Morbius. That's right. Lead singer of another underrated band, 30 Seconds to Mars. And there it is. All right, let's continue. And some fly ass jacket. Oh, look at them. He's and look, dude. He's like. So you know, Brandon sees this. He's he's getting upset. Let's see what he says about them next. Next, I feel like he's got something to say. Wow. Boy, Theo's hair is getting as long as Jared Leto's. Th- those oh, look like, like two wait. transgender men. Ooh. Oh, that's not good, dude. Twenty twenty two. That's a low blow. That's a low blow. That's a low blow. That 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 tells me one thing. Tells me you're you're upset. You're you're really upset. Is that a? <laughs> that, they look is like a, a couple. Is that a perm mullet? They look like a couple. Okay, so Brendan visibly upset over Theo, and you know maybe the internet's new power couple in Theo and Jared Leto. I don't know. Hey, more power to him. More power, dude. All right, uh, in the last clip. So I found this clip and it reads Theo Vaughn exposes Brendan Shop. And this is from the YouTube channel T F A T K, the fighter and the kid. But it's not the fighter and the kid. Now you could see I commented on the post. Amazing work. Someone said thanks. I like that. Never seen it. Okay, that's a Brendan Shop reference because that's how he says seen it. And it it that's how you spell seen it. But uh, 16 likes. Okay, I'll take it. But let's watch this. So this is what? A Fighter and the Kid like parody account? Sort of, kind of. Or, like co- or, like, or like a coverage. Like they cover. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so let's watch. Uh, this is th- this guy's uh, at the Fighter and the Kid. Not the actual Fighter and the Kid. But TFATK's YouTube channel making this beautiful edit. Mario, sit back and enjoy. I got my drink ready. Let's roll that clip. All right, so in this video clip, you're going to see Theo Vaughn exposes Brendan Schaub for getting his bunghole violated at an Asian massage parlor. Oh! Wow. Okay. So now you know the context. Okay. Let's see how it unfolds. <laughs> okay. Otherwise known as the rub and tug. Rub and tug. Cheers rub and tug. <laughs> tug. Cheers to that. But here's the weird thing. One, one of my friends who... One of my friends. Oh, who's a big podcaster, told big me podcaster. that he does it, and he lays on his back and gets it like that. Okay. So he's describing one of his friends, big podcaster, lays on his back and gets a rub and tug. Now, when you're laying on your back, that's usually the signal, the rub and tug, that you're paying a little extra for the happy end. Right. But up until this point, you don't know if it's Brendan Shaw. Right. They, they they happen to show Brendan Schaub in this clip. But okay. we, don't, we don't know that. Yeah, that's a little... Uh, you people listening on Spotify, you wouldn't have known that until we said something. It's a little misleading. It's misleading. Right? It's, so, it's vague. It's vague. So, watch how uh, the guy at TFATK 
ties this all in a knot. Let's watch. Puts his legs up. Expose this man. I couldn't even get him finish. out of our community. I couldn't even get him out of our community. <laughs> you don't need guys like this. That's a predator. God, it just broke my heart. That he got his assy legs he said up. He held his legs like that. It was just a <laughs> lot. It was a lot for me to just take on. <laughs> it's a lot. And now here's the evidence. And the evidence. Wait, so. So Brendan Shaw lays on his back to get a happy ending. Well, it could be anyone. Up until this point, could the, be anybody. Could be Joe Rogan. For friend. All Friend of Theo. Right. Big lays podcaster. on his back to get big podcaster. Big, big podcaster. He's a big podcaster. He podcasts, does great business, great shows, great big podcaster. He's silly. <laughs> He's very silly, very spontaneous. He's at the rub and tug, and he lifts his legs, exposing his, his bunghole. <laughs> bunghole, yo. His bunghole. Bunghole, yo. <laughs> Um, all right, so here's the evidence that is going to be laid out by TFATK YouTube channel. Now, there is a thing called Rubmax, rug, rub, rubmaps.com. Rubmaps.com. Rubmaps. Yeah, it's, rub it's an app. Okay. That's a code word, though. For, oh, it is? You've been here before? Because you know oh, the, oh, really? the deal. Oh, oh got you. Got you know you're going to play with that booty hole. <laughs> okay. Going, yeah, you really got to get in that ass. Put the kid down at 730. Masseuse comes over at 8. Hot Asian lady come over, jack me off in front of the family. You know. Oh my God, dude! Brendan Shop caught going to Robin Tugs. Oh! Wow! Whoa! Brace yourselves. It gets better. It gets worse for Shop, but it gets better for us. Wow! Let's continue. Get on all fours. I get on all fours. He gets on all fours. Belt me like a cow. They well, jack that's me off on disgusting. And put their digits in my asshole. I have another one put her fingers in my ass. I'll get on all fours, man. They'll <laughs> jack me off like a, the milk in a cow. <laughs> um, yeah, seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five bucks. Wow. Seventy-five he gets, smacks. He gets the full experience of getting jacked off, milked like a cow, like a cow, fingers up the butt. Gets however many digits right up the butt. Wow, it's amazing. It's Seventy-five dollars, you get all that. Like some sort of creep. Yeah, I see, I see. You know, the confidence Brendan Job has when talking about getting a rub and tug is far greater than any little tidbit of MMA information he oh, said. Oh, but he's just so silly. He's so silly. He's just being silly. In any podcast that he's ever done, Bapa is kind of like Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about the universe when it comes to that shit. He's oh my God. got a PhD <laughs> in rub and tugs wow. and a few butt plugs. Got a wow. question for you homeless cats. Is Brendan Job undeniably the best worst use of your time ever yes yes Baba that's has a fact. to be the grossest human we've ever come across yes! in our life oh gross milking gross. me like a cow fuck Milk i feel it. sick now yes! i mean of course brendan sticks his legs straight up in the fucking air yes! just like a baby getting his diaper changed oh! pull his hammies and tap out <laughs> i get my ass ate seven times a week yes! i typically assume that everything theo vaughn says wow. comes from a fever dream but this seems 100 ah! legit i feel so oh! bad for the women that have to deal with brendan's disgusting unsanitary oh ass. God. I mean, especially after he started the carnivore diet. 
put the kid down at 7 30 masseuse comes over at eight hot asian lady come over jack me off in front of the family you know what I'm i'll get on all fours they'll milk me like a cow they'll well, jack that's me off on disgusting. Four and put their digits in my asshole i have another one put her fingers in my in front he said in front oh my god in oh my why put why his kids are in the other room dude oh fucking silly motherfucker dude wow what a silly willy Wow, guys, this week in Shab has not disappointed, ladies and gentlemen. This might be the most fucked up this week in Shab yet. Brendan and Shab caught. Going Brendan Shab does not have a PhD, but he has a PhD in rub and tugs. Yes, he does. Wow, wow, dude. Does his wife know about this? Wow, man. Holy shit. Unreal. Unreal is right. I think this will make it to a clip segment and post it on Reddit. I think the Redditors are really uh, the Redditors appreciate are ready. this. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they probably know about this already, but I think they would appreciate us exposing the fact uh, that Brendan is getting Robin tugs, dude. Uh, it's one thing to get Robin tugs. I, you know, every man has its needs, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, you're married with kids, bro. It's like your wife, you know, like. What does she feel about this? Yeah. How does, yeah. Have you told your wife? How this? does your wife feel that you stick your legs up in the air like a baby getting their diaper changed? With digits up. And you're getting milked with digits up your bunghole. Now, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should, you know, pass this clip along to his. Or he just, or she, oh, he's just being silly. He's just a silly he's guy. He's just being silly. Going she, to the silly rubbing She dog. has to be silly for fucking still with him, dude. But Ugh. he's got, he's got the coin, dude. That's he, right. You know what I mean? So, you know, say what you want. Kudos to Theo Vaughn for, uh, Getting away. Absolutely, man. All right. So we got two podcasts to cover here, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, tonight's episode. We got The Fighter and the Kid. More Brendan Schaub. We love it. We are the official Brendan Schaub hate channel here over on YouTube. This is a Brendan Schaub triple feature today. Triple feature, man. Yes. Uh, you know, come over uh, to In the Paint and win by two over on YouTube. And for just 10 cents, it's like in the old 50s uh, movies. You go to a movie for uh, 10 cents. You get an ice cream cone and three fucking features. Yeah, dude. You get the uh, the monster movie double feature they used to do back. Just make sure uh, when you're talking into that mic, you're talking like... Hello, hello. You, well, you project because I got noise gates on. So, like, if you go back like this, stop talking. See what I'm saying? So, you know what it is? I'm a big booming voice, but I, so I'm like, all right, if I lean back and just keep talking, I'm good. But I have to, like, really push it. From back there, you got to project it. Right. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's do the fighter and the kid. Uh, we got the fighter. <laughs> I'm just reading this first clip. Uh, the fighter and the kid, we're going to jump to 238. And uh, this is Brendan's Tiger Thick Whiskey, which we're, I think we're going to sample. Before the holiday, I think I'm, I'm going to buy one of his uh, whiskeys. Well, his, his whiskey, the Tiger Thick, and we're going to sample it live on the show. Um, but we're going to watch. He has a discount he's going to be doing for Black Friday. Now, Mario, would you venture to guess how much of a discount he would be doing on Black Friday? Let's say at minimum 20% off. Okay. So maybe for, for 80 bucks, you're you're saying what? Maybe like like 10, 15 bucks off? Right. Maybe 20 bucks off. So maybe get it for like 60, 70 bucks. Right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let's watch how much uh, Brandon Shop is going to be discounting his Tiger Thick Whiskey this holiday season. 
let's, let's let the intro play. Kind of sad how I know that. It's like their intros are actually kind of cool. I'm not even gonna lie. If they would just cut it here, that's all we need. Yeah. This is don't the talk. Po- this is the podcast. Don't fucking talk. This is really the fighter, the fighter and the, and the kid. kid. We're out. All right, so 238, uh, Brendan's big discount this holiday season. Let's watch. Yeah, what we do is we get these customers that obsess, and they order more than one, more than two. So it just depends on what kind of business model. Yeah, I think quality over instead of mass produce. Yeah, so that's always. like with our whiskey, it's a higher price point. So like that uh, Bourbon Outfitters, who's our only distributor online, uh-huh. he sent us the numbers last week because we're doing, because I was like, oh, Black Friday's coming up. What are we doing for the discount? And he's like, oh, we don't discount Tiger Thick. He's too high end of a whiskey. Yeah. He's like, have you ever seen like Pappies or any of these other high? Yeah, end? you don't. You don't he discount. Goes, he goes, you don't discount. I go, we gotta do something. Otherwise, what's the narrative nope. on the Black Friday? He goes, Apple doesn't do, have discounts. Well, yeah, he was like, we can do five dollars off shipping. Five dollars off shipping. <laughs> what's the goddamn shipping? Ten dollars at least. Yeah, but like seven fifty. Jesus Christ. So uh, this holiday season, you're going to try to buy uh, you or your significant other or your family members uh, a bottle of Tiger Thick. You're thinking you're going to get a discount, but no, you're going to get $5 off shipping. Go to your local liquor store. Support them. You can find some top shelf shit that's probably just as good, if not better. All right, we're going to go to the next uh, clip. The holidays are here. The boys are queer. Let's watch. Mm, Now, living. Are you um, excited for Thanksgiving? uh, I like Thanksgiving. I like it's less effort. Um, my my girl loves Christmas, so Christmas music is already playing, and is there the are tree candles. Already up? Yep, trees up, candles are burning, and all that stuff. Because usually, now, usually it's uh, the day after Thanksgiving is the traditional when you're supposed to put the tree up. Yeah, but like, apparently there's some new hype where people are starting it way earlier. Like my girl put ours up two weeks ago. Let's be honest. If you and I were gay and we lived together, we wouldn't have a tree. Bro. Oh, I, no, we'd have a tree. Really? No, I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have to. We'd, oh, we do Elf on the Shelf. <gasps> you find it, I lick your butt. Oh, my God. You think, you think they both had their legs up in the air milking each other? I think so, dude. Just got exposed. I think so. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Uh... This is a, just a, a, a. If this is a bit, dude, it's a weird fucking bit, dude. I would never joke around with you, Mario. Be like, Elf on the Shelf. I'm so silly. I'm going to lick your butt. Just being silly with our tree just being, and our Elf on the yeah, Shelf. So silly. It's like, you know, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? Too far. Too and far. As you can see, Brendan uh, Schaub's new merch line, uh, the thick jerseys have dropped. Those ugly Padres colors? Yeah. And it, it, the white color we seen uh, earlier. Fuck them, dude. Let's keep watching. And then we'd have our little... We, we adopt... Brian takes this too far, by the way. Kids are just have a oh, bunch of... Dog. Brian, you still wearing the flip-flops. Still wearing the toe holds. Rocking the, rocking the thong flip-flops. Those are some crusty-looking feet if I've ever seen Wow, look at them. Oh. Wow. Looking pasty. Holy shit. Lucky dogs. Mm, would we be cat or dog we'd guys? Be, we'd, be, we'd be dog guys. We'd be bird guys. Speaking of dogs... Big gay bird guys. Fucking big gay toucans. Yeah. And fucking... Hyacinth? You ever seen what a hyacinth? Bring up hyacinth. Brian takes this bit way too far. 
Wait, I'm sorry, sir, but you might be on the verge of being gay, sir. But uh, 50, uh, we're going to go to 15 minutes here. We're, we're just going to cruise right along here. Uh, this is called The Headlock Bit Gone Wrong. Let's watch. And he's like, let go, he let go, and she was dead. Oh, he literally God. held it for like four minutes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, not good. That's not fun to die that way. I'll do it to you right now. That's the bummer. No, I know what to do in a headlock. Sure, sure, sure. What? You do nothing. Excuse me? You do nothing. In a headlock. <laughs> I know exactly what to do. Okay. I don't sit there like a fucking... What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Step behind you and fucking sit you down do on your it. stupid do ass. It. Do it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then... You want to try that and see how it goes? I'd, no problem doing that. Okay. Stand up. You're going to let me put you in know, an actual headlock. Daddy's going to apply pressure. Huh? Huh? So mind you, we are doing a podcast. This isn't a wrestling event. This isn't a MMA event. No. This is a podcast. Right. Watch what they do. What? You seem a little hesitant now. First of all, what makes you think you can I, get me in a headlock? No, you just said I could get you in a You said I can do that. You can Coffee! Get me. Oh. I stab here. Die. I stab here throat. and I go and I go like this and this is the last thing I go I love your kids for you. No! Oh, Brian bombing, dude. Just kiss him, bro. Yeah, you might as well just, just kiss. kiss him, bro. It's all right. You put me in a headlock? Now watch. They're doing a podcast. I mean, well, how to get out? Well, because you don't know the technique. Well, They're both standing here. up. I'm here. Well, hold Brandon on. No, puts hold, Brian in a headlock. Hand, That's not yeah. really a headlock, right? So daddy's going to be here, right? Yeah. And then you're probably going to... The, the best thing you do is a takedown here. Yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. You could run me forward because I... I so mind you, we started this clip at 15 minutes. In order for me to base out, because then I'm one hand, so I base out. Yeah, and now I'm here. And now you can go behind him and milk him. Yeah. Put your finger in his butthole. I do is I suplex you. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is all this clip needs is. Dude, just a Brazzers logo right at the bottom. Yeah. Suplex you, right? You're hand fighting now? Don't hand fight. Pop, pop, pop. Because that's what I do that. I take your girl and your kids. What? Busy. There it is again. Hand drag. This is a problem for you. This is a two-on-one here. That's a guys. That's a Russian two-on-one because I'm going to do this. Bop. And then bop. And then bop. Whoa. Hey. See that? See that little shimmy there? Yeah, but you just, you run him forward. I, I, sometimes you can step behind though and sit him, can't you? No, why would you pull him on top of you? No, you don't want to sit. Yeah. And then he can still have the headlock. You Unless he's just an idiot wants to hang under the head, which it would be stupid. He's gonna have to base out. So if I'm here, look if here it goes again. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pinch you and run. So you have this is the content that these guys are delivering to their fan base on a weekly oh boy. basis. Pretty bad. Have to base You're out. So strong. God damn it. Go ahead. Hold on. Oh. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> See? I know I'm running down here. My neck is on this chair. I know. Maybe we head. should start like going to break at this show and just clear out the middle here with the cameras and just box. And just box, yeah. Fuck it. Because that's what a podcast constitutes as, you know what I mean? Right. You don't have to be good. You don't have to talk about anything substantial. You don't have to even fucking talk at all. You could just fucking wrestle. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, <laughs> this has been one weird episode, I will say. Oh, you had my neck on that. Yeah, but that'd be so the look, ground. Now they're regrouping, okay, getting their... And that's, that's the lesson yeah. today. I don't like that you can pull my hips. Let me come over for Thanksgiving. I don't okay, so 1741, that bit lasted two, almost three minutes long of their podcast, which is only an hour and 15 minutes, and mind you, about 10 minutes of that are ads. 
Again, another podcast that just does everything but podcast. Everything but. And shit was getting a little weird. A little too silly. A little too silly. Uh, we're going to move on 2715. This is pretty interesting. Mark is going to admit that they're not moving merch and also thinks people from Wisconsin are cheap. Let's Ooh, watch. That's you so motherfucker. Funny. You're 11 years old. That's so funny. It's silly. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. enjoy some whiskey, dude. Enjoy some whiskey. I love it. Yeah. We, we can't send enough cases at the show. It's the first thing that sells out. How, it's crazy, huh, Mark? It's good whiskey. It's yeah, nuts, people man. are buying it. It's nah, not. It's even when they don't buy the merch, because Wisconsin people are cheap. Whoa! Mark admitting that the merch isn't moving. Not moving. Nobody wants it. I, and I, listen, who, I'll who, buy whiskey because whiskey. At least I get fucked up. At least up. I get something. Yeah, at least I get something out of it. I get fucked up. I don't want to wear a Brendan Schaub T-shirt. Maybe we should order uh, some thick boy merch and wear it on next week's show. Jesus Christ! We'll just complete the whole uh, Brendan Schaub fan club look. Yeah. I mean, we are just the, go full tilt. We are the Brendan Schaub fucking hate show here. I say we just go all out. Yeah, you want to? Fuck it. I mean, I, I mean, I do like that Jordan jersey, Mario, but it's not a thick boy it's, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not silly. I'm enough. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> just not silly, dude. Not silly enough. But Mark, yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. Admitting, first of all, admitting that you're not moving merch. Okay, it's one thing, but now you're gonna call the people from Wisconsin cheap. I think the people from Wisconsin stand up and riot. Uh, hey, if you're listening from Wisconsin, we love you here on In the Paint. We do love you. And you're not cheap. Although we, we are coming for your Packers this week. That we are. However, we still love you guys. We still do love you. Thanks for tuning in. We still do love you. And we would never call anybody from... I mean, yeah, people are cheap in general, but you don't have to make a direct call out to the people of Wisconsin. I think the people of Wisconsin should fucking boycott this shit. Cheap? They're smart. They're Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They voted with their wallets and told you all you need to know. They bought all the whiskey because it's the only way to get through half this fucking set. Right. It's good whiskey. It's yeah, nuts, people man. are buying it. It's nah, not. It's even when they don't buy the merch because Wisconsin people are cheap. I love it. Wow, whiskey. It, I didn't tell it. Whiskey. All right, so the next clip is 3350. Now, this is another clip I had posted on Reddit that is close to 30,000 views. All right. Shout out to Reddit. 3350 and Brendan is going to get the boy wonder confused with Robin Hood. Now, Mario, you know Robin Hood, correct? Yes. Do you know what Robin Hood is famous for? Robin Hood is famous for stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Correct. Now, do you know the boy wonder? The boy wonder is Robin, the right. boy wonder, sidekick to my favorite hero, Batman. Okay, so you clearly know the difference of the two. Absolutely. Okay, and I think Reddit, uh, you know, is on our side again. Uh. And just completely shitting on Brendan Schaub for not knowing the difference. Now let's As watch. they should. Watch, watch how this trans transpires, I guess. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. Watch how this unfolds. That's the word I was looking for. All right, let's watch. Transpires works through that. Not that smart. He just got fucking... Well, no, you're going to get, you're not going to, yeah. nobody beats the government. Yeah. Never. Also, they have, we haven't heard of No one beats the government ever talking about, you know, different schemes, but people always get caught doing schemes against the government. Okay. We get it. Okay. Watch. Can't it. be this much of a fucking crook, but it's amazing. Like, it's amazing that the, that, that he was giving to so many of these. Well, the, that's the, that's the, that's the Pablo Escobar thing. That's a Pablo Escobar thing, okay. okay. Uh, El Chapo, they give back communities. Give back to their communities. Like, oh, they're like favorable they're, access. They're like Robin. They're, they're, they're so yeah, great. You, you have know? favorable access. Oh, they're like. Uh, they're like Robin. 
Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Did you forget the hood? In yeah, you that? forgot to say Robin Hood. Watch again. That's Crazy. the that's the Pablo Escobar thing and the El. And this clip, by the way, I have I mentioned it's called Shab Shabism of the Day. This is the Shabism of the Day, sponsored by the Chopping Block. The Chopping Block and Jim Beam Bourbon. Chopper to give back <laughs> and Brain Force. Communities are so like, oh, they're like favorable they're, access. They're like Robin. They're, they're, they're so yeah, great. You, you have know? favorable access. And he's so serious about it, too. You know what I mean? Like in his head, like he's, it makes sense. Yeah, he's like, I made a great analogy. I'm the best podcast. I'm just the silliest podcaster ever. Holy fuck. All right, 30. We got two more clips left from this show, and then we got two bears, one cave, and then that is going to do it for us. But What a dunsky, this guy. We're going to uh, have on 37 minutes, which is a little small one, but Brian is going to be caught lying. And Brendan's going to call him out. Let's watch. But also, that's complicated too. Like I'm religious, so I'm I'm uneasy about it. But Brian claiming that he's religious. Okay, I'm definitely hey. pro-choice. You're not religious. Uh, when's that time I went to church? What? Hey. So when you're doing a headlock, you're not religious. when you're doing a headlock. No, 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 no. Nice try. Whoa! Ooh. It's pretty bad when Brendan Shop calls you out for lying. Yeah, it's bad. You know we we. We forget, dude, because we there's so much of our attention and focus on Brendan that we f- sometimes forget about Brian. Brian he gets is away just, with a murder. He gets away with because a lot, he's dude. co-host with Brendan. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, Brian is it's just bad. as big of a fucking scumbag. The two of them are just fucking meatheads, dude. Dude, no, well, he's not really a meathead. But I mean, just I and Brendan's physically a meathead, and Brian wants to be a meathead. He he's mentally a meathead. Yeah. But unreal, dude. Brian caught lying Brendan Shop out of all people calling Un-fucking him out. Fucking believable. But then also when it comes to abortion, I'm not right. right I'm, I'm women's choice. Yeah, me too. But also that's complicated too. Like I'm religious, so I'm I'm, I'm uneasy about it. But I'm definitely hey. pro-choice. You're not religious. Uh, when's that time I went to church? What? Hey. So when you're doing a headlock, you're not religious. when you're doing a headlock, no, 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 and immediately tries to change the subject. Yeah, hey, I got to deflect, deflect, deflect. All right, last clip of the show. Brian and Chin are going to get into a little bit of a heated argument here, defending Harvey Weinstein. Um, Yikes. Brian, this hits Not clo- someone you want to defend. Well, this hits close to home <laughs> for Brian because Brian was obviously accused of Me Tooing, and he was in that whole Me Too movement. Uh, so Brian is going to, you know, feel some type of way when talking about the Me Too movement. So let's watch what happens. And Brian and Shin getting into a little argument. Uh, audition after the show today, right? And I tell you guys, I'm like, you know, I've heard he sleeps with them and the women he sleep with, they give him the part. So, and you guys go, are you going to do it? I'm like, well, I'll see how it goes, maybe. And I have that in my, you know, I'm like, I give him whatever. I suck him off. He gives me a, a gig in a yeah. big movie. And then I get there. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And then he rapes me. If he rapes you, though. And that's what he did to her. Chin, yeah, no, okay. don't defend Harvey I'm Weinstein I'm not defending him. Way. I told you. And don't call questions I told on you he's a piece of shit. But, but, I told but you. stop with this argument. Stop. I understand what no, you're no, saying no. in general. Don't use him as an example. Maybe if you're saying in general. Okay, Brian, if she says is, she's hustling, what is that? What the fuck is that? Yeah, Chin doesn't like that. She hustling. Says she's hustling. Get him, Chin. Get him. What hustling the fuck is that? doesn't mean hustling doesn't mean you get to get raped or get surprised. What is hustling? Everybody hustles in Hollywood. I hustle. So, by, by the way, so Brian, does that woman. Right. Sex is hustling too. Okay. It's hustling. If I want to fucking do something, like if I ha- if I'm in a powerful position Harvey and, and I want to have sex with this girl, 
She wants uh she wants to get a job with me, right? That's that's fine. That's hustling. But that's fine. But that's rape not, wouldn't it, count. But no, so that that's she's saying it's rape now. Let me tell you what mm. stopped ever since me, me too. She didn't say let, rape let before. Let me tell you what stopped mm. ever since me too. Those questions. Now, and it's a good thing, now guys know if they're gonna mix sex with fucking work, you 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 are yeah, liable. And that, by the way, and I got a 14-year-old daughter, that's a good thing. Yeah. As one of the bodies on the side of the road with this fucking Me Too right. movement. I'm I hear this. stories. That shit is good. So the overall thing is good because yes, now it's, you it's have all assholes good. like that who are in positions of power who would bully or make women fuck them to get a job or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll suck my dick and I won't what fire I'm saying you. Though, Brian. All that shit. Now, now women can hustle like the way men can hustle yeah. with their work and their energy mm-hmm. and they can go, hey, and, and now what happens is when you remove the the liability of sex from the, the room. Now you got, now, now the world's Eating a better place. Now the, exactly. So Brad, what I'm saying though, is some girls know what they're getting into. No doubt. Right? So that's all I'm saying. And when I see stuff like this happening later, she says I was hustling, this and that, whatever. And Look, she's faking an orgasm. I, I, come on, so dude. So Ch- Chin's talking about in just a You're using it in general. In general. Yeah, no, no. Saying this, I'm, I'm looking at this article. He doesn't like that she article. said, uh, and they said, well, why would you say she's emails working, and say thanks And she's emailing later. And, you, and she goes, wow, it's hustling. Emailing because, later, because, oh, thank you so much for the tickets because, to the Oscars. Like, come Chin, on, dude. Because Chin, the alternative is, is total eradication. Because the, the alternative is, is essentially career death and your whole life. Bro, I get that. So as a woman, she goes... I got to suck this up. This is the worst experience of my life. I got to suck it up because I'm trying to make a living because my dreams. Which I agree with you, Brian. Right? So, then, so then she goes, yes, I sent an email after that. Yes, I had to put all, push all this shit down because uh, the, the, the alternative was annihilation. Okay, so Brian, do we agree though that some girls know what they're getting into? Nobody ever talked about that. Totally separate issue. Yeah. No. All right, so Brian and Shin going uh, at it. And Brian um, is being on, Aaron on the side of caution only because he was accused of. Uh, and it's a little he, too close to home. It's a little hitting too close to home, exactly. I mean, if this. If that never happened to Brian, Brian would be what like, a fucking pot calling the kettle black. Exactly, huh? dude. Because you know, if this never happened to Brian Callen, dude, chances are you know Brian Callen, dude. He he works for Brendan Shop, bro. He's not the smartest tool in the shed. He's not even, you know, a good guy, you know, uh, for lack of a better term. But we know if he didn't have that accusation against him with the Me Too movement, he would be out there like fucking trying to get girls to suck his dick for roles and for sure. parts, and you know. It's like, come on, dude. So uh, Chin and Brian get into a little argument, and we, you know, that wraps up our coverage with uh, this week in Brendan Shop. Let me do a little thug like drop there. There it is. I gotta do. I gotta, He's just so silly. He's a silly boy. I gotta find a drop I could do on the board. Where after we uh, end our this week in shop, we could play it and it's like a cool little dun, 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 this dun, week dun, in dun. shop. Yeah, like something you know. I'll what I mean? have to record one for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're, this brings us to our last podcast, and this is uh, Tom Segura on Two Bears One Cave with Sir Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, obviously phenomenal director. I actually watched Pulp Fiction last ah, night. Ah, classic. First. Favorite Tarantino movie? Really. Probably that one. Are you asking me? Or yeah, you I was saying, asking you. Oh, um, yeah, I'd say probably Pulp Fiction. I I enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a good one. Um, can't go wrong with Kill Bill. Kill Bill's good. Not not up there for me, but it's a good good flick. I mean, I know I know it's a safe pick, but 
I, I would probably say Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He did Reservoir Dogs, too, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. That's another good one. I, that, that's probably my second. Yeah, so Quinn Tarantino uh, joining Tom Segura. Now, for Tom, dude, this is a big interview for Tom. You know, Tom and Bert are like... So if you, if you picture the pecking order in the uh, comedy world, you have Joe Rogan, and then I think the... Like, well, first, I'd say you have, like, Dave Chappelle, Sebastian Maniscalco, you know, the likes of Joe Rogan. They're, like, the top dogs of the game. But right underneath of them, you got Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. Um, I'm trying to think of some other comics. Maybe Tim Dillon can fall. You throw Bill Burr in there. Uh, Bill, no, Bill Burr, I'd even he, say, is more. He's a, pushing towards that top tier. He's yeah. in that top tier. Yeah, he's huge. So that would be like the A list of comics, and then the B list being the the Toms and the Burts. But they're working their way up to being that A list, you know, comic. Ari Shafir, you can throw those guys kind of in there. Well, I'd, I'd even say Ari was more like a C list, um, more so uh, like Fair. a B a B list. I'd say you know maybe Joey Diaz would be B. Okay. Um, Bert Tom. Uh, I haven't heard much from Joey Diaz. Yeah, he's fell off the map, dude. Big time. Yeah. Big time. He, well, he don't do any spots anymore. His podcast is fucking dwindling away. Yeah. I mean, he used to have one of the, the better podcasts in the comic world, in the comedian world, in, uh, you know, the church. I of enjoyed what's his now. show for a while. The Church of What's Happening Now. Yeah. Him and Lee Syatt. But after Joey moved home from, um, um, you know, Cali back to Jersey. This is the quietest I've ever seen Joey Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was another one that uh, was accused of me tooing and got super scared, got super fucking paranoid yeah. and moved back to Jersey. I'm uh, sure. I mean, look at look at the rap shit he's built over the years in general. Yeah. <sighs> Kidnapping motherfuckers. Holy shit. Coke. Fucking crazy fucking motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as though uh, B-list comics, Chris D'Elia, I guess, would be up there. As I would a throw Chris D'Elia in there. Um, or at least was at one point. Um, before he too got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, B list. Schultz, Andrew Schultz is definitely yeah, up there. B yeah, list. Yeah. But I mean, you get my point. You get the gist, right? So you got Bert and Tom that are are really trying to scratch and claw their way to be that A list comedian. This is a big break for Tom. Tom having Quentin Tarantino on. I mean, that's pretty huge. fucking huge. I mean, Quentin Tarantino has the power and the ability to put Tom over the top. Yeah. Right? And then Tom, yeah, Tom did a little bit, you know, he's made his way through Joe Rogan, sure, but he could really catapult to the next, you know, stratosphere with Quentin Tarantino. And I think that's what Tom's looking for. He doesn't want to get to that next, you know, uh, level. He doesn't want to level up with you know, help from Joe, Daddy Joe Rogan. He right. wants to do it kind of by himself and make his own way to get to that next tier. Because you get that stigma, you're, you're just a Rogan disciple. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So with Quentin Tarantino on, man, you figure if you're in Tom Segura's spot here, you would do everything in your power to make sure this interview goes flawless. Hell yeah. So even if you had a little bit of homework to do, homework being research, homework being Quentin Tarantino just put out a book. Let me read some of that book. Or let me hire someone to read it for me and then report back to me. The Give notes. me the Cliff Notes version. Exactly. Like in, like mean, in high school. It's not hard. I mean, you're making fucking, you know, millions of dollars a year. You could hire someone to read you the book yeah. or download the audiobook. At the least, at least, dude, watch a couple fucking Tarantino movies. They're great. Right. right. <laughs> uh, but Quentin Tarantino, 
you know, doesn't pull no punches, man. He's not part of this L.A. comic scene. He doesn't really give he's a fuck. He's a very everyman. Say that one more time. He's he's kind of an everyman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, um, I mean, because I watch a lot of documentaries with, like, horror movies and, like, action movies. He's he's very much a fan as much as he is a director. Mm-hmm. He's very much ingrained in the culture as much as he is, like, a, you know, somebody that just creates movies. But what I'm saying is he's not down for the shenanigans. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to, uh, you know, um, appease you. If you're lying... He's not going to like no, kind of go along he's, with it. No, he's 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 very much he is who he is and he's not going to play into the yeah, he's not going to play into the bullshit. Right. So, we're going to watch Tom kind of fumble the bag here and this was Tom's golden opportunity. And, you know, they could have edited this out. They could have taken this podcast down, but it's Quentin Tarantino and you can't do that because then you just ruin all your fucking chances right. of ever being that he, top. He dog. plays that back and he sees that you doctored that up to make it look a certain way. You're done. That's over. You're done in Hollywood. That's over. So, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Tom Segura on episode 160 of Two Bears and One Cave. Let's watch it. Let's watch the intro and let's see how it unfolds. Oh, didn't do, uh, Quentin Tarantino do Django Unchained too? He did. That's a great movie. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. I have written a TV show. I've written eight episodes, all right, of a limited series. This is breaking news. Yeah, it is breaking news. <laughs> Holy shit. You just put the feel. Your agents are jerking off right now in the other room. <laughs> they were like, he does? Yeah. 100%. All right. So to start this, we have Tom shot to be a star in a big movie, but it's going to fail. Uh, and then the intro, Tom has not read Quentin's book. Quentin calls him out on it. Also calls Bert fat. Quentin's going to call Bert fat. Let's watch him. Well, you guys know he's had a uh, quintuple bypass. He had his uh, kidney transplant. I know he just got um, his, uh, uh, what are they called? When, when you, you're amputated, you get the prosthetics. They're fit in for him now. Um, so, Bert, um, I hope all that is going well. Sitting in for Bert today is our good buddy, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you're you. sitting in for Bert, man. Uh, wait, you mean the Hitler guy? The Hitler guy. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. in his seat. Oh, yeah, did you hear about that? The Hitler, the Hitler thing? Uh, the Hitler guy, yeah, yeah. What is Bert, uh, Tom bought Bert the uh, cup. So it was for his birthday. I actually just watched that episode. He bought him Hitler's cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were just... <laughs> yeah. They was... So Quinn picks right up on that. Oh, the Hitler guy? <laughs> there you go. Bert Kreischer, that's that, how you're known now. Yeah, that's how you're known in Hollywood, Bert. <laughs> Yikes. Is, <laughs> is the Hitler guy. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be known in Hollywood, He's especially like, by Quentin. It's the Fuhrer's Cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell, the Fuhrer. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, dude, that's how Quentin Tarantino knows you now, is by you being the Hitler guy. Yikes. So your shot of being big Hollywood is decreasing ever. So, <sighs> yeah, it's going. It's going down. Let's Hitler watch. guy? The Hitler guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go yeah. back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you're you. sitting in for Bert, man. Oh, uh, wait. You mean the Hitler guy? The Hitler guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting in his seat. <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. ass print is, is right like there. molding. Uh, yeah. Yep. That his is. ass might be a little bigger than mine. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Quentin calling him fat, dude. Yes. Love it. That's. Uh, that's funny. As someone who's been called fat on the internet, before, we are we are fat losers according to Reddit. When, uh, well, before in the past, oh. I think there are more on our side now. But yes. uh, Quentin, as someone who's been called, uh, you know, big boned on the internet, watching someone else being called fat is fucking hysterical, dude. It's so silly, dude. I love it. 
is, is right like there. molding. Uh, yeah. Yep, that his is. ass might be a little bigger than mine. <laughs> I think it's much bigger than yours. Um, real, uh, also want to point out you have a new book out, mm-hmm. Cinema Spectrum. So Tom goes right to the book. You have a new book, promotes the book, check it out. And you would think you know a little something about the book if you're going to be the one, because you, you got to promote the book. Right. You're bringing it up. You would think. You would think. Right? I mean, that's only right. Sure. Like, he's your guest. At least guest. have a gist of the book. Or the cliff notes. Cliff notes. Maybe pull up an excerpt that you're interested in. Like, ooh, you mentioned this in the book about this story. Like, kind of elaborate on that. But we'll see. Let's watch. That's right. I told you I have begun the audiobook. Mm-hmm. I think I might switch. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, your, stock, your stock went way down when you yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, Probably wasn't the really best way to say sorry. hello. Whoa! That's his way of saying, you didn't fucking do your homework, buddy. Right. And your stock went way down. Like, Tom right now is like, I can feel the uncomfortability coming off from Tom, dude. He's like, oh my God, dude. Like, this is Quentin like one Tarantino of my idols. throwing daggers. <laughs> right off the bat. Now watch, it gets worse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I was actually consuming the material. I, I, I was actually consuming the material. Okay. Right. Tom making the claim that he's actually consuming the material. Right. False. Let's watch. I appreciate it. Um, you, you know, you like movies so much, you make me feel like I maybe don't like movies. Uh, <laughs> because, like, I always thought I like movies. Then I hear you talk, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? But you were exposed to, like, such a... I mean, this book is, like, a dive into mm. your, you know, your how you... How I grew up. Grew up. Um, because everybody, I think... Fans of you, of of movies in general, kind of knew the story of Quentin worked in a video store. Yeah, yeah. And he really likes movies. Mm-hmm. And then we and, and I've seen you in interviews, mm-hmm. cite, you know, refer to other movies from the past. Like, it was clear that you were a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. real fan a of cinema. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a cinephile. But this gets at you in from, like, the beginning. Like, how, how yeah. you, as a kid, you were being taken mm-hmm. by your mother and going to movies all the time. Well, it was interesting because when I first came up with the idea to write the book, the idea was more or less just uh, um, uh, a book of film analysis. Mm-hmm. So I would pick a, uh, you know, my idea I thought was like I pick a few films and then I would write about them, and uh, that was you know, that was just kind of more or less uh, the idea. I wasn't expecting it to be quite as autobiographical as as it became, but I figured it would be autobiographical to some degree yeah because if you're writing about movies uh hold on i think we have to move on uh because i think it's at the end here where it's funny that i could listen to quentin tarantino talk about movies all day see <laughs> i was like totally court. sucked in let me just see i think by it's comparison seven, yes what's your analysis of or your thought on current state okay yeah so we all right so we'll go to 720 uh i think this was very uh you know a rookie mistake by tom uh, coming to this interview, yeah, okay, some would argue that he's doing his due diligence, but Tom is going to refer to his phone, because the notes are on his phone. Okay. And I just, uh, you know, it just looks a little rookie to me. A little bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's- so you could see him, like, quickly dagger. So I'm just waiting phone. for the pendulum to swing back to Yeah, him. me too. You know, uh, I just as a fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's... So I, I would I would say this is a form of self-censorship, man. Like, instead of letting the conversation just flow naturally and just asking what's on your brain, like, you know, you had to, you know, fucking lean on your reading phone. bullet points. Yeah, reading yeah. bullet points. Who knows if you even wrote these bullet points? Right. Um. All right, so Tom reading questions. There's only th- three more clips left, so we'll go to 3113. Tom is bombing on this show. Oh, Thir- boy. 
Here we go. 31, 13. It opened up everything. And I mean, it, it, especially how successful the movie ended up being overseas. Sure. That is a direct result of Bruce Willis' participation. How were you dialed in? I know you've been asked, but I don't know. How were you dialed in on Travolta for Vincent? Why? What? Like, how, do, how was that clear to you? I was just always a big fan. You just always a big no. Fan. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a damn shame that he wasn't as big a star as he as as, as he used to be. Yeah, and I thought Hollywood was full of shit. All right, yeah. for not understanding it, and it was even one of those things where it was like. Uh, <coughs> at that time, John Travolta was kind of almost the epitome of, of you know, I guess what you would cruelly call a has been. Mm -hmm. But then I would go out with him, and people would lose their fucking minds. We would walk in, we walk down the street and people like, you know, I to, the hey, Toddy, hey, Bubberino, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, they would just like scream shit at watch. him all the time as he, as we're walking down like La Cienega or something. Yeah. I, I took him to like a Ed DeBevick's because I go, oh, this is kind of as close to uh, Jackrabbit Slim's kind of places mm -hmm. that exist. So, so you just get an idea of what these weird places or at least 50s, what these weird 50s joints are like. And I take yeah okay I think that was the wrong time code it's no worries though we got two clips left fifty six ten Quentin takes another shot at Tom for not reading his book I think this is the clip we wanted to watch here we go I'd love to do that to and he's fantastic and Cary Grant made a great villain he should have played villains more he's yeah. he's a magnificent villain yeah he, I mean they did a, so many films together yeah I feel uh -huh. like he did like a dozen. yeah he did a lot of them yeah um so. A lot has been made about. Um, I know you're gonna you're gonna continue writing, right? You yeah, like uh -huh. you enjoy writing yeah, now, yeah, uh -huh. but you're still I always you, enjoy well, writing. You enjoy writing, <laughs> but I'm saying you're gonna write more yeah, books. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh -huh. um, but you're still you are gonna do one more film. Yeah, I got one more. Yeah, um, written yet or no, no? No, I haven't even thought about it yet. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, I just finished a book. I know. <laughs> Why don't you finish the book? Okay, Quentin uh, getting a little uh, fed up with time. You already mentioned this probably in the book. Yeah, no, no, you didn't I read. Thought about it yet? Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, I just finished a book. I know. <laughs> I know. But that's so exciting that you're going to do one more. Yeah. All right. So Tom quickly uh, deflects. All right. Last clip. 128.30. Quentin roast Tom. Okay. All right. So this is the main event of the show. And Tom, to this point, has been just reading bullet points off his phone. This conversation's really been stale. Tom hasn't read the book. Quentin, you know, feels... Again. Disrespected. You got Quentin Tarantino, huge personality on your right. show. Huge. Yeah. Tom, I mean, in a lot of ways, disrespected Quentin. And Quentin's from that old school Hollywood, the old school way where it's like, if Quentin went on Jimmy Fallon or, you know, uh, Jay Leno or The Tonight Show, David Letterman, they would have read his book and they would have been prepared to ask questions from the book. This whole interview. Tom has not asked one question about the thing that Quentin came on to promote. So that's a huge disservice to not only Quentin Tarantino, but the fans. And it's as, no excuse being a podcast because even as a podcast nowadays with podcasts the way they are, you have to come prepared like you're yes. on The Tonight Show. You have to have, you know, you have to know what the fuck you're talking about and know your guest. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, so let's watch. This is the last clip. Quentin is going to roast Tom. He's had enough. He's fed up. And we're at the end of the show. 
Matsuyama on full. Yeah, hopefully, like, yeah, so. right. Uh, He's like, where can I see like your stuff? And I was like, I mean, I, up there at the at the club, potluck Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> I have bringer shows where you yeah, can. Yeah. I could pay somebody for you to let let they'll let me do stand up if I pay them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, so, and then he brought up HBO a second time. He's like, so not HBO. I go, no, man, not fucking HBO. <laughs> and then I jumped his car, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, yeah, I know you got to run, but uh, it, it's a real treat. Thank you for oh, my pleasure. For, for coming, and uh, congrats on the book. Ooh, okay. And you can see Quentin gearing up. Watch his eyes. Watch Quentin's eyes. He's daggering right towards that book, making eye contact. Tom, daggering at the book. Congrats on the book that I haven't touched. And Quentin is like, dude, you're really going to not ask me any questions about this book? Like, I bought this, I brought this book on the show and told you and your agents three months ago when we booked this interview... That this is why I was coming on the show. It's not like he has a movie coming out right now. He even said he hasn't written his new movie Nothing. yet. Nothing. This is all he this had. This book is what he's promoting. Right. He's on. A, he's probably doing this whole little tour, tour. right now. Right. Yeah, the whole book tour. He's doing a whole little press junket, I'm sure. And this is probably one of the stops. And you're not prepared. Not at all, dude. Watch Come this. Come on, man. It's a real treat. Thank you Watch for, Quentin's eyes. For, for coming. Watch Quentin's eyes. Watch Tom Segura, dude. Like, you should be better prepared. Step the fuck up, You're Tom. supposed to be professional, bro. Watch Quentin's eyes. He's going to book Tom. Book Tom. And, uh, congr- look, looking at the book. Congrats on the book. Looking at Tom, looking book. back at the okay. book. You said you've been reading it for a little bit. All right. Uh, where, where are you up to now? So where are you up to now? You said you've been reading it for now, a little bit. Putting his feet to the can't fire. Can't lie. Can't lie. You're on the spot. He's going to know where you are in the book. If you say a certain section and if it's the first couple chapters, he's going to know. And he knows, too, because, again, Tom, this whole interview has not asked him one single question about the book. And you've seen Quentin's eyes there. Darting back and forth, back and forth. He's like, oh, you're, you're saying it's time to go, but you haven't asked me anything about my book. So you, you, that's funny. You say, Tom, that's funny you say about this book. How far are you? And this well, is what, let's see what he says. Watch, watch Quentin's eye. Watch how this all unfolds again. Dude, this is fucking gold. I run, but uh, it's a real treat. Thank you for, oh, my pleasure. for, for coming and uh, congrats on the book. Ooh, okay. You said you've been reading it for a little bit. All right. Uh, where, where are you up to now? Um, I don't know. You uh, are talking about going to. You've started oh, it's an to go to opening the chapter. Yeah. Whoa! Quitting, dude. That's his way of saying you didn't fucking do it. You didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. I told you that. I know. And, and Tom admits I didn't read it. What else are you gonna say? Called out. Well, you were still listening. To I it. was listening okay, to okay, it. Yeah, so you've yeah. listened to the. You have listened to shit. Half <laughs> of the opening hey, chapter. <laughs> I. Oh, look at Tom, bro. This is a, I've never really uh, seen Tom like this. Very just, you know, uncomfortable. Just not feeling fucking, not feeling the vibe. I, I got now, it. Where, where, where in the opening chapter he did you. probably doesn't get did, questioned did, like this. I mean. Tom's being put on the spot. Because think about it. When you're doing the show, I mean, normally he's with Bert, who's about on his level yeah. as a comedian. Quentin Tarantino is head and shoulders above both of those yeah. guys as far as star status. Right. And accomplishments, he's probably never had someone really just kind of like push the envelope with him before. Right. So this is like he's surrounded by yes men. This is a total culture shock yes. for him. Let's watch. <laughs> I got now, it. Now where, where, where in the opening chapter did you did, did you arrive at? Did you? Okay. Hey, I, I, when when you listen to it today for the first time Not as today. you draw from your and look at oh my god. So Quentin Tom is all right. So this is you know. Uh, you know, one of the biggest mistakes somebody can make, right? So Quentin is accusing him of not reading the book, which Tom hasn't read the book. 
Quentin's going to say, when you were reading it today, and what Tom does is very sneaky. He holds on to that word today and throws it back in Quentin's face because that's all Tom has, right? Right. But we all know, dude, that's like, Tom, bro, you're just not prepared. You're not, you're not prepared. All. And to try to flip this on Quentin Tarantino, you look like a fucking asshole. Watch. Watch out. Oh, did I rewind it all the way to the beginning? Like you might have. Oh, yeah, he did. Movie, something like that. Right. Movie. Well, you're at the movies. When you put back, did you? Okay. Hey, I, I, when you listen to it today for the first time, not as today. you drove from your house no, no. to the to, not no, studio, not today. I told nope, not today. I told oh, you no, it wasn't today. today. Not today. <laughs> you pulled up today. I where swear was to God, I swear to God, not today. And I'll tell you where I am. You're at the movies. Okay, that's where you're at in this one. Uh, you're so. He's like, dude, that's page two. Well, that movies. narrows it down. Well, <laughs> and look, Tom is, oh my God, look how awkward Tom is, dude. That's bad. Picks up the book and is trying to find anything worth of substance to try to throw back in Quentin's face. Quentin sniffs it out. Somewhere. Oh, when I'm watching the Jim Brown movie? Um, yeah, something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. The Jim Brown movie. Yeah. It's, that's 19, what it's about 19, That's the ticket. That's the ticket. 1970, something like that. You're literally describing the first three pages. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Quentin is fucking no Awkward. holds barred right now, dude. He's silly. Being silly. He's being. Now, see, Quentin Tarantino. Now, that's silly. But in a good way. Yes. The good stuff. <laughs> Look, man, I only go by audio. I don't know what pages mean. <laughs> you right, are Tom. literally describing the first three fucking pages. <laughs> Doesn't take away from the fact that I'm a genuine fan. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I want to. You ever do this in class, bro? When you were ever in school and someone was like taking a nap. Someone was taking a nap in class like this. Nice and peaceful. And then yep. you just pushed their elbow uh, off the desk. Just hit the desk. Yeah. That's what I want to do with Tom Segura's arm right here. See, this is one of those, like, they say never meet your heroes. Right, right. <laughs> because they're gonna, you're going you're gonna to not like what you see. <laughs> He's making them feel real bad right now. Look at him, dude. This is cuckery at its fullest, ah. dude. Wow. No, no, it doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> I absolutely I, um, love this. I asked good questions. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, yes, you did. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to fucking yeah, read yeah, this. Exactly. No, you're not going to read it, Tom. Just admit it. You don't want to nope. read the book. <laughs> um, Could have been a little bit more in depth on the manuscript that I'm here to talk about, but nevertheless, nevertheless. Quinn, shots fired. Absolutely, man. just fucking throwing daggers at him. I love it. Nevertheless, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. And look, Tom is going to hide behind the book. Oh, my oh God. dude, what a way to end this show! Wow, that's hilarious. This is amazing. That's. That's gold, dude. That's comedy gold. Getting roasted by Quentin at the end of this thing. I love it. Um, all right, I will read. I now I know own a physical. I wrote a book too this year. Uh, and Tom brings up his book. How fucking disrespectful is that? First of all, you have Quentin on to promote his book that you didn't read or listen and to. And now I'm going to do a shameless plug. And now I'm going to plug my book. Fuck you, Tom. Can I give you a copy of it? Yes, you may. Will you pretend to read it? <laughs> we'll pretend to read it. <laughs> as far That's as you awesome. know. <laughs> and he gives it to him. There you go. Thank you very Look. much. Six if I was Quinn, I would have done this. <laughs> and just threw it the fuck away. Pages out, just throw them up yeah. in here. <laughs> New York Times bestseller list. Let's hope this makes it go back on. Okay. <laughs> um, Tom is nervous. That's hilarious. Also, 
Lastly, a lot has been made. Memes, comments, you've leaned into it, you've leaned out. I don't know. A lot of people have talked about it. I have no idea what you're going to say. Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> a lot has been made of, uh, in films, the uh, representation of beautiful women's feet. <laughs> and hold on. I want to say something. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said it, but I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> it's like the version scene from, uh, from Dust to Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Bert, and Tom, that's how it ends. Tom. With Tom oh boy. admitting two things in that last segment. One, well, three things, really. One, that he was ill-prepared. Two, he didn't read the book. And three, he has a weird foot fetish. So Tom Segura, uh, bombing on Ooh. his own podcast. Well, yeah, good way to end the show, though, right? That that dude, that's a great cap to the show. I love it. That was fun. That's dude. hilarious. Uh, I I would suggest you if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, watch Huge. that podcast. I it, absolutely want to watch the whole thing. I it, think it's pretty interesting, and then you'll see, you know, the the quirks that uh, are kind of that build up to Tom, kind of just. You know, just really uh, being flabbergasted in the moment, really. But, um, yeah, man, uh, that's going to really take us to the end of this show, man. Unfortunately, it's the, the worst part of the show, but this right. is the ending, unfortunately, Mario. I mean, we've come close to another six hours. Dude. We did do a long one today, man. I mean, I think with this brain force, dude, we might be on the verge of doing like a seven, eight, nine. We're, we're going to be doing telethon uh, episodes. Yeah. Oh, man, but this was a great show, dude. This show went up, the show went down, the show went left, the show went right, the show went all around, dude. I love it. Um, now, next week, I'm trying to think. There's no holiday. There's no show. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back on here next Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time to uh, whenever we see fit until, until the brain force wears off. We'll be back on. Uh, I have some new props coming in for next week's show, so hopefully they make it all in. All right. Uh, you'll get to see that on full display. Other than that, Mario, uh, anything uh, you're uh, looking forward to this week? Anything got going on? Anything you want to plug? Anything uh, like well, that? I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to go to the Eagles game tomorrow night. Uh, my birthday is on Monday. That's cool. Oh yeah, dude. We got to do like a birthday fucking uh, a birthday stream, dude. Yeah, we maybe we'll maybe we'll pop in. Maybe I'll pop in on Skype or something. Well, I'm yeah, just we'll saying see. for next week. Maybe or, or next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll save that for Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah, we'll have like a little birthday. I'll oh, put well, something Thank together. you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, same old shit, different day. Different toilet. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I know we've been running long uh, on this show because after like the three and a half hour mark, Mario... We typically start getting spammed in the live chat. With oh, we did get a lot of uh, sexy girls chats. Uh, find love in your city. Okay. When I look, am, am, are, all right, are sounds these, fun to me. Are these disappearing for you when I'm doing this, or is this just going away from me? Very good. Uh, try to do it. I am currently doing it. They're all gone for me. Now they're still there. Hold on, let me refresh. All right. Oh, uh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not really too concerned about it, but. Guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another In The Pain podcast. This has been uh, a fantastic episode. We have a lot of clips that we're going to be posting throughout the week. Uh, but make sure for the full live show, you tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. We will be here. We will be sipping coffee, drinking shots, talking shit, um, bringing up Brendan Schaub on a weekly basis. I'm excited to see what next week uh, has in store, man. Um, 
you know, this week, the last couple of weeks, man, have just been, you know, just premium just gold, content, dude. Just absolutely, absolutely podcast gold. So we'll be back on here next Saturday, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, everyone has a good weekend. Go Birds! Hopefully, they can beat the Packers tomorrow, and hopefully, my fantasy Ooh, real team quick. can win. So I'm down to the bottom of this bottle. You want to do a, a goodbye shot for everybody Let's today? Do a goodbye shot, Mario. I'm with you, dude. Pops this bad boy off. Alright, another bottle for the graveyard. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for tuning into the show. I'm going out of my woe. I'm going so fucking woke. Oh, no, I'm not going woke. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a, whoa. It's a Jim Beam talking. Uh, cheers, everyone. Mario. Here's John, cheers. Everybody friend. listening in, thank you for tuning in today. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Remember. Bring up uh, the next time you're at a holiday event. Bring bring up why Thanksgiving or Christmas That's is right. racist to your family. Do not let them enjoy that turkey until they've talked about it. Mm. All right, so good. All right, guys, so smooth. We got to get out of here. We got big things. We, we're going to dinner, I think. Maybe going to a bar, going to see a cover band. I don't know what the plan is, but we'll figure that out. Some kind of else. Saturday shenanigans. Yeah. All right, uh, this has been fun. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, For myself, John. And Mario. Peace. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in, guys, to another wonderful episode of this In The Pain Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.